Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to Beyond Synth. This is episode 132, and it is our Christmas special. So here's the deal. I had, and I still sort of have, a cold and a sore throat, and it just happened on the wrong fucking day. It's so weird how the moment I got this sore throat, it just threw all of my plans for this episode into a tailspin, which is why this episode is broadcasting on a weird day, because the original plan was, and this happens every time I play my hand, every time I let people know what the actual plan is, something always fucks it up, which is why I don't talk about my plans for upcoming shows too much, because I have so many examples of, in the past, getting excited because, say, a certain guest agrees to be on the show and then I would tell people I knew and I'd be like oh guess what you know so and so agreed to be on the show and then it always falls apart every time I let people know or give people an idea that there is an actual plan it just fucking goes away you know there was a Sunday and I had planned a whole bunch of interviews for the the Christmas show because uh, there's a lot of guests calling in today on this wonderful Christmas episode it was all planned for that day and then I got a sore throat So I had to cancel. It was at the exact wrong time. Like if my sore throat just was a day later, everything would have fallen into place fine because I could have had interviews I'd recorded and be editing them. Instead, it happened on the exact day. And then when I had to cancel all of my interviews that day, the whole thing fell apart. And I'm still trying to pick up the pieces now. It frustrates me, you know, because, you know, I've got people who are donating to the Patreon and sort of my promise, I suppose, is that, you know, when people are donating to the show, I'm going to keep the show coming out regularly. That's the point. And, you know, then I had to skip a week because I was sick like a few weeks ago. And then I was hoping like, every year to do a Christmas special and then take two weeks off and then come out with the new season. And now I feel bad doing that because I've had to take two weeks off to do the damn Christmas show. And now I feel like I have to jump right back into season six without uh, without a break. And I don't know if I can even do that. So I just feel bad, you know, because the plan was to release this show the Thursday before Christmas so that the download would be available on Christmas. That was the plan. And that plan went to fucking shit. But look, the bottom line is this. This is now a Christmas New Year's special. We're going to have a good time today. I just want to let you guys know up front that I apologize and I didn't. It was not my intention, believe me. I wanted this thing to flow smoothly and then I just got this sore throat and it lasted. Well, the thing is, I got two fucking sore th- Let's listen to some music, sorry. I- <laughs> All right, enough of my bitching. Let's listen to some fucking music because that's what we do here at Beyond Synth. So here's a track from Wolf Club, and that's one of those names where there's a space between every letter, so it's like W space O space L space F space, and then, you know. Anyway, Wolf Club, and uh, this track is called Night Wave featuring Indigo. (laughs) 
And that was Wolf Club with the track Nightwave featuring Indigo. And that's a cool track. So just to let you guys know, the um, the Beyond Synth switchboard is lighting up. People are calling in, and they're going to be calling in all evening. I've got uh, guests uh, who I've had on the show this year coming back to say hello, have a little quick catch-up. I've also got some uh, Patreon supporters who are going to call in and uh, and say some things, because I appreciate their support. It's going to be a good time. So, um, I mean, I see it's lighting up right now, so let's see, uh, let's see who's on the line here. I was going to press this button. All right, and who's this on the line? Oh, it's Highway Superstar. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Hey, Andy, what's up? Not much, man. I know we're not supposed to talk about it, but I'm just processing Star Wars, so if I seem like I'm a little out of it, that's what's going on. Are you distracted by the Porgs? No, no, I had no problem with them. Okay, well, I haven't watched it. I'm going to watch it in two (laughs) days. I ordered tickets for, like, ten days ago because you just couldn't get tickets anywhere. It's amazing. All the screenings were full. I wanted to watch it on 3D IMAX. Yeah, I just watched it uh, in plain old 2D. I have a cinema near me. It's kind of like an older movie theater, and uh, I can walk to it, and it's usually not full, so... Whenever I need to go see a movie, I can go see it relatively quickly. Well, that's cool. But you also, you're one of those people that actually likes the prequels, though, right? Yeah. um, And I've talked about it with uh, a couple of friends. Uh, I talked about it with Mitch the other day, actually. uh, Mitch Murder. And the thing is that episode one came out when I was 14. Yeah. And uh, I went to watch it at the theater and... At that age, I was I was pretty fresh from like uh, watching episodes four to six, mm. so it was pretty it was kind of fresh in my head, and it was a new experience. I was still blown away by it. I mean, like a couple of years after I first watched it, right? And then suddenly episode two came, uh, episode one came out, and I was like, "What?" So I went to see that, and uh, in the mind of like a teen, right, who's easily impressed by visuals and special effects and stuff uh, you don't get to see movies on this scale often yeah and yeah yeah along comes episode one with all the dolby digital spaceships flying around and surround sound computer graphics the the cgi was insane at the time and uh well let's face it i had a slight crush on natalie portman that day but so everything <laughs> kind of overwhelms you right yeah as a kid you don't get distracted by Jar Jar or something. It's still, like, part of your sort of world. It felt like it somehow belonged. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, when I watch it now, most of the scenes are, like, in the dialogues. Ugh. And fucking Jar Jar. Ugh. But but back then... Yeah, I get it. Like, if, if you watch certain things at the right time and then they become part of your understanding, like, I think for me, not that this is an original thought, but I, like, I had watched the Star Wars movies, like, many times before... I saw Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. so I guess there was some expectations there, but I don't even think expectations have anything to do with it, because uh, that seems to be the common buzz phrase right now about this new movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just working through my feelings, and that's it. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to sort it out, but everyone's very quick to either like defend it or just trash Star Wars, and... 
I just want to know why I feel the way I feel because when I came out of the movie theater I had a just I just felt off like something felt wrong and I, I'm trying to figure out why that is but no one it's hard to have a conversation without spoilers right, right? right. so I, I'm not going to but uh, I'll be curious to talk to you when you watch it when uh, we're talking about a Star Wars film usually I try to watch it more than once at the theater so I could get like a grasp of what's going on because it can be still kind of overwhelming when you try to figure out what you feel about it. Yeah. I think you need to watch it a second time, regardless if you're kind of already formed in your mind this opinion about it. Mm -hmm. Give it another chance to prove you wrong. Either way, I guess. It could be for the better, it could be for the worse. I mean, I will. Like, that's the thing. Like, when it comes to Star Wars, I will see it again. Like, I will. I'm just curious to see what I'm gonna think about it. Because, I mean, with Force Awakens, with, with all the issues I had with that movie, I still... It ended on a high note for me. Like, when I walked out of the theater, I was sort of energized to see more. And I just didn't have that same feeling with this one. So, I want to know why why and you know maybe i like i'll watch it again to figure it out but it's a deeper thing going on with me personally and i'm just trying to figure out what the hell it is yeah i'm a bit surprised uh, it's not spoiled for me yet based on all the things i read about like in my social feeds about how people feel about it people yeah. have really strong feelings about that movie either they love it or they hate it i feel like there's almost no middle ground with the uh, last jedi right now at least The only reason why I'm responding the way that I am is because critically, it's like everyone's saying it's like the best one since Empire Strikes Back. That was the expectation that was in my head. It wasn't expectations about plot. Like, everyone seems to think because they did surprising things with the plot, you're somehow some nerd if you don't like change or you don't like surprises. And I'm like, no, like... I'm fine with plot twists. I think they're cool. It's just it's just little things in this movie, but it's all spoiler based. Like all the stuff. Like if I uh, there, I have a list of things, but it, it's all specific spoilery type things. Right. So it's hard to discuss. But but the actual idea that like I wouldn't like the movie because I can't handle the fact that like oh like you you were expecting something but they delivered something else like that doesn't bother me. Like that's cool. Like I like watching movies that surprise me. So if that's the case, why do I feel this way? And uh, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. There are two completely different things about uh, answering the question of which movie was the best Star Wars movie yeah. and which ones are your personal favorites. Because for me, Episode 4 is a masterpiece, even though like cinematically and like if I were a movie critic or something, that wouldn't be like at the top of my Star Wars list, right? Yeah. Episode 5 is much better, well-constructed, well-rounded. The editing, the the flow, the reveals and stuff, it's much grander, right? In that sort of sense. Mm. But to answer which movie is my favorite, and, and I mean, what I'm trying to say is that when I think Star Wars... I can't separate my love of the franchise and the characters from the opinions I have on the movie as a movie, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Not watching it because it's like fucking Godfather or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I'm watching it out of like pure love for the franchise, for the for the characters. Even if Disney ends up making something really shitty, I kind of feel like there would be some part of me that still loves it unconditionally. I guess that's the expectation I have, right? So that's why the, the prequels were so surprising to me, because I thought, well, it's Star Wars. I'll like this even if it's trash. And then... 
when I felt the way I felt after watching the prequels, I was like, okay, so obviously there's something special about these other movies because these movies aren't giving me that same feeling. But I mean, I liked The Force Awakens and I liked Rogue One. To me, it's just about trying to figure out like, what, what is this movie not doing for me that it seems to be doing for other people? Because there's other people who are watching it like, just like, oh, it's just this triumph. And I'm just like, I I'm I'm just not seeing that but 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 I feel like maybe I'm wrong because like critically everyone's talking about it like it's like the most amazing thing ever and I just it I just didn't feel that way about it when I was watching it for me like uh, the force awakens stirred up emotions right it was a genuine star wars film in that sense but rogue one was a bit off in that sense it's a great film i love it but i didn't feel quite the same way as i felt watching force awakens yeah and even though it's like the most serious star wars film ever made blah 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 it's gritty it's war and stuff like that it's sacrifice something wasn't there in regards to like the space opera yeah 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 something wasn't quite there yeah yeah i know what you mean listen let's uh how about we listen to a highway superstar track and then we'll uh keep talking about star wars all right so here is one of my favorite highway superstar tracks that'll make you feel good for christmas this is is burn this city. So close now Do you want to get away? That's a choice we can make I seek release and I see your eyes Can't make the switch There is no wrong or right Oh, I'll make it clear tonight Then we will begin Start a fire Switch, maybe I'm too late. 
City by Highway Superstar. And I'm here with Highway Superstar. We're talking about Star Wars, Last Jedi, and you were saying that there was something off for you with Rogue One. And and it's funny because people talk about the new one as if it's got these moments that got people so excited. And I, I didn't really feel that way. I wasn't super excited by anything that happened in it. And, you know, to, to be honest with you, the, the Darth Vader sequence in Rogue One is still... I still like that more than anything I saw in the new one. Right. And that scene is 40 seconds long. Right. I mean, it's weird to talk about because I thought the movie was fine. I'm I'm just wondering why everyone is ranking it so high. That's all. That's, that's my only thing I'm trying to reconcile right now. It's like, I don't know why everyone is holding it so highly. I think it was okay. I find that kind of weird because most of the opinions I've read so far and I haven't been reading news... I- only been reading stuff that were written by uh, friends of mine and uh, the social feeds and stuff a lot of people hate it that's why it's so weird it's like the critical consensus of like actual like crit movie critics i mean look at rotten tomatoes it's like 93 95 or something but then the fan response is like 50 percent. it's just really interesting like I'm, and I'm, I want to know why. Like I'm just trying to think of what is the difference that's happening here. It's uh, it's fascinating. I don't know, but I'm very hopeful that it will move me as much as Force Awakens did. Even though, like plot-wise, it was like sort of repetition of uh, Episode Four. I'm still hopeful about this one. Well, like I, I mean, I've got some friends who said they were really like moved emotionally by it, and I'm like, that's cool. Like I'm happy for you. Usually, when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes. I'm usually on the side of the percentages. If 90% of critics say a movie's good, it's probably good. Like, I go into a movie going like, well, if everyone liked it, I'm assuming it's good. And usually I agree. Like, usually I'm there with them going like, yes, this was a great movie. I just, it's not a 90 for me. It's like a 70. You know, that's where I'm at. Right. Right, though some movies are rated really low, which I still end up loving. Do you have, like, these kinds of movies which are, like, rated critically rated low, which you absolutely love? Not because they're good, bad movies. I don't know if there's one that I love that's critically panned. There's movies that I think are misunderstood or I don't agree. Like, put it this way, like, you know Batman versus Superman? Right. The director's cut. I think that movie is okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's garbage. Like, I mean, it's got like, you know, like 30% on Rotten Tomatoes or maybe even less than that. Right. 
And I think it's fine. I think it's. I don't think it's great. I think it's a solid six and a half, seven out of ten, like the director's cut. And it's got a ton of problems. Like it's not. A, it's not a great movie. But I don't know if I have an example of a movie that I actually like. That I love. It's one of my favorites, and it's also critically panned. Some of them have become cult classics. I guess Blade Runner. You know, Blade Runner was critically panned, but right. but I do like it. But I think people have come around to accept that Blade Runner is a good movie. Like they just didn't get it. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to judge it now based on the reviews it once got because people didn't get it. I think now it has like a consensus of being a a good movie yeah. overall. I don't know. Wait, why do you have one? Well, let's see. Look. Uh, Uh, (laughs) No, I have no idea why (laughs) I asked you the question. I should have had something like (laughs) in advance, right? That would have only been fair. But no, no, I don't have one. Uh, I know for sure that there are a couple Starship Troopers. No, that's good too, right? No, I I think people actually like Starship Troopers. They appreciated the satire. Prometheus. Yes, that was, yes. Director's cut. Is there a director's cut? There's deleted scenes which kind of explain the plot holes the theater cut has. I'm not sure there's a director's cut per se, but the scenes are included in the Blu-ray. So it's much better when you kind of put them together. Mm. All right. I don't think I've watched any of like the deleted stuff. I I personally didn't like Prometheus, so like I Yeah, I mean I still like it despite the obvious like plot holes and uh stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean it, you know, it looks cool at least. It's got <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man, listen. I got to rock and roll here because my fucking uh my switchboard is lighting up. I got all these people calling in. Oh man. That's exciting. Yeah, it's a very exciting time. Because it's Christmas, right? Yeah, that's right. It's a Christmas special, so everyone's calling in just like you just did. Yeah, uh, we had like Hanukkah candles here like lit up and stuff. We did that today. Yeah, I should also acknowledge the Hanukkah. Well, you don't have to acknowledge it, but I'll be like the, <laughs> the Hanukkah representative yes. on your show. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's, <laughs> that's what I expect from Highway Superstar. Hanukkah representative. I am repping Hanukkah here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, you have a lovely holiday. Happy holidays, man. And a happy new year. Do you got uh, some exciting uh, Highway Superstar plans for the new year? Uh, Highway Superstar plans. I'm remixing like three different tunes now. I finished a couple of original ones. I'm writing a lot more. I'm hoping to have some sort of release in 2018. I'm working for that very hard. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But definitely remixes and original tracks and uh, live shows. Uh, that's going to happen too. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I look forward to uh, to hearing this stuff. But anyways, dude, listen, you have a lovely holiday. You too. And we'll, uh, we'll talk in the new year, man. Yeah, totally. Always a pleasure, Andy. Cheers. All right, and that was Highway Superstar. That was fun. You see, people are calling in all over the place, man. It's a good time. Let's listen to another track, and then we'll go back to the boards, man. Maybe we'll even read some junk emails today, because I feel like I haven't done that in a month. You know, we're wrapping up the year uh, on this wonderful Christmas... uh, uh, Christmas... uh, Christmas... A holiday special, that's what this is. So, uh, let's listen to a track. This is Stray Light from the album Data Steel. And this is We Run Tonight.
And that was re... Bleh. <laughs> I need a fucking break. This is We Run Tonight. No, that was... We- Fuck. <laughs> that was We Run Tonight by Straylight from the album Data Steel. And that's steel like the metal. Yeah, so I think uh, Straylight was uh, probably listening to the uh, theme song to Airwolf when he was inspired to write this track. But that's okay, man, because it's a cool song. And it uh, definitely conjured that uh, airwolfy spirit inside us all. Did my voice just crack there? I said, like, airwolfy. <laughs> Anyways, let's uh, let's go back to the phones, man. They're ringing off the hook. All right, well, who's this on the line, man? It's it's Will Lowe. How's it going, dude? Not too bad, thanks. Yourself? I'm doing all right. Sweet beans. Yeah, man. So you are, uh, you are a Patterson extraordinaire, is that correct? So rumor goes, yes. Yeah, it is a rumor right now. I'm, I'm making it official for everybody, <laughs> just in case people were wondering. Awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. I, I, I have like a sore throat that keeps coming and going. It allows me to sound cool, but it also hurts. Ah, uh, nasty. That's the price I pay. Uh, swings and roundabouts. I also just uh, watched Star Wars last night, and I'm still trying to process it. Yeah, it's a bit of a, device, a divisive, decisive one. Uh, yeah. But, a yeah, divisive, uh, yeah. That's the word. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm I'm just processing it. There seems to be some polarizing opinions on both ends, and uh, I'm not usually the type of dude to just like kind of like bash something. Like you know, when especially when it comes to like a series, that's like my favorite thing. Like you yeah. know, like Star Wars is one of my favorite things, and yeah. So I don't go in there wanting to dislike movies, but like just the way it made me feel when it was over yeah, I get you. is the thing I'm trying to process. But yeah, as, as the same with uh, It, um, went in expecting a good horror film, came out feeling a bit meh, like a bit of a black comedy. So it was like, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's weird because I notice patterns. And not in like a schizophrenic way, just in <laughs> in like when I read reviews for certain movies, they seem to, yeah. it's almost like every reviewer reads every other review. Yeah. And recycles phrases and sort of terms that that then become the standard way of talking about the thing. And so for this new Star Wars movie, everyone seems to be saying this phrase, uh, it plays with your expectations. Mm -hmm. And like there's a lot of reviewers using that phrase, but they all seem to be saying it as though that means it's good. Like that the phrase playing with expectations is synonymous with good. Yeah. And my perspective is it can be good, but it can also be bad. Like, it, it's not just because a movie is surprising doesn't mean that it's good. Yeah. It just means it's surprising. And so whenever I openly discuss being sort of not knowing how I feel about the new Star Wars movie, everyone seems to now jump in with this expectations thing. And I'm like, well, where were you guys when, like, people didn't like Justice League or whatever? Like, where was the people going like, oh, it was just your expectations? You know, like, for some reason, this Star Wars movie, expectations is, like, is the big thing surrounding it. And if you don't like it, it's because of your expectations. But when you go see a film, you expect it to be good. Yes. So I think there is, like, a base expectation of going to the cinema and seeing a good film. And, you know, the rest of it is just, you know, very sort of dependent on the deal sort of, you know, point of view of stuff. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. All I can tell you is, like, without saying any spoilers, when I watched The Force Awakens, I had issues with the movie, okay? But the issues actually weren't with the recycling of stuff. Like, everyone seems to think that movies, it's bad because... 
they reused shit from the other Star Wars movies. And I yeah. thought, I actually had a problem with the pacing of the movie. I just thought it everything moved too quickly, and they just kept on teleporting to different worlds without yeah. any sense of that there was any distance between them. And that was my main issue with that film. And, and a couple CGI characters that I didn't get why they were CGI. So that wasn't my problem. So everyone seems to assume that if you don't like the new Star Wars movie, it's because you're like some fucking fossil who who only likes the original trilogy and can't handle change. And yep. all I can say is, like, when the movie was over, when I when when I saw The Force Awakens, I walked out of the theater excited to see more Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I think there's even podcasts where we were talking about it, and that was, like, my exact phrase. Like, regardless of the problems I had, I was just excited to see where it went. And when this movie ended, I just walked out of the theater going, like, I don't care where it goes. And some people are taking that like a great thing. They're saying, hey, you don't know where the story's going to go. Isn't that exciting? Mm. And my point of view is just, I don't care where it's going to go. And that's the feeling that I'm trying to reconcile right now. It's like... Because, I mean, you know, it's kind of... You're an 80s kid as well, so, you know, we were sort of brought up with Star Wars and that whole thing. So you've got that emotional sort of, you know, attachment to it. So when something, you know, changes in a certain way, you're like, well, that was that's kind of a part of my, my upbringing, part of my childhood, and now it's kind of fractured and it's just hard to reconcile. Like, I'm trying to figure out if that is the reason. Because mm. right now I actually just don't know. Like, there's those people out there who just immediately love something or they immediately hate something. And that's, you know, that's what the internet is. So it's all those people saying, I hated it. And everyone's saying, well, you're stupid <laughs> yeah. for not getting this and you're whatever. And I'm literally just right now just processing it. I'm just going like, why was it that when I walked out of the cinema after this movie, I wasn't excited to see more Star Wars? And so now I'm just going back over the film going like, well, what were the things that... I mean, and there's a lot of stuff that happened during it. Look, I felt the same way with Batman. Like, you know, I really liked Batman Begins. I really liked The Dark Knight. And I was really excited for um, The Dark Knight Rises. And when that movie was over, it was the same thing. Like, I walked out of the cinema going like, was that good? I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just processing. So that's why I'm in this sort of weird state of mind. Yeah, but it's a good thing just to, you know, process it and maybe, you know, over time, you know, bits and bobs will, like, make a bit more sense. But I've heard there's one part of the storyline involving Finn and the other woman, which is pretty much just sort of like a throwaway story. There was a moment in that sequence, again, not to give anything away, that was prequel level stupid. Ouch. And it like it was just dumb. There's this whole sequence that happens. It's sort of like a chase sequence with some CGI animals that was just stupid. That wasn't enough to make me not like the film. I mean, it's still better right. than the prequels. Yeah, they were like bad. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, at least it's like a proper film, but... Anyway, listen, what do people need to know about Will Lowe, all right? I write bad poetry, mm-hmm. stories about pigeons. Yeah, I kind of do musical doodles. Um, I've got a thing on SoundCloud, yeah. I'm Strolver on that, and that's pretty much it for the moment. But yeah, next year, new projects and stuff, so it's all going to be pretty interesting. Well, that's cool, man, because obviously I know you because you're one of my uh, my legacy Pattersons, keeping this uh-huh. show regular. Yep. Quality show. Quality show. Yeah, it's the best show there is. It- too damn right it is especially uh, now you've got like Mark on as well I mean you guys gel so well and it's just sort of just such a good you know good time just listening to you guys sort of banter and good tunes it's fantastic stuff well thanks man but Marco's a big piece of shit I'm dropping that guy <laughs> he's no good <laughs> so that's what uh, Will Lowe does in a day man he just walks around picking up babes is that correct yes but not in a, a, the childlike way I'm not like a, you know a, a pedo or anything what <laughs> 
Well, when I say babes, I mean like hot ladies with, with, with you know, <laughs> busty... Uh, Busts? Yes. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, actually, yeah. Uh, you inspired me to uh, work on a new sort of poem due to your sort of... Your, um, your, your love of titties in songs. So I'm looking at the more, uh, one at the moment called Man's Breast Friend. Well, see, the thing is, yeah. I just love that word. Mm. The word titties, because you can rhyme it with so many different things, which is why... You can do indeed. Yeah, it's a very special term. It's it's not it's funny because it's not a word I say. Yeah. Like when I walk around, even when I'm joking with people, like it's not a word I ever say in conversation. <laughs> but but whenever I sit down to write joke lyrics to music, yeah. I don't know why it always it always pops out, and I'm like, I don't know why. When I'm writing my bad poetry, it's kind of always a case of you go for something um, just profoundly, just silly. Because if you write something serious, then you know your brain's kind of like, oh no, I need to do the serious thing, and it's going to take time and effort. But if you're just doing some sort of stupid throwaway thing, then your brain's kind of like, hey, crazy ideas are just flowing like great stuff. But anyways, man, listen, we got to rock and roll here. I got my switchboard; it's all lit up. I can see, yeah. Busy times, busy yeah. times. All these people are calling in, but I just want to say thanks for uh, for uh, supporting the show. That's a cool thing, and people should go check out Will's <laughs> poetry. <laughs> what did what, you, you say your SoundCloud was? Strolva, S-T-R-O-L-V-A. S-T-R-O-L-V-A. Yeah. It's just like musical doodles. It's nothing like balls. It's just, you know. <laughs> Who invented the phrase amazeballs? I'm sure. Yeah. Let's do some Google researching on that one. These, these are the important questions that I need answers to. <laughs> Too damn right, yeah. You sort of like, <laughs> where, how did that come from? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Right. Anyways, dude, listen, you have a lovely day. Happy Christmas. And to you. Have fun stuff, some good times. I'm going to try. Sweet beans. <laughs> right, catch you later. <laughs> All right, see you, dude. <laughs> see, isn't that fun? That was uh, Patreon supporter Will Lowe. So that's the thing, you know, when you donate to the show... Uh, I really appreciate it. It keeps the show running on schedule, in theory. And, uh, you know, when people donate for a while and they become legacy donors, I feel like, hey, man, let's have them on the show, you know, to appreciate their support. And I do. And that is a fun thing. Let's listen to a track. This is a track I really like. I've played it a few times on the show because I dig it. It's from the artist Duet, D-U-E-T-T, from the album Borderline. This is Running Scared, featuring Stuart Lockwood.
And that was Running Scared, featuring Stuart Lockwood by Duet, with two Ts, uh, off the album Borderline. So uh, check that out. Hopefully I'm going to have a duet on the show next season. I got lots of plans, but like I said, whenever I tell people what my plans are, they fucking fall apart. So I'm I'm done, man. 2018 is going to be a year of not telling anyone anything. And you better appreciate it. Uh, uh, what else? Let's, uh, let's go back to the fucking boards here, man. What do we got? Well, who's this on the phone? It's Vincenzo Salvia. Oh, yes. It's just me. Vincenzo Salvia from Italy. How's it going, man? It's going very good. I'm going to celebrate Christmas for Italian. Christmas is a very important period because we eat a lot of and Italians like to eat. We eat everything what we can find in supermarkets. The list is quite quite uh, wide, quite large. Do you have turkey meat? Turkey meat? Mm, not properly. We have uh, G meat, which is barkling uh, just in this moment. G, come here. I will eat you in Christmas. Fuck you. Come here. <laughs> For the listener, G is Vincenzo's dog. G, say, say send hello to everyone here. There are a lot of fans, probably. Your fans. I saw some video of Italian people getting really mad when someone delivered a pizza with pineapple on it. Yes, uh, it's totally real. Uh, probably you saw that video where they bring pizza to Neapolitan people. Mm-hmm. Naples, uh, it's uh, not just a tradition. Pizza in Naples is uh, like a religion. And uh, if you betray their religion, uh, you can be killed. <laughs> You can be really dead. They can kill you for this. That's what happened because the people in the video seem to be really upset that they received this pineapple. Yes, quite upset in the beginning on video, but you can see there is a woman uh, who can... Uh, she she beat him, uh, as I remember. How you dare to put pineapple on pizza? It's, it's crazy. How? <laughs> so what's... What's your plan? What's, uh, do you have some big plans for the new year? Well, we are still searching because as usually we are quite lazy and we always uh, search for something uh, on 30 of December because the, we focus everything on food. We search first of all food. Then we rem- remember, oh fuck, we must celebrate also new year. And we try to like desperate to, to search for some uh, events, some concerts or um, something funny. But I still don't know because I'm in first year here in Milan. I don't know here it's all different from my previous city where I live in, in Potenza. Mm. It's like a, like a cemetery or something similar like this. Here it's quite lively and um, I don't know. There are, there will be some something more to do. How's your how's your wife doing? How is a powder slut? Yes, she's quite uh, famous. What, what were you doing? You're doing like a mastering music mastering business and you've got a picture of your wife in the bathtub is that correct <laughs> yes yes i mix and master i yes i create this mastering service for uh, someone who can't do it at home i have new stuff here i bought professional speaker and i, I want to try to to help some newbie musicians well that's a that's a noble cause <laughs> yes yes i mean i'm a hero <laughs> i'm a, i have also superpowers andy I don't remember if I told you this, but I have the pizza superpowers. I can tell if uh, pizza is good or not just by looking at pictures. <laughs> I even can't uh, can taste. I can tell you already, like 5 on 10, 6 on 10, 
8 on 10, I can I can judge pizza. My favorite thing about talking with you mm-hmm. as an Italian is we always end up talking about pizza. Like <laughs> I like that you're like a super Italian. I love that. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am a typical Italian. What I can do? Do you have any music plans for the uh, the new year? Yes, I'm working, trying to work on a new album. This time, I want to make a full length album, but I don't know still in which direction I want to go because I want to try something different. Maybe some vaporwave. Not all because it can be boring, but uh, I think some tracks can be inside. So I will try to mix this style with something powerful mm, anyway I want to, to make something various who are you going to get to master the album? AG will make the master <laughs> <laughs> how old is G? AG is 5 she's a woman, she's a MILF Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff yes yeah it's too bad you don't live because you don't live in Potenza anymore because when I wrote that song about you that was one of the key lyrics was that you were a MILF hunter from Potenza <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. But it's still my um, the city where I born, so I still belong to that uh, that city. Yeah. <laughs> I can. It's still a valid uh, valid song. Well, maybe I'll have to update the lyrics to incorporate Milan in there somehow. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Milf Hunter from Potenza who lives in Milan. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'll, I'll get working on that right now. This is all very important business. Yes. How are you going to celebrate your Christmas? Well, I'm probably going to uh, hide in a room and edit the podcast. Yes. <laughs> It's very uh, typical uh, Canadian uh, way to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, we all just edit our own podcasts. Uh-huh. Well, I'll, I'll go watch Star Wars. Ah, okay, okay. Is this the part where you tell me you've never seen Star Wars? Yes, I, I just wanted to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> what have you seen? Because every time I mention a movie, you've never seen it. So, like, what? <laughs> Yes, that's a good question. What do you like? Like, what kind of movies do you like, honestly? I don't know. I like Italian movies from 80s. I don't know how to explain which kind of movies. This It's like, uh, maybe we, oh, I, uh, I spoke with you one time about this. It's a, we call this Cine Panettone. Trash um, style of movies. They all always speak uh, about sex. Uh, and there are a lot of Italian disco songs also inside. But I saw Back to the Future, and that's enough for me. <laughs> Because all the movies more or less looks like Back to the Future, so really I, I don't need to look copies. You've got a very interesting perspective on things, Vincenzo. Yes, yes. Uh, tell me about Star Wars. Like, make a summary about this movie. Maybe I, I will try to, to watch. Well, it's a it's a boy who, who grows up on this planet, and uh, he wants to be like a starfighter pilot. You know, he wants to fly in space and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he gets caught up in this adventure 
where these robots land on his planet and it turns out that the robots have secret plans hidden in them that the bad guys want, the evil uh, galactic empire. And uh, he ends up uh, meeting a smuggler called Han Solo and he ends up getting trained by uh, a Jedi who are kind of like space wizards. Mm-hmm. And there's swords that are laser swords. Well, it sounds like a Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Terminator is quite similar to Back to the Future. Yeah, it's all the same. It's all the same. Everywhere go there, goes there to Back to the Future. I don't, I don't really, I don't need to look other other moves. <laughs> I, I, have, I have more interesting things to do here, and, uh, really. I, I don't don't need to lose my time. I understand. Yeah. Yes. Well, listen, man. I got to rock and roll because I got uh, I got lots of people calling in. Uh huh. Okay. On, on this exciting Christmas show, but uh, wow, wow, wow! I hope you have a have a merry Christmas and a and a happy New Year. Oh, I wish the same to you and uh, to all the people who, who are listening to us now, and uh, to to all the musicians which uh, we, who you are going to to record. Well, thank you, man. It's a uh, mm-hmm. It's a lovely sentiment, and I hope uh, I hope you're doing good, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll talk in the new year, man, when you uh, put out some more music. Yes, sure, sure, sure. All right, what's what's goodbye? Ciao. Well, we can tell ciao, but uh, ciao is more for like hello, hi, hmm. like uh, when we meet. Uh, you can tell arrivederci. It's very like arrivederci. 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 Yes, like this. Arrivederci, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> it's good to catch up. <laughs> Arrivederci. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wacky Vincenzo Salvia. What a guy. What a guy. Do you know what I mean? Straight from Italy. We were actually supposed to record a funny video this season, but it sort of fell apart. Uh, on his end, I blame Vincenzo completely, but uh, he's... <laughs> he's got very slow internet over there. Oh, and speaking of which, I got slow internet here. See, that's another thing that's going to screw up this show, because obviously I'm uh, I'm back home, my childhood home, where the internet is very slow. I mean, it's the download speeds are fine, the upload speeds are what's terrible. So the worst part is, whenever I actually finally finish editing this Christmas special, nay, Halloween, no, holiday special, fuck my brain. Fuck my brain. What a weird thing to say. Uh, The internet is so slow that it's probably going to take me like two days just to upload it. To get it to Steve so that he can uh, put it on Power 85. It's There's so many obstacles. It's literally like the show should have been edited last week and then everything would have been fine. But since it wasn't and since I was sick at that exact moment, everything... It's just... I could read you a list of all the stuff that that delay fucked up because everything just fell out of place. It was amazing. It's actually amazing. It is amazing how many things have, have screwed up. But look, that's neither here nor there. Let's listen to some music. All right, here's a cool track from Dynatron. This was one that uh, I really dug. I think I also played it uh, this year. And I guess when I had Dynatron on the show as well, because I love uh, this track. This is from his album Eternus. This is Escape by Dynatron.
And that was Escape by Dynatron off the album Eternus. And if you dig Dynatron, which you should, uh, go check out the episode where I had him on the show. That was a fun one. And, uh, yeah, it's always good time on Beyond Synth, man. That's what I'm trying to say. Beyond Synth is a good time. All right, let's uh, let's go check. Uh, I see the look. You wouldn't believe it. Like the Beyond Synth switchboard is lighting up like fucking crazy. It's like a Christmas tree almost. If this were a Christmas episode, but now it's a New Year's episode. So what's the? Uh, it's just lights. Do you guys know what a switchboard is? Is that still a thing people have? I mean, I know I have one, but that's because I'm in a very professional studio. Professional. Christ. I feel like I need to just sleep for a week. Just get some blankets, just warm, warm blankets, and just like a bear, you know, with a pot of honey. Anyways, let's uh, let's go to the switchboard here. Oh, who's calling in? Let's see. All right, well, who's this on the line, man? It's it's Garth Knight. Hi there. How you doing? How's it going? Not bad, not bad. It's Saturday night, and yeah, just watched Black Christmas, which was good. Don't know if you've seen that. No, I've never seen Black Christmas. Oh, an old old horror movie. A few years before Halloween. Well, that's right, because you're big into the horror films. Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much. The older stuff. Well, that's cool, man. So, you got any hot Christmas plans? Uh, going to see It's a Wonderful Life tomorrow. Well, that's not a horror film. <laughs> yeah, a bit more Christmassy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, on at the local theatre in Glasgow, so we go there every year to get in the Christmas mood. I gotta say, after we spoke... Uh, when you were on the show this season, I couldn't stop walking around saying Night Rider the way that you say Night Rider, like with your accent. <laughs> Night Rider. Yeah, so I kept walking around going like, Night Rider? Night Rider? <laughs> That's the best I can do. Night Rider? I almost bought the box set, actually, after <laughs> that interview. <laughs> and then realised I can just watch them all online. <laughs> How many seasons of Knight Rider are there? Oh, there was there was five. Shit, I wish I think it was on Netflix over here for a while, but it's not there anymore. Oh right. Yeah, they always keep on fucking taking things down and putting new things up and Oh it's uh, it's on cable over here. Oh uh, nice. <laughs> along <laughs> along with A Team, back to back with A Team. And I was watching an episode of Knight Rider and watching an episode of A Team and it's just Although Knight Rider's really, obviously it's really cool, but the A-Team, the writing's so much better. Just the characters, whoever was doing the writing at the time of each episode, they just had better writers. Yeah. The writing in Knight Rider's just, it's just kind of formulaic, it's the same thing, well, I suppose I'm just describing A-Team as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing every episode. <laughs> but I guess it's just more fun than A-Team. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knight Rider... You know, Hasselhoff's going to meet some chick. Um, she's going to be a double-crossing femme fatale. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the same thing every episode. You know, there's these shows that we, you know, I suppose in this community, because we're all focused on retro shit all the time, that we yep. we hold up. And, yeah, there's some things that are cool, classic and cool, and are still fun. But, like, some of them, it's just the, it's just the boldness of how silly the concepts are. Yeah. That like it's just like yes. this dude with a fucking talking car and he's like a secret agent and whatever like uh -huh. that and then the theme song. Oh those yeah. Those things together and of course the way just David Hasselhoff looks like in the role like I mean it's all <laughs> but that that's almost like the most important part of the memory of Knight Rider. Uh, yeah. I feel like maybe you and I talked about this last time but it was when we were talking about Quantum Leap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like it's it's the concept is. is so good but when you go back and watch it it's 
it's not the greatest <laughs> show. It's not horrible, but I, I like my my thing was I think well we talked about this before, but I just found the first season to be really boring. Like I remember when I yeah. I, I bought the DVD set and I was like, this is dull. This show and yes. it should be a lot better. That's, you know, yeah, that's exactly what I thought watching the the shows on cable recently. Mm. Thought that, but I just didn't have that same excitement watching it. As an adult, yeah, and the same with Knight Rider too. I want I wanted it to be better. Like when I go back and watch yeah. it, and there's certain things that you just feel like how much cooler it could be if they did it now, but still, uh. that's that's the hard thing with remakes because whenever they do a remake, then they have to update everything. Like, uh-huh. I, how the hell would you go to a studio and pitch? <laughs> I want to remake Knight Rider, but I don't want it to be with a new car. I want it to take place in the 80s and have all the technology look the same, but just have the show be more fun. Like, I don't think you could even pitch that to somebody. No, but that would be an amazing idea if they actually did it and had a team of writers, really good writers. And who could you you replace those, Michael Knight? Yeah, that's true. That'd be impossible. They tried. Like, there have been... I remember there were several shows. I remember there was a show in the 90s mm-hmm. that tried to do the cool car thing, and it was called Viper, I think. Uh-huh. And, and it was about a guy, and he had a Viper. Like, because nowadays you can't make it without some sort of tie-in with a company. Uh-huh. So you'd have to make a big point of, like, like this show is sponsored by GM, and so you, know, you have to have <laughs> General Motors vehicles in your show. And yeah. they had this show called Viper, because the guy drove a Viper... I don't know what company that is. Is it Dodge Viper? I'm not a car guy, so I don't... Oh, Dodge. Yeah, Dodge. It must be Dodge Viper. So, and and then the whole thing was that the car could camouflage itself to look like an alternate version of a Dodge Viper. It was some stupid thing. It's like, he'd be driving around in a red car, and then when he needed to go stealth or he, like, turn around a corner, he could, like, make it turn into, like, a blue car or a silver car or something. (laughs) Change it to a Ford Prius or something like that. It didn't even really transform into anything cool. It just sort of turned into, like, a slightly alternate sports car. Like, it wasn't... (laughs) It may have just been the color. And then they tried to do a Knight Rider reboot, and I was like... Yep. I was just going to mention that, yeah. I, rem- I remember watching the first couple of episodes thinking, this is kind of okay, and then it just kind of meandered into form. It could have been any show. The only difference was it had a car in it that talked. What did the car do? Did it do something else in the new show? I don't think so. I think it was just the same thing, except with slicker graphics. and It was just like they took all the formula that they were making with C- at NCIS and yeah, yeah. all those kind of shows and did it with Knight Rider's backstory, and it was just it was just rubbish. Yeah, it seemed really cheesy to me. I know that he was supposed to be his son, right? Because I saw like the first episode because I heard that there was like a David Hasselhoff cameo, and he sort of like <laughs> just shows up at the end for like one minute and says like... <laughs> I'm David Hasselhoff, hey. and then walks away. <laughs> it was the same when they did the V. I don't know if you watched the V. No, I didn't. No? Oh, God. That's such shocking. You need to check V out. <laughs> I've never seen the original V either. I've only seen... I thought you'd like it. Like, I, I've seen, like, the scene. Like, when the, they take the masks off or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because uh, I remember, like, that was sort of a frightening image. Oh, you need to get yourself the first two episodes, the miniseries it was called, because they done... F- two feature-length episodes that was written by Kenneth Johnson, the guy that did The Incredible Hulk and the Bionic Man and all that. Mm. Those were 
total standouts huge budget big production brilliant writing and then they done three final battles which was like um, the kind of conclusion to the story those weren't as good but the first two astounding should definitely check it out I think you'd like it well I think uh, yeah I've been to- my brother always tells me like that it's cool and I've seen some scenes that looked cool and you know what the problem was I think when I was young I used to confuse V or I used to I suppose conflate like V with this other show called Alien Nation <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> Because I guess there are both shows about sort of like aliens living amongst people or whatever. But <laughs> Alien right, Nation, yeah. like the makeup of the, the the lead alien guy just annoyed me. Like as a kid, I remember yes. just not liking the look. Yep. And for some reason, I associated that V and Alien Nation were the same thing. Ah, right, okay. And I know that that's wrong. Yeah, Alien Nation was like Hell Street Blues with a, an alien <laughs> cop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, I want to uh, listen to some Garth Knight, man. So uh, here's a track on this lovely Christmas New Year special. This is The War for Cybertron by Garth Knight.
And that was The War for Cybertron by Garth Knight. And I'm here with Garth Knight right now on this holiday special. And uh, we're just talking about old TV shows. Did you just have Fantasy Island? Uh, Which one's Fantasy Island? It's really old. It's probably early 70s. But it was repeated like all the time. Wait, was that the one with the dwarf? No. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think so. <laughs> what am I thinking of? Love Boat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Love Boat. I just checked. I watched an episode of that during the week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me why. <laughs> what is the TV in Scotland? Is it like fucking like 40 years behind? Like, why do you have these shows? <laughs> yeah, we're still trying to catch up. <laughs> no, it's like, you know what it's like when you're sitting on YouTube and you think, oh. That's the problem with the internet, man, because the second you start going into these stupid tunnels and then, oh, Christ. A link after a link after a link. Before I started talking to you, I was watching uh, commercials for Mortal Kombat from like the 90s, like for the game, oh, like cool. the television commercials. Mortal Kombat! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It has that kind of techno tune on it, doesn't it? My favorite, there was this one that was actually really cinematic, but it was before the movie, and they had, like, real actors in, like, these sort of decked-out costumes, and it's like they're walking through the woods, uh-huh. and there's all this smoke. Uh-huh. My favorite ad used to be this one for Game Boy, when the Game Boy first came out, and they had that big, like, now you're playing with power, portable power, <laughs> and, like, this dude's, like, yeah. he's playing Game Boy against, like, this dude in a robot suit, and he's like, and, and face off, and blow your opponents away, and then the kid points his finger, and... Shoots this electricity and the robot blows up. But they did make it look so exciting compared oh, yeah. to the real thing. As a kid, you'd see that and you'd think, "Oh my god, that looks amazing!" Well, yeah, because they had all this like fancy animation when they're just like, mm-hmm. "Oh, in Super yeah. Mario Land," and then like you finally play the game and dun, 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 did dun. not quite look like the end. Yeah, <laughs> not quite. Well, anyways, man, listen, hmm. we got to wrap this up. I got I got all these people calling on the switchboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, Liz, that's it's a very exciting evening today. You know, there's so many people calling in. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were serious, sir. No, that's it. <laughs> no, that's the premise. I, it's so funny. See, when you messaged me, I thought you wanted me to write a Christmas jingle or something like that for the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the way that when I was like asking people to be on, I wasn't specifically asking for interviews. Like, I think I worded it like when I was messaging people. I was like, "Hey, you want to do uh-huh. a quick thing?" And I think, yeah. Some people took it like uh, a synthwave cover to Silent Night. Yeah. Hey, man, I would love a Garth Knight synthwave cover to Silent Night, man. <laughs> oh, I'm taking a break for the 80s stuff right now, I think. What, is, uh, what are you working on? Something something else? Well, it's still 80s, but not synthwave. Like Detroit Electro kind of stuff. Like um, 80s Electro you used to get, like Cybertron and. You ever heard of Egyptian Lover? Cybertron. <laughs> Wait, so, but are you still doing it as Garth Knight? No, no, I'm not going to, no. Because I think I don't think it's a good idea Because Peter from the label Was saying If you're going to do something different Just do it under a different pseudonym And it just keeps everything Nice and tidy Because everybody would be expecting this a huge synthesizer track and it's it's going to be a bit more kind of beat orientated and sample orientated do you know what your the other alias is not yet no Ooh. that's the annoying part <laughs> a surprise for 2018 be really pretentious and just come up with some kind of symbol like prince oh yeah do it man perfect <laughs> Be, be a bunch of Japanese letters like all those fucking vaporwave idiots oh what is that all about <laughs> a, jo- a genre I'm going to sound really critical here but that genre man is just oh I don't get it 
<laughs> I don't get it either, man. Seriously, I I I don't say that too much on this show because I like to remain uh-huh. impartial. Uh-huh. But I don't like vaporwave at all. <laughs> I'll say it because <laughs> I don't mind music that's like got like a slower pace or whatever. Like that doesn't bother me. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, there are some groups. Uh, or there's some artists that make stuff that, like, I guess people consider it vaporwave, like uh-huh. Home and some other ones. Mm-hmm. But for me, the stuff, when I think of vaporwave, I just think of that shit where someone just takes, like, some uh-huh. 80s song and then just slows yep. it down. And then... Totally. And that's it. And so the whole song is... I'm like, I don't get it. Nah, I don't either. It's just lazy producing. It just sounds to me like what you would hear once you, like, injected yourself with heroin and, like, fell backwards. <laughs> have you seen Dread? Um, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, you know the drug slow-mo and that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Vaporwave is. Listening to some kind of upbeat 80s single and take some slow-mo and then you've got some Vaporwave tracks. No, it's, it's nonsense. I remember uh, Miami Nights... Uh, he was posting videos of records he ordered or something. I don't know why. He's just filling some time. <laughs> and one of them was a was a Vaporwave album, and he put it on. as It was a record, but he had it switched to, uh-huh. you know, in the record player, you switch it to fucking 44 instead of 34, <laughs> whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And so when he did that, I was like, hey, this thing actually sounds like a real song now. <laughs> like, when you fucking speed it up, it was just like, because before, I'm just like, this is just junk. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, that's how a lot of people... I can't remember the name of the artist, but there was a vaporwave artist. Oh, in fact, it wasn't a vaporwave. Was it Washed Out? I don't even. I don't know these things. Some artist called Washed Out, and oh, yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. I think I do know that. Yeah, it's a famous track. You basically, got one song that was really well produced, and everybody was going on about the production, how we got the sound, and then one guy posted with the song sped up by like 20% and everybody was like no it's this song from the 80s by such and such artist he's done nothing I to it I didn't know that because I think yeah. I liked that washed out song it, it was good it was actually quite a good sound but when you find that it, it's not <laughs> do you know it's not original I think I even have that fucking thing I completely forgot about it so it was either New Theory or Feel It Around I think it was, one I think it was Feel It Around yeah so it just turned out it was just a fucking slowed down real song? Literally. That with uh, some added drums and that was it. It's like, come on. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm going to have to do the research on that. I mean, like, I already know that that's what Vaporwave is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that anyone reached any sort of success because I think I heard that song, like, it was on, like, it was in charts and stuff. Like, it was like... It must have cleared the sample then because you could never get away with that. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, man, listen, we got... <laughs> Oh, sorry, but <laughs> now, now you're giving me a mystery to solve. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Get Columbo in the kiss. Yeah, yeah, I should. Ah, uh, what, what did he fucking say? What was his catchphrase? I can't, I can't do a Columbo impression. My wife loves you. Yeah, I got a, I got a weird eye. Is that what he talked? My <laughs> <laughs> glass eye. He lost that eye in the Korean War. For real. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Peter Falk fact for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome trivia with Garth Knight. Yeah. Gerald. Yes. Well, listen, man. I uh, hope you have a good Christmas. And yourself, man. All the best to you. And a happy new year. And uh, send me that stuff when you start making new stuff, man. I'd, I'd always like to hear it. Excellent. Thanks so much. I will do. And are you going to pretend that the other alias is not you? Yes. So it'll be like a secret then? Yeah. I, I just need to start afresh. And I think the kind of synthwave stuff... In general, just now is kind of reaching saturation point, and it's not as exciting as it used to be, just for me. Well, the stuff you make is pretty cool, man. It stands out from the pack. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you. Now listen, have a lovely holiday, and we'll talk to you soon. And uh, maybe one of these days, I'll 
I'll interview you as another guy, and then you can like pitch your voice down or something. <laughs> oh no, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic, man. And all the best to you, man, and uh, and your family, and that, and have a, a great Christmas yourself and New Year. All right, cheers, dude. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. See you, Andy. And that was Garth Knight. I always enjoy talking to Garth Knight. I think he's a cool dude. Uh, we end up talking about the same shit. <laughs> But if you dig, uh, if you should actually Garth Knight's music is wicked, so you should definitely uh, listen to it. And uh, if you dug that interview, go back and uh, listen to the time when I had Garth on the show earlier this season. It was a good time, man. And that's uh, that's the main thing. That's the main thing I'm trying to tell you guys. It's very important. Anyways, uh, here's a cool track. Let's listen to some more music. This is Michael Oakley from the album California. This was uh, maybe my favorite uh, track from the uh, the album he just put out. Or when I say just put out. I think he put it out a while ago, but uh, you know, it doesn't matter. When the music's good, it doesn't matter when it comes out, man, just as long as it comes out. And this track is called Rabbit in the Headlights by Michael Oakley. i 
And that was Michael Oakley with the track Rabbit in the Headlights off the album California. And I think there's also an instrumental version of the same album. If you're listening going like, What the fuck's with this fucking Michael Oakley guy singing, man? I just want to listen to the instrumentals. If you're that guy, then there's an instrumental album for you. I personally uh, think his vocals sound good, and I like that track. I think I'm starting to lose my voice. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I lost my voice earlier, and it sounded great that one night when I posted that video of Instagram, because I had to take some fisherman's friend lozenges. If people don't know what that is, that's just, uh, you know, it's like taking a hauls. It's a thing you suck on if you have a sore throat, and they're lozenges. And uh, that night, my voice was great, because it was, it sounded like trailer voice from the 80s, you know, the rated R this summer. Who is the murderer? Rated R. Do you read Sutter Kane? Anyway, so like I had I had that voice and then the next day it just wasn't funny anymore. It was like just really squeaky. I couldn't raise my voice or else it would squeak. I remember like my kids were like running around getting into mischief and I wanted to yell at them and my voice literally like didn't come out. It was just like stop doing that. And then like my wife's laughing cuz like I sounded like an asshole. Merry Christmas everybody and happy new year. That's what uh, this episode's all about. See like my voice doesn't always do this. That's what this is all about. <laughs> Welcome to the holiday special of Beyond Synth. Rated R. This summer. Rated R. I'm sorry, that's all I got. All right, and who's this on the line, man? It's Florence Bullock. How's it going? Hey, Andy. It's going pretty good. How about you? I am doing all right. So people will recognize your name because every week, you know, I've got a few uh, Patreon Pattersons that uh, I think are calling in today on this lovely Christmas show. And I think it's nice to, you know, hear their voices because, you know, people are going to hear those names every week, man. And now they can put a voice to the name. Yep, that's me. Yeah. And they can also put a voice to the name anyways, because you also uh, started making some music as, uh, as Glitbiter. Yes, I did. Yeah. And I've played some tracks, right? I think I did uh, yeah. collaboration you did with Facehugger and The Encounter last week. Yeah. Yes, you did. And that was not last week. It was two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> This is so long ago. Yeah. I forgot. And you're also one of my legacy Pattersons. So, uh, you know, the show wouldn't be going without people like you. I know. I think I started donating the day you announced the Patreon, actually. Yeah, you're a very cool person. Yeah. It was a shut up and give, um, take my money situation. So what's the deal, man? What's Florence all about? You and I have never actually spoken before until just now. So, uh, I know. What's the deal with Florence? What does Florence Bullock do? Well, I make music. That's a thing that I do. Yeah. But yeah, I go to school. I have a job. It's okay. You know. What do you? I'm busy all the time. What's your job? I work in an IT department. I work with audiovisual stuff, AV. So if a projector blows up, I have to go fix it. Okay. I got a, actually got a flame thrown on my face from a projector once. That was really exciting. So it can be exciting. Wait, but so it's not. If you are the AV person in the IT department, does that does that make you the least nerdy person there? I don't know. See, because like I why, I why would that make me the least nerdy person? Well, you see, because like the IT department is typically the nerd department, right? Because it's all like computer people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And normally, the AV person would be the nerd amongst everybody else because they're like the technical person who comes in with the projector and stuff. But I would consider the projector to be the least nerdy thing that people could be doing in the IT department itself. 
because everybody else would be like coding and shit. I guess I'm the least nerdy because I actually I have to go outside of the office to do things sometimes. Right. So I'm not as as m- much of a hermit as maybe a another IT person. But yeah, and you can name um, them. Like name each one of your coworkers specifically, yes. and tell me why you don't <laughs> like them. No, it's cool. <laughs> I do like them, actually. I really like my coworkers. Okay. So, you know. Hey, man, I just want to stir up some fucking drama here, man. That's what Beyond Synth is all about. It's about uh, I'm sorry, getting I'm people playing. fired. <laughs> 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 yeah, thanks, Andy. Well, you know, that's what this show is. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's quickly play a Glitbiter track here so uh people know who you are so uh here's a track you made it's called airship by glitbiter
And that was Airship by Glitbiter. And uh, we were just talking about how uh, work stuff, and you said you're also doing some school shit. So, like, what do you do for school, man? Like, what are you taking? I'm in a program called Communication Management, which is it's kind of generic, almost. They call it um, an MBA light, so it's kind of like businessy, but with an emphasis on communication. Mm. Generic in the in kind of a good way that you can kind of mold it however you want. Um, I don't really know how I'm going to use it, but um, I just took a video games class, which was really cool. What does that mean? It was more about the culture and impact of the video game industry on the world not so much the like the how you make a video game or anything yeah i don't know it was it was really interesting because i'm i'm not a big gamer i'm sorry to announce that that's okay I, we got uh, I, you know we, we we talk about enough about games on this show it's nice to talk to somebody who doesn't uh, really game. it's funny no it's funny i i know so much about video games because of this show <laughs> well technically speaking if you listen to this show you know a lot about Oh shit! I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> I know. Oh man, <laughs> I was just about to call you out, but you called yourself out. So yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Don't sorry, worry. sorry, people. Maybe I'll. You know what? I'm going to censor it. I'm going to put a beep over the word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Hey man, well you nice. can take your communications degree and then you can get some business savvy and then manage uh, the business side of Beyond Synth. All right. Okay. That's your task. Learn to be a good businessman and then somehow translate that to me because I can't, business is not my skill. <laughs> great. I got a job right out of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a job in that you have to create the job. Okay. So it's like uh, you come out there and you're like, well, I, I got this master's in communication. I'm like, sweet. Fucking give me the cash and then challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Are you a tall person? I mean, I guess I'm like taller than the average. I feel like I'm taller than the average person. I'm five eight. Is that tall so for a girl? It's not. Re- it's not like giant. I'm certainly not a giant, but I'm. I feel like I tower over a lot of people too. Yeah, because I feel like when I've seen uh, pictures of you, you look tall. But maybe it's just you're like you look tall. Like you look like a tall person. Eh. Does yeah. that make sense? You know, some people like look tall, like just because of the way that they compose themselves. Yeah, it's true. And then when you meet them in real life, you're like, what? Yeah. And especially, it's funny because it, that happens a lot with musical artists because, you know, most of the time you see them on a stage. And yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're on a stage, you have no idea how tall they are. They just look tall. Yeah, you should meet Dana Jean Phoenix, man. She's like four feet oh, high. Oh, I know. I know. I told <laughs> I mean, she's I, taller than that, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, she looks tiny. But everybody gets that impression, too, you know? Like, everyone... I feel like people do that with me, too, right? Where I don't know if they think that I'm... Like, because I'm not a tall guy. Like, if you're 5'8", I'm slightly taller than you. By, you know, like an inch or something, you know what I mean? So, Mm. whenever I meet people... But mind you, I think a lot of the artists I've met are, like, the same, like, relative height to me. Not too many of them have been too tall. Actually, Adam McNabb's tall. He was, like, like six feet. Yeah, he was taller than me. And so was Droid Bishop. This is a pointless thing I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know why I find it so interesting to talk about height with people. Like, it's not interesting, but it's like... <laughs> it can be. Yeah, sure. So, were, were you making music before, or was this something that just hit you, or like what... So, I was I was making music just kind of like in the closet, and I was always making like 
electronic music, sort of, but I never released it and I never felt the need to release it or show anyone just because I thought it was complete shit. Mm. But it's funny because when I discovered Synthwave, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I always had this idea that I wanted to be in a band. And so I was just kind of like waiting, like, oh, yeah, like maybe I'll meet some people and we can start a band or whatever. But then, you know, I was like, I look at all these Synthwave artists and they're just doing it pretty much alone. I was like, well, if they can do it, I can do this. Sure. Like, let me try. So I listened to like just a ton of Synthwave music and just kind of dissected songs and just kind of figured out how to do it and then i just i don't know i tried yeah yeah yeah. and here i am yeah well that's cool so do you got like yeah. some big plans for the new year with the with glit biter because i've seen some photos of you like uh on like stages and stuff yeah no i've um i've played a couple shows played a couple of my own sets and i've been um performing with uh albert who's facehugger mm. i've been singing our um the song that we did with him the encounter at some of his live shows so that's that's been cool. Actually, we just um, I just got to do it when Betamax and Arcade High came here. Facehugger opened for them, and so got to sing, and it was cool. And it's it's just been really fun, and I've got to meet so many people too. And it's just it's become this like huge like synth fam. It's real fun. Well, that's cool. I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy, you know, when people are making cool music and uh, you get a neat voice. I like because I like when people like different people start doing it. So there's different. Uh, just different sounds out there, man. Like, so you have that sort of ethereal dream kind of voice thing, uh, is the words I would use. Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like explaining sure, things. Sure, that, that works. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's good, because, like, uh, it's different than uh, some of the other, you know, vocalists I've heard, and I like uh, when I hear different things. It makes me happy. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm glad it makes you happy, Andy. How would you describe it? Did I just describe it the wrong way? Is that what just um, happened? No, actually, that's a pretty good description. I, because I can't. I'm really bad at des- describing things, especially my own stuff. Because I'm hesitant to even call it synthwave. I mean, I I love the scene and I I want to be part of it. But yeah. I, I mean, I when I released it, I was like, are people going to think that I'm crazy? That I'm calling this kind of like that I'm putting this in the synthwave realm and. I don't know people bought it so it's yeah cool. they're all a bunch of fucking suckers <laughs> anyways listen we gotta run because uh i got all these people calling in you know the switchboard is lighting up Ooh, okay yeah so is there anything uh merry christmas have a good christmas yeah merry christmas to you too thanks for uh being a cool supporter of the show it's uh it, it's it's special thing man i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i'm here to help yeah well i i, I appreciate it and uh, and keep making cool music, and um, we'll we'll play some. Thanks. Yeah. No. I'll. Um, I I'm gonna try and have something come out in the new year because uh, I've been working on the live show thing. So now it's time to work on my own stuff. So I have something in the works. Awesome. It'll. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have something new. Cool. Well, we look forward to it, and you have a merry Christmas and a happy new year and all that shit. You too. All right, and that was uh, Florence Bullock, a.k.a. Glitbiter. And uh, that's fun to talk to. She's also a supporter of Beyond Sin, so that's cool. So how about we listen to a track? Uh, what do we got here? What's something to listen to? How about this track by Elay Arson? I've never said this out loud. Is it Elay or Elay? E-L-A-Y. Elay Arson from the album Rights of the Damned. 
And this is a track called An Eternity in the Shadows. And actually, I got a question before we play the song, and this is completely unrelated to Elay Arson. It's just uh, something I was thinking about. So let's say you were renting an apartment, all right? And you had people living with you. And in the rental agreement, they get free internet, all right? So they get free internet in your apartment. That's part of the deal. But you yourself are a decadent kind of guy, and you want super fast high-speed internet. So you actually pay for another service of internet in the same apartment because you want you want the good stuff. Now, one day, these two ladies come in and they say, oh, we want your super fast internet too. And you go, okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, just pitch in a couple bucks and then you can, uh, you can share the internet. And then they say, no, you should give it to us for free. Now, where do you stand in that situation? You see, I've seen several different perspectives on this issue, and I'm still trying to, to figure out what's the what's the correct course of action, you see, because there's some people out there who just say like, hey man, you're already paying for it anyways, man, just share the love, share the love, you know? And then there's other people who are like, well, if they want to share it, they should pay some money for it. Like, that's, that's only fair, especially if it's a luxury item. And I'm not sure where I fall on this, really. I think, I think they should have to pitch in money. That's my opinion. Like, if I was getting HBO, and it's like 24 bucks a month, and I had a bunch of roommates, and they all walked in, and they were always watching the HBO, and I'd be like, yeah, man, and they said, oh, I love this HBO, yeah, it's pretty cool, dude, hey, listen, why don't you all just, like, pitch in five bucks, so, you know, to keep the HBO going, and they're like, nah, well, I'd be like, well, then fuck you, I'm just gonna plug the HBO in my room, like, cost like, fucking $24, I think, you know what I think the issue is, it's not about charity, or like, oh, you know, you just, like, spread the love and share the love, I think the annoying thing is somebody else assuming that they should get something for free from you. It's almost like a mental thing. Like, I would not be able to get over that. There's certain things in life that once they happen, it's hard for me to get over what I perceive to be an injustice. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you're just a kind person, and that was the deal right at the beginning, like, you're the kind of person who just shares your stuff. And these people move in, you're like, you know, you get internet, but uh, hey, I got super fast internet. If you ever want the code, you know, do it up. And they're like, oh, you're such a nice person or whatever. But if you have something special and people walk in and just assume they should have it, I'd be like, fuck you. And it's weird because on one hand, it's like you wouldn't, it's not hard to share, especially something like internet, right? You just give somebody the password. But there is an annoyance to someone assuming that you should share something with them. And I think that's an issue I have. It's the assumption Now that I'm saying this out loud, I sound like a fucking, like, capitalist or something. Is that what I am? I don't think I am. I'm all for sharing if you want to share. It's just I'm annoyed when people think that they deserve something that they don't from you. That's the issue I'm having. Anyway, you let me know. What would you do if you had people living in your apartment and you've got a special thing and they just go, you should give us your special thing and you'd be like, fuck you. And not only that, the problem here is that they already have internet. So it's not like you're being like some prick landlord who's like, nah, it's like, they got internet. It's part of the deal. But they're like, oh, it's not good enough for us. I'm like, well, fuck you. I'll tell you what's not good enough for me. You stupid tenants. And then you fucking drop kick them out the door. Whop up! Whop up! And then they go, like, rolling down the stairs. Is any of this useful? Again, this has nothing to do with Elay Arson at all. It's just something I thought of out of the blue. I, people listening probably right now are trying to figure out, like, is this, is this some elaborate inside joke? And the answer is yes. Anyways, let's listen to a track now by Elay Arson. This is an eternity in the shadows.
And that was Elay Arson with the track An Eternity in the Shadows from the album Rights of the Damned. And, uh, yeah, it's a cool track. So let me know, guys. Do you share the internet with those ladies or do you kick them to the curb? Keeping in mind that this is completely fictional, this scenario I've just talked about. All right, and let's go back to the phones. All right, who's this on the phone, man? It's fucking... Eddie! Yeah, it's it's me. Fucking dead life, right? Yeah, it's, yeah man. It's, it's dead life. Well, you and I have never actually spoken before, is that correct? That is correct, yes, that's true. And what's uh, what's going on in your life right now? I don't know, really, just uh, working and stuff, you know, all that stuff. Sounds like a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could say that. So I'm trying to wrap my head around some things because it's hard for me to keep track of everybody and all the, the different projects they're working on and stuff. So you have made, you did like an album as Dead Life, but you also did some shit before, right? Like under different names? Yeah, yeah, but it was like more of an experiment, really. I was kind of learning how to produce back then. What was the other one? Ed Harbinger. Harbinger, okay, that's right, that's right. That's right, yeah. So what happened to all that stuff? Is it still around? Uh, I think it's floating around somewhere, but it's really shit. Okay. So, <laughs> I wanted to just kind of shed it, and I was like, well, that wasn't really what I wanted to do. Like, when you're learning, it's kind of trial and error, isn't it? So it's like, you're trying to make it kind of good. Yeah. It takes time. Really. No, I understand. So dead life is the thing, right? Like that's the thing now. Yeah, that's that's definitely the thing. Well, it's cool, man. It's uh, it's cool sounding stuff. Thank you very much. So what else has been going on? Fucking, you're you're prepping for Christmas. It's Christmas time. You're vaping. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. Though. I'm not like, oh, I'm vaping. It's just better than smoking because smoking smells. So are you are you one of those those like kind of hipster people that like sort of vape just the. <laughs> Just, like, the stuff that smells like chocolate and shit? No, no, no. I vape uh, the strongest I can get for the nicotine, really. Like, I'm not into all the, the subculture. <laughs> it's really cringe. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I just do it because, uh, I don't know, it just takes the edge off, you know? Did you used to do, like, fitness stuff? Yeah, I did for a bit, yeah. Is that over now? <laughs> uh, for now, yeah. I've been producing for a while. And uh, I'd just gone to university And um, my music Like I wasn't happy with it So mm. I just started working out Because I, I needed something to do you know So I just started working out all the time <laughs> And then as soon as I got back into producing That all just kind of stops <laughs> the, the proper life of the producer Is just like sitting there like a schlub In front of your computer right I mean isn't that <laughs> Yeah it really is That's exactly what it is You got any fucking You got any cool plans for uh... Yeah man There's a I've got a lot coming I'm not going to say too much at the moment, but I've got my second album, which is pretty much done now. It's just doing like the final bits to it. This is going to be next year now, and I'm doing another record as well, which is it's going to it's more melodic, and I'm doing that with the collaboration of someone else. Is it someone I know? It could be, but you'll have to find <laughs> out, man. <laughs> I think you'll have heard of them, but um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, I'm kind of keeping it on the DL. Like right now Is keeping things on the DL Something that you like to do? Absolutely yeah mm. <laughs> You seem like one of those dudes Who I always see Who's pretty outspoken about things When I see posts from <laughs> From Eddie I'm not so bad now Yeah <laughs> I don't know Like when I was a bit bored I'd, You know I like throwing a spanner in the works And playing a devil's advocate But mm. For the past like Month or two I've kind of <laughs> 
<laughs> like gonna say like it's like some big life change. It's like yeah, up till about a month ago, I was still starting shit, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like I'm not even like I just got a bit bored sometimes. I was like, oh man, and you know I'm I'm an honest person. I I tell it how it is. I think when people speak to me, they realise like the tone that I have. Mm. But you know, on text, it comes across as a, as a bit different sometimes. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been a bit. So some people just think, oh Eddie, like he just comes in and gives everyone shit. But it's like, <laughs> uh, like, like I mean, you know. Like, I'm pretty chill, really. I just kind of got sick of people taking it. Some people took it quite personally, and I didn't really realize that, and I was like, ooh. Well, that's the so thing. I, I've gotten... <clears throat> that's why I don't really engage too much in things online, yeah. unless it's just silly, because I... It, it, like, my tone doesn't come across. Like, I've, I've gotten in trouble so many times in my life because sarcasm and shit like that just doesn't read. Um, like and that and that sort of thing, and people take their Facebook and their their online persona a little too seriously, like it's them. Absolutely, yeah. And to me, I've always felt like I have a distance between like online me is not me, you know. Like and yeah. even yeah. the online friends I've met, you know, through doing the show or whatever, I still consider them slightly different than friends that you have like in person that you hang out with. Yeah, like there is a difference to it. And yeah. I think there's some people who they've just existed online for so long that it's like they really feel like it's them and every single attack is like some personal <laughs> fucking thing and totally dude. Like yeah. there's, there's there's people that have I mean, it's been people in the past that have thought I've like hated them. And I'm like, man, honestly, like I don't remember or I'll say, dude, it was I'm sure it was a joke, like I'm so sarcastic. I'll you know, I'd come into a group and I'd say some stuff and be like, Oh you know, and I'd, I'd say some stuff and like my friends would find it funny because they know me. Mm-hmm. But people that don't know me will think, God, who's this guy? Like do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. just you know, I don't take it too seriously, but some people do. And that's and that's fine, but because of that I thought, yeah, I think I should probably just reel in a little bit because people are actually getting really offended. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> not actually my intention, but you know, it's all jokes at the end of the day. It's, you know, you just got to have a laugh, haven't you? Fucking right, you do. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's listen to a dead life track uh, to give people some context to who you are. This was one I dug uh, from the album. This is Deviant by Dead Life.
And that was Deviant by Dead Life from the album Bionic Chrysalis. And uh, we're talking about you taking the <laughs> piss out of people. I remember because I, I forget who it was. Well, I'm not going to say because this was like years ago. But I remember you, <laughs> you did do a post making fun of an artist, uh, a synthwave act, who I don't think is good either. And you did it in such a blunt way that it really made me fucking laugh. I remember I was just I was laughing. I think I messaged you too, and I'm like, dude, like I can't publicly acknowledge what you said, but I need you to know that this was funny. Yeah. Like just because, because <laughs> yeah. I have a very I have a very diplomatic approach to things. So like I don't I will never publicly say I don't who I don't like. That is the wisest thing to do, I think. But I feel weird too because I don't like giving people advice either. Like because sometimes people will ask me. 
you know, they'll send me a track and it's like, oh, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. Like, I, I, know. I can't say it's bad, but I also don't want to encourage people that are awful. But at the same time, I like, so I'm putting this weird position where I'll just, so now I just don't say anything anymore. Like people yeah. send me music and I just, I just go, yep, I'll, I'll listen to it and I will. And that's all I can guarantee people is that I will press play. Yeah. If it's good, it'll wind up on the show sometime. And if it's, like some stuff dude is insanely shitty oh I know dude I mean it's I mean it's in every scene really but I mean yeah I'll get sent stuff sometimes and if I don't check it then people take it personally I've been like you know people have had a big problem with me because I haven't checked their stuff out or because I didn't check their you know 50 page word document on the story of their album you know I'm just like (laughs) like, dude that's the thing though it's like you know with this kind of thing you've got to just keep doing it it's like music stuff and any art really you just got to keep doing it and just just do the art you know all the other stuff like I don't like promoting myself really because I know that everyone's got their own thing going on mm. I mean I get ads all the time where you get added and you accept it and then they straight away send you a message like hey check out my Facebook page and it's like man come on but I bet you get a lot of that dude so when I first started the Beyond Synth Facebook page I didn't understand like I'm like an old man like I didn't get it so I just looked at the left hand side and it says invite and so I'm like oh I clicked invite on a bunch of things and now and then it's only like years later like I don't do it anymore and then I see oh I get it so because it is frustrating it's just like you accept a friend request and then two seconds later you're invited to like their page I, I have like probably like 400 500 like pending invites yeah i just don't click on them anymore like so they're just no, they're all I know. there it's just like people send so much stuff and if you're it's like these these groups man i mean i don't i'm not in the groups anymore you know i'm not actually getting anything from it you know mm-hmm. you know if someone might post something up and then if you give someone feedback they might take it personally if you say oh you know you, sh- you should maybe try doing this or doing that and you know some people take it personally but you know i just haven't got i just can't be <laughs> yeah, man, you need to save that time so you can sit around and vape. <laughs> oh, God, as long as it's a douche, man. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. <laughs> literally. But then, yeah, I mean, to be fair, all I really do, I've just been making tracks and I guess, yeah, having a vape. <laughs> no, so, no. so have you become like a big fat guy or have you maintained oh, no, I've, the, I've... The, the, the fitness regimen? <laughs> I'm a pretty uh, skinny dude. I'm naturally skinny. Because back then I was kind of... Like, I knew I wasn't good enough to release anything. Like, I wasn't happy with it. So I was just doing other things. And it's only the past, like, year where I've been like, yeah, right, I've got it now. You know, I've spent all these years... I mean, I've got so many tracks, dude, that that are just shit but I was doing it all that time you know I've, but I just didn't release it because yeah, I mean yeah. a lot of people do a track and they just release it like yep yeah, you know and um, but I didn't want to do that like I got to a point where I was like I want to make something worth someone's time you know I want someone to find my stuff and really enjoy it and me not push it on them me just put it out there and if they like it that's awesome and I mean you're never 100% happy with what you do Mm. I think there's always going to be stuff that you could change but it's getting to a level for me which was I was like I can live with that (laughs) I can live (laughs) with releasing that and okay yeah there's things I'd listen back it's like the album I put out you know there's there's things I'd listen to it and I think oh I'd probably change that now or I'd change this 
but it's all part of learning really and progressing so obviously for the second album and future albums it's improving on that it's, it's always trying to step your game up you know yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with anything you do you know I mean it's like podcasting it's like obviously I'm sure that when you first started like it wasn't as good as it is now no it was always great fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> I'll just sit here and vape. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, of course, dude. No, for sure. Anyways, listen. We should probably fucking uh, wrap it up here because I got my uh, my sw- my switchboard is lighting up with uh, okay, with all these people who are calling in. But you have uh, a merry Christmas. <laughs> and you, dude. And you. And uh, and happy New Year. And when you get uh, that other album out, man, fucking send it my way. I will, dude. I'll like. Like as soon as it's done, I'll I'll send it over on uh, on Facebook as as per Dead Live. Right, do you still like him? All right, and that was Dead Live. That was fun, right? Hey, let's listen to a track. I guess maybe we'll talk to uh, Hoo Ha a bit later. I'm assuming he'll phone in. But in the meantime, let's listen to a Hoo Ha track before we even talk to that guy. Because I don't know when he's calling in. You know, the switchboard's just lighting up. So uh, here's a track I've always loved of his when uh, the one he did with Star Force. This track is called My Fantasy Classic Hoo Ha and Star Force. <laughs>
And that was Hoo Ha and Star Force with the track My Fantasy. That's a good time, right? All right, let's uh, let's go back to the phones, man. I'm losing my voice again. Phone time. All right, who's this on the line? Well, it's Hoo Ha. How's it going, man? Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zor. You know what? I literally um. I was going to watch Fifth Element. Like, I went to my DVDs, my Blu-rays, and I was like, I'm going to watch something, and I pulled Fifth Element down, and then I put it back. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just acknowledging that I know the reference, but, like, I, I actually was going to watch it. I was just having one of those days where, you know, uh, like, I had Marco on a few weeks ago, and we were talking about how we don't like any of the Christmas movies, which I know you probably got something to say about, and I was thinking about which ones I liked... What, what Christmas movies I actually liked. What you got? So I don't what? Know do you- why <laughs> that meant I was going to watch Fifth Element, but I okay. So here's what I got: Die Hard, Die Hard Two, Gremlins, Batman Returns, Edward Scissorhands. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just what you can think of? That's what I can think of. Yes. Are you just not acknowledging the other ones? I know you don't like Home Alone and the Santa Claus. Well, I'm saying no. Th- those are those are my that that's mine. Like that's if if someone goes like, hey, let's watch some Christmas movies. Like, hey, let's watch fucking f- fucking Christmas dildo. We watched it as a kid. It's great. And like, no, it sucks. Speaking of Christmas dildo, I pulled out a copy <laughs> of Rush Hour on DVD. Brett uh-huh. Ratner. He's a good guy, right? No, he was. He's one of the accused, right? Oh, like that movie, The Accused. <laughs> J'accuse. No, like uh, Hollywood. Com. I have not heard about this story at all. Are you saying there's some sort of list that people are adding notorious <laughs> Hollywood directors and producers to because of their, like, sexual predatory behavior? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, let me see. Hmm. Six women accused filmmaker Brett Ratner. Yeah, he's one of them. It's crazy because um, before that, he was really well-respected. He was, at least from me for Rush Hour. <laughs> Everyone hates <laughs> Brett Ratner. That's like one of the, like, the, the biggest things. It's like fucking Brett Ratner sucks and he screwed up X-Men and all this other shit. <laughs> I I like that movie, the third one. Yeah, but everyone, I love that everyone complains like he fucked up X-Men, but then like Brian Singer is also like accused of like fucking fiddling with boys. So you just can't win with that franchise. <laughs> Who else has directed for that franchise? Mm. Merry Christmas. <laughs> They're gonna come out anyway. I was pulling out DVDs, and I want to. I want to go back and listen to all the commentaries. I've seen the movies a thousand times, hmm. but that's what my resolution for 2018 is. Merry Christmas! Are you gonna get a movie pass eventually? Yeah, I do plan on doing that. You, you saving up? <laughs> yeah, I'm saving up for the. <laughs> Nine ninety nine a month. I don't. I think that must be just the states. I'm going to check the web to see if there's like a Canadian equivalent, but I think it, there is not. Because I would do it. I think. Although I never really go to the movies, anyways. And you decided to give your money to Legendary for that stupid DC movie instead of going to see Thor Ragnarok and giving DC Disney your money. Yeah, you know what though? Like, I know I'm gonna like Thor. You know what I mean? Like, I know it sounds weird that I went and saw Justice League instead of <laughs> Thor, but it was like. I know I'm going to like Thor. Like, I saw the ads. I know the, the soundtrack. I'm like, I'm going to like this I, movie. I know what you're saying. Justice League was more We've had this conversation a, yeah. like four or five times now. And okay. I think this is like the third time we're having this conversation publicly. Let's have a moratorium <laughs> on this particular train of thought. Yeah, fair enough. So what's... To uh, add on to your golden eye moratorium. Yes. What is your Christmas plan? My Christmas plan, personally or businessally? Are you going to eat some turkey meat? I might make some ham. Turkey meat. <laughs> hey, guess what? <laughs> what? 
77% of Americans prefer turkey meat over ham for their Thanksgiving dinners. Is that true? It is true. Heard it on the radio. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know if it's interesting. This is Christmas time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. What do you have planned that you're going to ask Mr. Claus? I'm going to be like, I'm going to have a shiv ready. I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? And then just because he's an intruder. And then you'll have access to his never-ending bag of presents. Exactly. And then just like Tim Allen, I will have murdered Santa Claus. <laughs> My favorite part of that movie is the when he, the Santa Claus, the Santa Claus, he falls off the roof and he's like laid out on the floor, passed out. Tim Allen's standing in front of him. Charlie comes over. He realizes that Santa's on the floor and he he says this weird line. I don't know why, but he goes, you got him. Like, are you sad? Like, are you happy that Tim Allen got Santa Claus? Like, were you planning this all along? Like, yes, finally, you got him. Yeah, let's fucking eat his brain. <laughs> and we can become the Santa Claus. That's in the Santa Claus, too. Yeah, they, they were playing them all on TV. There was this one that had uh, Martin Short as, like, Jack Frost. That's number three. And He's um, so obnoxious looking, like, in that makeup. <laughs> It's just obnoxious. Obnoxious. Like, he just looks like uh. such an asshole in that makeup. It, it drives me nuts. Anyway, listen. <laughs> what's your What's your plan? What's your, you got a New Year plan? Christmas plan? What the fuck was that? Wait, I'm trying to make it... First of all, I don't know how to make it pitch bend. Because I like... <laughs> I want to do that like classic 80s like... But I can do the, the... Since when do you have a harmonica? I always got tricks up my sleeve, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, we got to go. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> uh. But listen, it's been a fun year. Thanks for uh, all the great jingles on Beyond Scent. People should go, and uh, if they like the jingles, they can go to the Hoo-Ha Bandcamp and get the album. And I'm putting them bitches on Spotify. That's exciting, because uh, people do love the uh, the jingles, and uh, Hoo-Ha is the one that makes them. And we have more planned for 2018. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Anyways, listen, man, you have a Merry Christmas. All right, yeah. And a, and a Happy New Year and all that stuff. Happy New Year to you as well, Andy. Your show is going great. Are you going to call it a new season in 2018? Mm-hmm. That's what I do. New seasons <laughs> every year. All right. It'll be season six, motherfucker. You had five prequel seasons. That's right. Now this one's... This one wears the the whole... All right, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody! (laughs) Bye! All right, and that was Hoo-Ha. That's always fun to chat with him. Uh, You know, he makes all the jingles for Beyond Synth, and I think we're going to go to the Patreon, and surprise, surprise, for one last time... What? What do you mean, man? Uh, here's the deal. Obviously, we still have a Patreon, and we're going to continue to uh, have Patreon. If you want to support Beyond Synth, you can go to patreon.com slash beyond synth. But I've decided to go into season six 
We're uh, not going to do the Patreon segment as a segment anymore. I appreciate everybody donating to the show. It means a lot to me. But, uh, you know, it's like me reading the same list of names every week with like a few new ones. And it might be boring for people. So now I'm just literally going to thank all the people who support the show just during the course of an episode. Instead of having it happen like at one, you know, this like five minute chunk like every show. Maybe I'll do like the big list quarterly or something. But yeah, that's the plan going into next season. So let's uh, anyway, let's go to the Patreon for one last time. And I'm going to thank everyone who uh, makes Beyond Synth possible because I really appreciate it. So, like I said, uh, if you want to support Beyond Synth, go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Patreon is a way you can donate money to the show. You can donate as little as a dollar a month. Um, I'm still looking for that $3,000 a month uh, angel investor. So, if you know somebody like that, if you know some weird rich person who needs to spend money, I've just been informed. Somebody told me something about rich people that... uh, sponsor race car drivers just because they have so much money and they just need to spend it on something if you have a fucking rich person friend and you tell them hey listen you sponsor this show and become a producer i will say whatever that person wants me to say especially if it's a message full of hate and now i would love to thank my lovely patreon donors thanks to power 85 brendan kellum Animal, Lunar Baboon, Knox Bello, Terrence Thompson, Nathan Winter, Russ Nyes, Data Suck, Seach, Kanaz, Argen1981, Junk Mail Jeff, Airman, Adrian King, Greeley, Mikey X, Square Wave Clothing, Retroglyphs, Lavinia Obscura, Zyko, or Zico. I, I don't think I ever figured this one out, but it doesn't even matter because it's on behalf of Sam. Thank you. Then there's Tristezia Infinita, Color Theory, Chris Schmo, Doreen Manning, Rob Dyson, Deep, Nougat Ninja, Katner, Ravonia, Mitch Wiseman, Jeff Block, Daniel Dexius, Bending Unit 22, Barry 007, and then my lovely $5 Pattersons, there's Kai, Joe and Lando, Roman, Cunning Corvid, Bobby B, Dougie Fresh, Matthew Lister, Simon Norberg, The Rosconian, Night Raptor, Stu M, Dana Jean Phoenix, Tristan Waits, Raw Pud, Barons of Santa Carla, Starlight Fisher, Timothy Pierce, Corey Valentine, Marco Crane and Donk, Martin Larby, Face Hugger, Brad Neiman, Zyko Rex, Lee McConnell, Phil Clothier, Halla, Josh Murphy, Russ Pentland, Damian Rudy's, Jared Glenn, Neon Knox, Tim Ross. 
And I think this is Michelle Vasquez. Um, I actually said it several different ways last show. And then Michelle commented, or Mikel, I don't know, because he said, or they said, yes, you pronounced it correctly. But I said it like four different ways. And he never actually said which one was the correct one. But anyways, uh, thank you for your support. And uh, now it's time for the donation of the beast. This is the donation. These are all the people who donate $6.66 from the ashes of hell. Rise the darkness, soldiers of deception, who donate to this show. There's Renton Brax, Lucas Ceballos, Blake Peterson, Carm, Straylight, Till Wild, Ken Giroux, Moose Nux, and Orlando Rodriguez Neve, and Max Hutchings, keeping evil at bay. And my lovely $10 Pattersons, there's Colin Bennett, Winfield, Will Lowe, Joshua Everson, fucking slunks, Greg Smith, Ashley Keegan, Mike Shima, Playmaker Media, Mirat Ogute Elias Garnier, Polly Digital, Trevor Resnick, Power Loader, Fraser Davidson, and then my lovely wacky donors with the 1111, it's Chris Elia Lane. With the 1987, it's Frank Skinicki. With the 2288, it is Mr. Jacob Wick. And my lovely $25 pals, there's Chris Dance, Gregorio Franco, and Florence, I think, has upgraded for a nice little Christmas present. I believe that's what that is. Uh, thank you, Florence. We just talked to you. How nice. I have you on the show and you donate to the show. That's pretty cool. And of course, Clint Dowling. And that, my friends, is the last time we're doing this as a segment. So enjoy it. Next season, I'm just going to probably thank a few people after every song, and we're just going to do it that way. All right, guys, let's listen to a track. Uh, Here's a cool one. This is Max Thor, another dude who I hope to uh, have on in season six. This track is called Hunters.
And that was Hunters by Max Thor. And that is a cool track. All right, um, I think we better go back to those phones. All right, well, who's this on the line? It's uh, Patterson Extraordinaire Fraser Davidson. Uh, I don't know about Patterson Extraordinaire, but I was uh, honored to get one of those videos made for me earlier in the year. So it's, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm... Uh Another higher level of Patterson, as you may have said at one time on one of your shout-outs. My new uh, categorization is Legacy Patterson, so you are a Legacy Patterson. I actually think I might have discovered the other day how the Patterson thing came about. I was typing in Facebook Messenger to you the word Patreon, and it automatically corrected it to Patterson, New Jersey. So I don't know if that's how it originally came about, but uh, dull fact for the day. Yeah, no, that is, it's sort of like that. So the term, just for people who know, so uh, Fraser is obviously one of the uh, the kind people who donate to Beyond Synth. It's called Patreon, that's the website. And I think what it was, there was a French guy who would message me from time to time and he was saying hey i want to do something for the show but uh you know i I can't donate any money but i was he's going to do some sort of art uh for me and then he said even though i so i don't know if that makes me not as worthy as your patterson's and then I just started laughing because he referred to them as Pattersons and like, I don't know. And so it just stuck in my brain, like this idea of calling the Patreon supporters Pattersons. It was all, it was all down to uh, that guy and, uh, and it made me laugh. So that was the, the history of that. I like it. Listen, I don't know if we want to, uh, talk about it because I don't want to put any pressure on you. Oh dear. Because you recently messaged me because you were going through some old episodes of Beyond Synth doing some... What would you call that? Putting together a track listing with timings for the various music that you put together going back to episode one. I think it started off when mm. maybe six or nine months ago there was a track that Hoo-Ha had put out, Hot Girls, and I couldn't remember what the name of it was, and I think I'd messaged you and you weren't sure which episode it was played in, so um, I remember really liking it, and I thought, well, I'll just go back to the beginning and start listening through the show. So I eventually tracked down where it was, but thought that... You know, maybe there are other people out there like me who were curious about where other bits of music had been played throughout the show or they couldn't quite remember what it was. So I worked from home and just started listening through the episodes. I just got a Word document open and just jot down the timings and the names of each track and kind of putting it together. And then I'm going to arrange it by artist as well so people can kind of, you know, if they like to want to see where Perturbate has been played on the show, uh, then they can just kind of look back through and it'll have the episode for each track where it's been played on there and uh, you can see where you've screwed up as well and you've played the same track in uh, consecutive episodes <laughs> as well. So, uh... <laughs> yes, I do do that. It's okay. The tracks are all good. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of repetition. I mean, if people they can get away with playing the same track each hour on commercial radio, I think we can put up with the same track being played in consecutive weeks. So, yeah. so that works. Uh, I've, I think I've only spotted it three or four times so far on the kind of 45 or so episodes I've listened to. So you're not doing too bad, Andy, for someone who's not keeping track. Nice. Because people do ask me sometimes, you know, especially with SoundCloud where I post the information... Uh, the artist links uh, people are always like why don't you do a track listing and it's just already doing the show is like so much work that my decision was I was just going to post links to the artists so you know you look down when you're on SoundCloud and it says you know when I play a song by Carpenter Brute and then you've got Carpenter Brute's links you know his his SoundCloud his Facebook Bandcamp all that stuff so you can find the artist and the reason why I did that because A I have a database of artist links. So 
you know, when you go in and you have to do the individual tracks, then it's like, you know, every episode I'm writing down fucking track names, artists, then you're going to want a link because people always ask for the link. And then a lot of times artists links will change. They might get rid of certain accounts. You know, they might get rid of their SoundCloud. They might change something on Bandcamp. And so very often it happens where every few months I'll go back and check some links and they're all dead. You know, like just, oh, this artist link doesn't point there anymore. And so I just think, well, fuck it. I'm not going to bother because it makes more sense just for me to post links directly to the artists. Just in case the individual song links change, you can still find, you know, the artist you're looking for. And that's the main thing. However, what you're doing is going to be incredibly useful for some of the other things going forward with Beyond Synth. And I will definitely take what you do and apply it retroactively to the places where I post the podcasts. And maybe I'll even retroactively put it in the metadata of the MP3s themselves. Yeah. If I end up posting Beyond Synth on like different websites, you know, then if you download the MP3s from there, there might be like a track list like in the actual, you know, information uh, on the actual like like mp3 so there's lots of cool things i can do with it so it's pretty cool that you uh you started doing this but no pressure if you don't want to do it anymore that's fine <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of work well, well i kind of figured out there's kind of no turning back i think i i started off for some unknown reason i think at episode 120 hmm. and worked forward to current and then i started listening to the earlier ones which are a bit easier because there's not so many tracks. I think long-time listeners know the format changed a little bit. So I have listened through the back catalogue a couple of times before just because I first started listening to the show in 2015 or so. So I'm thinking it'll probably take a couple of months just because I play the show in the background whilst I'm working. Mm. So When you go back then, because I haven't had an opportunity really to listen to the back catalogue lately, I think mm-hmm. uh, maybe last year or the year before I did listen to season one again so that I could do like the best of season one episode but I haven't had the opportunity to even do it with season two and so is there anything like is there any weird repetition of stuff I mean obviously there's the main one that everyone knows about about the the video game that shall not be named but like (laughs) is there anything else like listening back like do you go like well like Andy's saying the same thing he said in like episode one like is there a thing that I should like cut out well there is the other video game Mortal Kombat that's true I wouldn't say that there's anything that, you know, other than the the video game that should not be mentioned. A lot of the people you're speaking to now, there's a lot more, obviously, people you're going back to for maybe even a second or third interview. Obviously, in those early days, you're talking to these people for the first time, and so there's kind of that initial rapport talking through the early part of the back catalogue, how they got into the scene and those kinds of things, but I think that's why people listen to the show. You know, they want to know, you know, the history behind why, you know, what brought Droid Bishop into the scene, or what brought some of these are favorite artists that work on it so i mean it's not really repetition but if it's you know it's things that we want to hear and why we listen to the show that's in there so um, there's certainly no kind of lacking of quality going back to the earlier episodes for sure why um why do people listen to the show as a listener because you are one of the the few people who i would say probably like is a listener of the show who doesn't also produce electronic music i mean i've been been listening to electronic music since kind of the beginning i can remember listening to tangerine dream and other artists william orbit someone who actually hasn't been mentioned a whole lot but does have a kind of synthy element to a Mm. lot of his music my dad used to listen to that a lot when i was a kid so i when i kind of grew up i started listening to more kind of dance music and things and there was a message for that I got attached to Trance Addict, which actually didn't have much trance music on it by the time I got around to listen to it in 2004. But one of the forums on there was a DJ Promotions 
section and guys would just throw together hour or hour and a half mixes of a particular style. And there was one guy who I'd listened to a lot of and he played a Dan Terminus track. It was Underwater Cities. It stood out from the rest of what was a very good mix. So I just Googled Dan Terminus and your show, your episode you did with him in season two or three Mm -hmm. uh, came up and that was two or three years back now that I listened to that and on the same forum one of the other contributors had put together a synthwave mix but I just wanted to kind of learn more about some of these artists and at the time that I got into it you had maybe I don't know 40, 50 episodes or so so I obviously listened to the Dan Terminus one first then I saw Perturbator was on there and when you listen to one episode there are other artists reference and you kind of end up going down the rabbit hole of listening to these other artists and then you think actually you know I'm listening to so many of these I should just listen to the whole thing and obviously you do a very good job in kind of seamlessly putting together creating like a the kind of personal aspect to the music I'm interested to hear about the personal stories behind people and how they produce music even though I don't do it myself that's a very long-winded way yeah. of <laughs> question but again you know I, uh, I appreciate your support and uh, what you're doing right now is is neat it's my weird Aspie kind of side of things that comes out on some things where you're interested and you just end up kind of going all in on something and I was realizing just the other day that I don't really listen to anything but synthwave and this kind of music anymore and yeah it's, very, it's pretty niche but it's something that I've latched onto and there's a lot of people out there that are putting together very well produced and good music and I'm just waiting for those cultural side of things to just latch onto it a little bit more you know I got married a couple of months ago and I was desperate despite the pleadings of my wife to th- get a synthwave hour thrown in <laughs> <laughs> well listen man I gotta, we gotta rock and roll here because I got uh, the switchboard lighting up with lots of calls. Season's greetings to you and the family, and of course all the other listeners. So, uh, looking forward to hearing the show. I listened to the Christmas one when I was at the airport last year, flying back to the UK. I'm doing something a little bit more pedestrian this year. I'm just staying in New York, but uh, mm. looking forward to listening to the show and uh, your conversations, everyone else. Yeah, man. Well, listen, Merry Christmas, dude. Thanks for your support of uh, Beyond Synth and uh, the stuff you're doing right now is going to help out the show. Uh, quite a bit so it's uh it's all very exciting glad to be of service and and congratulations on getting married man oh, oh thank you thank you early days yet but uh, things going well so far well listen merry christmas happy new year you too, andy. fraser davidson thanks andy cheers mate all right and that was fraser davidson you might recognize that name because uh, i probably just thanked him in the the patreon which is uh, always a fun thing to do hey do you want to listen to some more music because i know i do I got lots more people calling in, man. It's exciting. I think uh, Sunglasses Kid said he'd call in, and uh, Betamax, and Droid Bishop, and and JJ Mist. There's a whole bunch of people who are going to be calling in. It's really exciting. But we're going to listen to a track first. So here is a track by Matt Nitro, and this track is called Fantasy.
And that was Matt Nitro with the track Fantasy. And that's a cool song. Hey, man, that's all we do here is we listen to cool songs. It's very exciting. And what's more exciting is that phone is ringing. So let's see who this is. All right, well, who's this on the line, man? Well, it's Betamax. What's going on, Mr. Lass? How you doing? I'm all right. How's it going? Good, good. Just got back from good old sunny California. So how was that? Uh, interesting, to say the least. Um, we played two shows. We played one in uh, Los Angeles at Union Nightclub and one in San Francisco at DNA Lounge. And we got to meet some really cool people, had some really great times. And now we're back in Pittsburgh with snow in 20-degree uh, weather. <laughs> so did uh, you and Arcade Hire, were you all, like, driving around in the same car, or how'd you guys do it? Well, we actually went down on the Monday, like, and we did, like, kind of a vacation sort of thing from Monday to Thursday. And then our show, uh, our first show was on Friday, and Arcade High flew in on Friday, so we met up with them, played our show, and then we drove up the coast to San Fran and played our show Sunday. So, yeah, we spent the rest of uh, the time with them, and... And, uh, yeah, man, that's pretty dope. Well, that's awesome, man. Happy you guys are getting out there and performing and stuff. That's cool. That's the life's all about, man. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you were on the show, we were around uh, episode eight of Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. And, uh, and now Twin Peaks has been over for several months. So how did you feel about the series? I had a lot of mixed feelings about it. I mean, I love it. I'm glad that Lynch and Frost made another season, which, and now I'm, I'm understanding, like, it's over for sure now. Mark Frost did, like, the final dossier or whatever in a book version. So I'm guessing there's no more Twin Peaks, right? It's a weird one, man. Like, I was going back over. The finale made me feel so weird. Mm, I can relate. I loved the show, and I thought it was, like, there's a lot of funny moments, and the, that last one was just such a downer. <laughs> like, it was just such a downer when it was over. I was yeah. like, what? What the fuck just happened? Right. I think there's a lot of those what the fuck just happened moments. And it's just, you know, Lynch being Lynch just for the sake of being fucking weird. And I'm still grateful that, that he did bring that back for at least one more. And yeah, I enjoyed a lot of it. I mean, yeah, I'd say a good 60 to 70 percent of it. I was like really digging. You know, there's other shows I watch that I like. You know, I watch like Game of Thrones and stuff. And I remember when the season was over and there's those videos on YouTube, you know, where they'll be like and, and I, I watched like Game of Thrones and it'd be like, you know, uh, season seven finale explained like it needed explaining, even though Game of Thrones, like characters explained the story in that episode. Like you don't need a video to recap. Right. But I definitely, well, you know, when Twin Peaks was over and it's just like episode 18 explained, I'm like, yes, please fucking explain this to me because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't even know if these characters are even the same characters anymore. Like, I don't know what is, like, is happening. I don't think anybody really knew the answer to that. And I think there's yeah. just a ton of spec speculation involved with that show and once you get the the official answer from david lynch i don't think you're ever really gonna know but it's fun to kind of piece it together yeah because i don't even think he knows and i will say that <laughs> it definitely makes me think and want to figure it out like there's other shows i've watched where it just kind of ends and you're like yeah okay whatever but like at the end of that when i'm like mm -hmm. okay well this must mean something so like it just there's something in me that mm -hmm. feels like okay this is this has to mean something but like mm -hmm. the hell does it mean I have no idea yeah <laughs> 
There was, uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. The only real weird problem I had, but this is just like a, you know, they finally in like, I think it was the second last episode, finally had like uh, Julie Cruz doing a song Mm -hmm. to sort of like tie it back to the original show. But then they just played credits over her face, like the second she started singing. Yeah. And I was just trying to figure out like, like, why are they doing this? Like they let that Spanish lady sing for like 10 hours (laughs) and like in one episode and she did a whole song and it was fine. And then like Julie Cruz, like the one who was like the music in the old show the second she started singing all of a sudden credits just started playing over her face and I didn't I didn't get that like it almost felt like David Lynch was like right. mad at her or something because I was just like why did he do this like that seems weird <laughs> but what else is going on dude you got some you got some cool Christmas plans yeah I'm just gonna be hanging out here in Pittsburgh um, spending time with family girlfriend hanging out with my cats typical stuff weather's kind of cold here and feeling a lot like Christmas when I was out and on the west coast it definitely doesn't really feel like Christmas because of, uh, you know, it's like 70 degrees. And I mean, you can hang up all the wreaths and lights you want, but it just doesn't really feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many cats do you have? I have two. I have a little gray cat and a little black cat. What are your cat's names? The gray cat is named Ray. No real reason behind that. Just because I can't really think of names very well. (laughs) And it's easy to say. The other cat's name is Peep, like P-E-E-P. Yeah, once again, just grabbing the straws there. I haven't, I haven't had a cat in years, but I mean, like, my cat's names were, when I was growing up, we had we had Puss, Fluff, and uh, Fufu. So those are the three cats that we had. <laughs> it seems like kind of the same logic and naming that I had. Yeah. <laughs> and Fufu was nuts. Like, she had some crazy thing where, like, you'd pet her the wrong way, and then, like, all of a sudden her pupils would, like, dilate to, like, be full black, and then she would just all of a sudden want to kill you, and you couldn't figure out, like, what had happened. Yeah, my parents have a cat like that. <laughs> I think we did eventually figure out what was going on. Yeah, some cats are like they're they're overstimulated or something. Mm-hmm. And so you pet them like normal, but they respond weirdly, like it's like too much for them to handle. And then they just turn into like fucking psychos. Mm-hmm. It's all very interesting stuff. Yeah, they need like cat Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they have catnip, but I don't. I think that does something else. I wonder what happens if... Can humans smoke catnip? Is that a thing? I would imagine it probably wouldn't work out well for you if you tried that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I gotta try that. If you get some free time, you know, you might just want to experiment a little bit. So, are you, uh, you happy you put out the album? It sounds good? Yeah, um, that came out the 21st of November, I believe that came out. Yeah, I mean, I've been getting a lot of good feedback. The numbers have been a little bit low, but I think it had a lot to do with my absence. Yeah, I think a lot of cool people heard it and I've gotten a lot of good feedback so I'm happy on that on, on that aspect well you know uh, the, the best way to promote yourself I think is to make friends with a whole bunch of people on Facebook and then once they accept your friend request immediately tell them to like your page <laughs> Oh, yeah, I gotta love that. People love that. I was thinking about doing some kind of, like, some insane publicity stunt where I, like, jump off a building with a bungee cord and wrap myself in, like, the album cover, like, (laughs) or something like that. Then maybe people would uh, buy more copies, you know? Well, remember there was some kid who got, like, arrested somewhere in the States and he was wearing a Carpenter Brute t-shirt? Do you remember that? No, I didn't know that happened. It was a violent crime, and then there's a shot of the kid, like, being arrested, and he's wearing a Carpenter Brute t-shirt. So maybe you can put on a Betamax shirt and, like, drive through a donut shop window or something. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, do you think the dark wave influenced, uh, you know, the dude's behavior? I mean, that'd be pretty insane. That'd be pretty huge, though, for sales. Yeah. If you want to be a huge cynic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
My music's too happy for that shit, man. Yeah, that's true. But look, I like I, I dug it though. Like I thought the new album was really good. So are you back in music mode? Like are you working on stuff or what's going on? Well, uh this little West Coast tour took a lot out of me, so I mean I had to focus on, on doing that for a while. But now I'm home. Um, I'm gonna work on uh I have this little vaporwave tape I wanna put out in a few months and yeah, I'll certainly um be dabbling in some more of the Betamax stuff too. So no, I mean it's definitely still flowing. I just got to sit down and do it. Well, that's cool, man. I'm happy to hear about that. It's all good. For sure, man. How's things up north? Cold. You got a lot of snow up there? Yeah, and I got a fucking sore throat that I thought I beat, and then like two days later, I got a sore throat again. I'm like, oh. what? Like, stupid. You still got that voice, though, man. I can't tell the difference. Well, that's the thing. That's the only good part about it. Even though it, like my throat hurts like hell, when I'm in full sore throat mode, I can do like, I'm going to kill you. Tonight, <laughs> that comes through a little bit, a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> but it hurts. You need to drink some tea or something. Yeah, man. it seems like everybody's sick. My girlfriend was sick. My dad's sick. I don't know. For some reason, I don't know. I think I'm like have some kind of mutant DNA. I'm not sick. Sweet. Well, fucking ride that high, dude. Because I didn't even get a chance to enjoy not being sick before I became sick again, and uh, it was really annoying. You really take it for granted. That's the thing. You gotta you gotta live every day like it's your last and appreciate every moment. <laughs> well, anyways, dude. Listen, I gotta run. I got a whole bunch of people fucking calling in on this switchboard, man. It's just lighting up. Dude, you're 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 a big deal. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good talking to you, and uh, people should go check out, obviously, the new uh, uh, Betamax album, because it's good. It, did Rosso Corsa put that out? Yeah, you can check it out um, on their Bandcamp, rosacorsarecords.bandcamp.com. Um, it's also on iTunes, Amazon, um, and I know a lot of people have been asking about physical release, and that is happening for sure. I will let them know as soon as I know of a date, so you guys will be getting tapes and records just as soon as I can, so just keep that in mind all right you fucking anxious bastards hold on because those tapes are coming from betamax <laughs> all right man well listen you have a lovely christmas happy new year all that jazz you do the same man and we'll uh we'll talk to you in the new year peace out and that was betamax man always fun to uh hear from betamax should we listen to a track i think we should shit here's a track by a dude called looney Jetman. <laughs> I didn't know if I read it correctly the first time. I thought, oh, is it like lonely? No, no, it is Looney Jetman. Looney Jetman. Uh, from the album The Lonely Sky. And this is a fun track. This is Interstellar.
was Interstellar by Looney Jetman off the album Lonely Sky. And that's a, that's a cool thing. Uh, look, if you could see the switchboard like I see the switchboard, you would know that it is lighting up. So let's go to the goddamn phone. And who's this on the phone? It's it's Vampire Stepdad. Hey, Andy, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? Not too shabby. Well, that's cool. Did you have a good uh, year? Yeah. Oh, gee, yeah. It's been an it's been an amazing year. Started playing shows and played a few shows and been building up a support base and yeah, putting out lots of EPs and. It's been a good year. Yeah, that's cool, man. I was, uh, I just had Gregorio Franco on the last show. Awesome. We were joking and sort of reminiscing a bit about uh, your appearance on uh, Beyond Synth. And I have to say, (laughs) you know, when we recorded that show, Uh all right, I remember thinking, like, when we were done, I was like, oh, no, like, (laughs) this is bad. (laughs) So you felt the same way I did. But (laughs) I will say... That that turned out to I appreciate be appreciate your honesty. That turned out to be one of the funniest shows. I think. Like I honestly like I laughed the most when I edited that episode <laughs> than I think I ever have. Like editing the show, like just because it well, was good. I, I can't explain it. Like there was something about your temperament that brought something out in me that <laughs> that doesn't usually happen. And so when I was listening back to it, I'm just like, holy smokes! Like I'm sort of like laying into him here, but like, it, but it. <laughs> It yeah. really made me laugh. Like, like I was <laughs> laughing so hard when I was editing the show, and like Ugh. I was even worried. Like when I <laughs> sent it to you, I actually sent it to someone else to listen to because I'm like I was worried that like do I come across as like a dick in this episode? <laughs> like, does it feel like I'm sort of like picking on him for being like uncomfortable? Because like that's how I felt when it was done. But it made me laugh. Like I was laughing the yeah. whole time. I was worried that people might think that I was an asshole. But it turned out everybody just really thought it was a funny show. So like that's lots lots of people have told me it's their favorite Beyond Synth episode. So yeah. you know, uh, I'm glad. Because, yeah, I felt the same way. I was terrified. I was like, oh, God, yeah. I've ruined my one chance. <laughs> yeah, no, it turned out well. I think that's the bottom line. So it's cool to yeah. have you back here for for some perspective uh, now that uh, several months have passed. Life after Beyonce. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's your plan for Christmas? You got any big Christmas plans? The, you know, standard Christmas stuff. Uh, you know, presents, tree. That kind of thing. Uh, although we don't get a tree, really, because our cats just climb it and destroy it. So we just string lights up onto our wall in a tree shape. And it looks very classy, and then the cats can't climb it. So it works out well. How many cats do you have? I have two cats. Are they old? No, they're still fairly pretty young. I think they're like four or something. You know, they're pretty young cats. I've had cats all my life, so I just kind of replace them when they die. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I used to be like that. I haven't had a pet in a long time. And once we had kids, I didn't feel the need. Mm. Like, I feel like there's too much going on to like, yeah. like, I don't want another thing to do. No, that's perfectly understandable. We got one cat when my oldest son was like two or something. And it was a huge mistake because right. it was like, oh, we have one toddler and now we're just going to get a new furry toddler with claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh. Yeah, it was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know I believe that. Yeah, I think the last pet I had was like 15 years ago. Is that correct? I, I always know. felt like I was like, oh, I'm a cat guy, and there's always a cat around the house. But now that I'm like thinking about the timeline, I'm like, oh, no. That, yeah. Foo-Foo's been dead for a while. <laughs> That'd be a good song title. Foo-Foo's been dead for a while. Dead for a while. <laughs> you can have it. All right, yeah. thanks. So what's... uh? 
What's your plan for the new year, man? You got some uh, some more tunes coming? Right now, I really want to focus on... Uh, I really want to do film score for somebody for some you know small independent short film or something i'd really love to do that so right now i'm kind of trying to focus on how to make those connections and do that stuff so i haven't really been writing much lately mostly because i've been trying to focus on finding people to let me write music for them why don't you just go and just make a short film oh god because i already do all the music and it's i can't (laughs) i can't take on more stuff i'm too much of a perfectionist and god if i tried to make a movie it's just oh yeah yeah i've done some like 48 hour film festivals and stuff and it's a miracle that any movie ever gets made because the amount of things that can go wrong the fact that they don't well, I mean, I guess they do plenty of times, but... Oh, yeah, no, like, everything everything always goes wrong. That's why whenever I uh, work on anything with people, I'm always I'm always amazed that people are surprised by it. Mm. You know, where it's just like, oh, I can't believe there's fucking not enough extension cords. I'm like, well, of course there isn't. <laughs> like, like, whenever I set up to record, there's been so many times where... Because I do a lot of stuff just, like, myself, and so... Uh-huh, yeah. I'll, I'll walk to the other side of the room, and then all of a sudden, like a, like a light stand will just slowly start to... <laughs> fall down and just yeah. slowly and I'm just and I just watch it go down and watch yep. a light bulb just shatter <laughs> just and like son of a bitch <laughs> yep there's always like yep. so then there's all these extra chores <laughs> that just happen like it's weird I don't have the energy anymore to react to things like my reaction time is so slow now <laughs> that like when I see yeah. something about to go down I don't even no, that's happening <laughs> yeah I don't even run across the room anymore I just watch it just yeah. there it is it's falling there we go you've just reserved yourself to life's you know little shitty things yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it like it literally is that like I just just watch them just yep Especially, and sometimes it's such annoying stuff too, where I'm like, man, if I really ran out, this would be better. Like, if like the baby walks out, like holding like a jug of milk or something, and just like, <laughs> just watching, just like, all right, well, she's going to spit. There, there we go. Yep. And, yep. you know, <laughs> maybe it would have been quicker to run out there like a hero, but. See, I wish I, wish I could have your laissez faire attitude because whenever I'm trying to do something and everything's going wrong, I'm always like, why does nothing ever work ever? Like, no, 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 the no, whole I, world's against me. No, no, I freak out, but. Actually, my attitude has changed now to the acceptance of that things always yeah. break. So now instead <laughs> of screaming, I just usually say, of course. Like, that's my go-to. <laughs> my yeah. go-to thing is always every time I just see something tips, like, I turn around and I'm doing too many things at the same time. So I'm, like, trying to make a sandwich and trying to do all this stuff. And then I turn around and then the, the back of the plate I was holding hits the fucking peanut butter and starts some, like, Rube Goldberg thing of, like, yeah, shit yeah, falling exactly. off the yeah, counter. Yeah, like, nine things. Yeah. It's like Final Destination, but with food. Yeah, and I just like I just look over and just like, of course, you know, of course. Yeah, the peanut butter jar will fall over, and you try and like capture the knife that's in it, and in doing that, you fling it across the room, and it just goes. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, no, every every s- stupid thing, and so I just sit there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, of course, of course. Yeah. Like yeah. my biggest one is, I somehow managed to subconsciously always use cables that are just not long enough. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, like, you go, like, you're, you're running an extension cord from the other side of the room to plug in, like, a lamp or something, and I'll literally always end up in that stupid Back to the Future situation where I've got the both plugs <laughs> in each hand, and it just won't <laughs> plug, and I'll just be yeah. like, what are the fucking odds that... It literally is an inch too short. Like every yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Like every cable in the world, like every USB cable in the world is six feet long. And yet 
everything I need to connect is six feet and two inches away yeah, no, from each other. Like it's yeah, it drives me nuts. And so every time it's just like, yep, of course. And I just fucking drop course, it. Yeah, I'll just yeah. drop them both. It's like, yep, you know, should have known, should have known. Just, just burn the house down. What's yeah. the point? <laughs> <laughs> and I always think of Back to the Future every time. Like I'm holding the thing. Yeah. Literally, like I yeah. just. All of a sudden, I become Doc Brown, and like that music just starts playing in my head. It's like, <laughs> oh, can you imagine if it had played out and and Doc goes to put it together, and instead of being like, oh, if he was like, of course, of yeah, course, yeah. <laughs> and then there's just a three minute tirade of him like, of course, then you just see like Marty just drive into a building and die, and that's just like the end of the film. <laughs> it's like the cynics version of Back to the Future. Yeah, see, this shit writes itself. Oh yeah, man, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, man, listen, we got to rock and roll because I'm fucking, the, the switchboard is lighting up here. I got all these people calling in. All right, well, have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, you too, man. And a Happy Holidays and all that stuff. I hope in the new year someone uh, makes a short film that you can uh, score to. Yeah, man. Or they can Me just too. borrow some of the tracks you've already made. Some of those would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really want it. I want a custom. I want to do it. Well, I hope that fucking works out for you, man. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, listen, man, you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and all that jazz. And you too. And we'll fucking look forward to some more Vampire Stepdad in the new year. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Andy. And that was Vampire Stepdad. Uh, That was fun. It was good to catch up, you know, and uh, set the record straight. I don't know. I'm acting like there was some controversy there. And there was not. So how about this? Let's actually listen to some Vampire Stepdad right now, man, because he makes cool tunes. This is uh, one of my favorites of Vampire Stepdads. This is Breaking Curfew from the album Sweater Weather.
And that was Breaking Curfew by Vampire's Stepdad from the album Sweater Weather. And, uh, you know, I got some more buddies uh, calling in. Sunglasses Kid said he'd give me a call. And uh, Droid Bishop. I think maybe I'll even have a quick chat with Kid Cassio. Who knows, man? People are going to call in. It's fun. It's the, it's the New Year's special season finale of Beyond Synth. And I figure since it's the last episode of season five, maybe I should go into my mailbag and actually read some listener questions because a lot of people have sent stuff in. I haven't done the mailbag, I feel like, in like a few months. And so there's a lot of questions in there. So I'm just going to go right to the mail sack. Alright, this was a message from Justin Shearer. I think he sent this to me May in May. In the month of May. What month are we in now? Oh yeah, next year. So, this is uh, sometimes how how efficient I am at uh, getting back to my... <laughs> People who write in. But hey, if you want to write in to Beyond Synth into the mailbag segment or the mail sack uh, segment, uh, you can send a message to the Beyond Synth Facebook page, to the Twitter, to the SoundCloud, and just title the message Mail Sack. And who knows, maybe I'll read it six months later. And uh, and he says, I know you're big on 80s and 90s cartoons. Don't know if Captain Planet was big when you were a kid, but it was huge here. I think he lives in Australia. He says, I just found out they did a sixth season with a new theme song. And it is, well, it is something else, Andy. All right, Justin Shearer. I never liked Captain Planet. Even when I was young, I could tell they was trying to teach me something. And anytime a cartoon tried to teach me something when I was young, I did not accept it. So I never liked it. But I did go and research because I, I didn't even know they did six seasons of the show. And the sixth season theme song is so fucking horrible that I'm not even going to play a clip of it. So you got to go look for it yourself if you're listening. But yes, uh, because of your email, I went and checked it out and I hated what I saw. So, mission accomplished, Justin Shearer. Anyways, dude, listen, I hope you're having a good year, and I hope everything is uh, coming up millhouse for you. Uh, thanks for uh, listening to Beyond Synth. All right, let's uh, read another one here. What do we got? This was sent to me in June from a dude called Rich Wiktorovich. Wiktorovich. Rich Wiktorovich. Rich. Hey, Rich. Uh, Rich says, Hey, just want to say I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. I'd like to make a suggestion, if possible. For an aspiring producer like myself, I would love to dive into these artists' creative process. What software and equipment they use, how they typically start a track, etc. I've only listened to a few episodes, so I'm not sure if it happens in others, but I haven't heard much discussion on this topic. Well, Rich... To anyone who probably listens to this show regularly, uh, that might sound like a joke question. Because everyone knows, because I bring it up frequently, how I purposely do not ask questions about those things, like, as a rule. And that's part of what I enjoy, what, what I find is the, the ironic thrust of Beyond Synth, which makes me laugh, is that it's a music show where we talk very little about actual music, and it's more about getting to know the artists themselves as people. 
so we do talk about that sometimes, but uh, you know, often you hear me make fun of that uh, those type of questions because the point of the show has always just been to have fun and just have enjoyable conversations, you know. And I find that once they get bogged down into technical stuff, they're just not that fun to listen to. Obviously, a lot of people who make electronic music to listen to this show, and I know lots of them would probably want me to do a show like that. It's something that I've been mulling over about how I really want to go about doing that, but uh, I will do it at some point. Maybe do like a special series where I just uh, sit down with a bunch of producers and then just go, okay, let's fucking have a nerd talk. Because you got to understand, like, I'm trying to make this show entertaining for people to listen to. And, and I know right now you're listening like, what the hell is entertaining about this? And you would be right to think that. But you know, like, if you're sitting around and you're listening to a show and everything they're saying is like, well, I use the Korg Minimoog and I take lever number one frequency spectrum and I turn it to notch three and I hold the note down and then I take the second lever that is my oscillator and I start turning it slowly to the right as I hold the button down until it starts to have that sort of wavy noise and I'm timing the waves and then once I get the right amount of wave then I stop turning oscillator number one And then I start turning oscillator number two as I keep tapping the keys because now I'm trying to uh, find the right sustain of of the instrument. And I'm doing that and I'm doing that. And when I get that just about right, I put it into my DAW and then I apply a flanger. Now, this is a plug-in I purchased from Arturia. It's the Arturia's Dingo Flanger. First of all, I load up one of the presets, preset number one, and then from within that preset, I open it up and I actually adjust the gain and the pre-delay just slightly. I, I move that to notch number five, and then I sit there and I press the key a few more times to make sure that it's doing the right thing. And that's how I made that sound that you hear for two seconds at the start of my song, Laser Toots. I see what I mean? If I did a show that was just full of that, I mean, I almost put myself to sleep just now. And goddammit, I don't ever want to sleep again. But uh, thanks for listening to the show, Rich. And uh, sorry I butchered your last name. All right, let's listen to another track. Uh, that is, uh, that's the final mailbag, mail sack segment of this year, even though I see there's another, like, 40 things in the bag, but I, I only feel like reading two right now. So, here, let's listen to a cool track by Craver, K-R-A-V-E-R, and, uh, this track is called Collins Avenue. you now to peer into our city's future as we explore Miami Beach today.
I invite you now to peer into our city's future as we explore Miami Beach today. And that was Collins Avenue by Craver. And uh, that's a cool song. And oh, what's this? I think someone's calling in. Let's uh, let's go to the phones. Oh, and who's this on the line? It's uh, it's JJ Mist. Hey, Andy. How are you? I'm good. How you doing, man? Great. Nice and warm here in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, it's snowing here, man. We got we got full on snow. Oh, yeah! Nice. That's what's happening. It's Christmas. It's snowing. Uh, there's your fucking breathing chime. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Take a deep breath. So, are you in the present? Do you feel like you're I'm, in the present? Yes, yes. I'm right here. I'm right here. Yes. Are you comfortable? Like, I just realized that I call everyone man, but I also call, like, women man. Yeah. Is that something that you have a problem with? No, I'm so offended by that. I'm, I'm like, going to get all feminist about it. And <laughs> Feminist. <laughs> feminist, my, yeah. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very nice and warm here. Just been chilling, getting a tan. Mm. It's lovely, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> how about that? How about that, JJ Mist? Oh. Take it easy. Take it easy, man. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was there. No, you don't. It's cold. It's very cold. It was like negative 20 today. I've never experienced anything that cold before. It would be so cool to check it out. Like, literally cool. Yes, Uh, very good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's nice and warm. Yes, what have you been doing since we uh, last chatted? Well, I did manage to um, slow down on the coke addiction because that was getting a bit out of hand. You got to take charge of your own life. Yeah. Well, I found that it was like I couldn't be as zen as I wanted to be because I was running around, you know, with all that energy and not being able to focus and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I did get a lot of music written and everything, but it was like, nah, you know, I need to I need to take a break. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So what did you uh, I'm trying to think here. So last time you were on the show was the uh, the July episode. I think you're on in July. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you come out with more stuff since then? I, I think I played some um, 
collabs, co- collaborations that you did. Yes, possibly. Yeah. Yes, I think I did have a few collaborations come out. No original stuff yet, but I promise you it is coming and it will be good. Okay. It's just taking a long time because I'm kind of learning things as I go along. So I'm trying to get everything sounding. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, I guess. Because you are yeah. like producing it yourself. Like, are you still like collaborating yes. with people or you really want to do it like... This is going to be the JJ Mist show. Yeah, basically just trying to do it on, on my own. Um, I have got a couple of guitarists I've worked with just on some tracks because um, I'm not a, obviously a great guitar player. But other than that, everything is um, is me. And it's, God, it's so much work. You don't think, like, I didn't, I thought at the start, oh, this will be easy. You know, not easy, but I thought, you know, this will be fun. And, and now it's just like, oh, just want it to be finished like <laughs> so how much have you done are you are you do you have like tracks that are finished or is the whole thing sort of like everything is still sort of in flux all the tracks have been planned out and um about three of them are finished and there's about i think there's going to be about eight all together mm. i'm hoping to get it out by oh, maybe march or april if i could do it sooner i would it's just there's so much going on you know you just have to really buckle down and make time and get it finished <laughs> maybe you should keep doing coke yeah maybe i should get back on it just for a little while yeah just you need that energy of, man i know yeah <laughs> It's true, it's true. So have you done have you done anything fun in the last six months? Have I done anything fun? Mm. Mate, every day's fun. I get up, I breathe. No, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I breathe every ten minutes when my thing chimes. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> no. no uh, yeah, just um I've just been out hitting the beaches this summer. It's been really nice and seeing friends and yeah, a bit more social. <laughs> Not so yeah. much of a hermit. Well that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've had some good times, man. That's uh, that's all that matters. <laughs> and how have you been, Andy? How have you been? Yeah, you know, I'm here just chilling out. I like to say I'm chilling out. It makes it sound like I'm all calm and not that I'm trying to yeah. record like about 100 interviews in two days. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, so I'm, yeah. I'm acting as though like everything's, everything's cool, man. <laughs> I'll get the Christmas show finished, even though Christmas is in like two days, and I have no idea how the hell I'm going to put this show together in time. Oh but, uh, my gosh. Hey man, You're it's all good. It's all good. You're a trooper, mate. You're a trooper. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Do you have, a, do you have any uh, hot Christmas plans? No, not really. Just going to be taking it easy. Just, you know, family stuff. Nothing exciting. Are you a vegan? A vegan. No, I'm not a vegan. So are you going to eat some turkey meat? Um, I've actually never had turkey before. Oh, is that a thing? Does New Zealand do turkey at Christmas? No, no. I think sometimes we do, we have a chicken. Like we do a chicken, like a roast chicken meal. Like a wallaby? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're getting me confused with Australia. With Australia, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fry up a wallaby, mate. Perhaps some shrimp. You know, is that you don't have any fucking wallabies over there in New Zealand? That's not. Uh, nah, man. Nah. That's too bad. Nah, nah. I imagine they'd be too tough. I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat that. Hmm. But yeah, no. I don't think. No, we don't have turkey. Oh, I don't know. Some people probably do, but it's a big thing over there, isn't it? To have like the stuffed turkey. Yeah, it's either that or wallaby. Okay. Okay. We either do a turkey meat. I don't know why I'm saying turkey meat today. I've never said those two words together in my life. <laughs> Are you going to eat turkey? Hey, well, there's a first time for everything. I've never called it turkey meat. I don't like the sound of that. And I'm just like, why am I calling it turkey meat? Nobody calls it that. They just say turkey. Nobody says turkey meat. You're going to eat turkey, turkey meat. meat. What a weird, 
weird thing today. It's just like a bigger chicken, isn't it? Yeah, it's well, yeah, chicken. It's, yeah, it's big. All oh, right. And you stuff it full yeah. of <laughs> ground wallaby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, that sounds like a treat. Hey, man, that's fucking. That's what Christmas is all about, man. It's the Christmas spirit. Giant turkey stuffed with wallaby, man. It's anyway. That's listen, thanks yeah. for yeah, thanks for calling. No worries. Great talking to you, mate. Great talking. To you. Maybe you need to get one of these bells, the bells, the apps. Oh right, so calm yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can be in the moment. Now nah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm in the moment right now, man. I'm always in the moment when I talk Good to cool people who make cool music. Yeah. <laughs> true good shit yeah man yeah anyway listen yeah. it's fun to talk to you have a merry christmas jj mist thank you andy you have a very merry christmas yourself and uh, we look forward to uh hearing your new album in march although i imagine it's gonna get Things delayed crossed. right probably <laughs> i hope not <laughs> maybe we'll have you on next summer when it comes out hopefully uh and then and then we'll we'll talk about it that would be excellent thank you so much yeah man well you have a lovely day and uh fucking rock Rock on. That's not a thing I say. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> and that was JJ Mist. It's always fun to hear from JJ Mist. I like how the second she started talking, her little chime thing went off because that was a. If you go back and listen to the episode with JJ Mist, that was like a running theme throughout the whole show. Every time that chime goes off, it reminds her to stay present and she takes a deep breath because she's one of them new age JJs. And on that note, let's uh, listen to another song, man. What do we got here? We got a track from Jack Maniac off the album Code 403 or Code 403. And, uh, and this track is called Code 403 by Jack Maniac.
And that was Jack Maniac with the track Code 403 off the album Code 403 or Code 403, depending on how you read numbers. Anyways, guys, listen, I have some very important things to tell you about the new year, and I want you guys to have a good one because, you know, we're celebrating tonight. It's a big day because it's uh, this is the special Christmas slash New Year's slash season finale of Beyond Synth. And I just, w- oh, the phone. Oh, I got to go. Oh, I got to pick up a call, man. This this switchboard is lighting up like fucking nuts. Well, who's this on the line? It's it's Kid Casio. How's it going, man? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. So, what have you been doing? I did we talk? We did, we didn't talk this year, did we? I, I think. I think probably we didn't. I've been really busy setting up a studio in London called uh, Fiction Studios, and it's uh, crammed full of old analog synths and old drum machines. And uh, I wish you could see it now. I'm sitting in here now. It looks like um, everyone who comes in says it looks like Harry Potter's cave or something. I'm sure we spoke when I was setting it up. Yes, yes, we did. I think. When was that, though? Was that last year? I think it might have been the year before. I just set it up at the end of last year, so maybe it was then. So how's that been going? Yeah, it's been great. Really busy. Had loads of bands in, um, producing stuff for other people because the way the place looks, loads of people come in and record videos. But you know, it means I don't have as much. I had had haven't had as much time for Kid Casio. So you know, this is something I look to rectify in 2018. <laughs> so um, when you're producing for other people, mm. like have you used that as an opportunity to just like throw in some keyboard licks here and there, yeah, or are you pretty much just sticking strictly funny. to production? <laughs> Where I can, I try to, and and sometimes that's been ill-advised. So you know, I'll be working with <laughs> I'll be working with a synth pop act or whatever, and that's fine. And you know, I'll give my kind of uh, ideas worth, and they've been been really happy to receive like you know some of my ideas and my production ideas and even played some sort of synth lines for them but i had like a, a heavy rock band in about a month ago mm. uh, really sweet guys but you know like proper full-on you know all of them had like hair down to their waist tight leather trousers you know that they were full-on rockers you know yeah so they recorded this track uh, which was great and you know i was mixing it and i thought you know what this track really needs it needs some synth it needs some big lush synth strings in the chorus yeah yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so i put it in i'm thinking yeah this sounds pretty cool like i'm, I'm i think they're gonna dig this you know they're, they're gonna they're young guys they're only about 18 or so and i'm mm. thinking they're gonna hear this they're gonna hear some synths on their track for the first time they're gonna go you know what this is a new direction for us this is yeah. <laughs> this is where we should be going you know but uh no no i i got uh, an email back saying dude what the fuck what are you doing to our songs <laughs> <laughs> take the synth out and i'm like you didn't like it um, it was embarrassing but yeah i took the synth out in the end but uh, i was trying to sort of say to them hey it sounds a bit like i was trying to think of like a heavy rock band but like synths and i thought it sounded a bit like faith no more or something like that you know they, they used to have some big sort of synth string pads in their sound but um yeah i'm with you man they weren't they weren't having it <laughs> i'm with you man anytime synths can be uh you know inserted Snuck into in. stuff i yeah. am I'm always on board for that. So as far as I'm concerned, these guys are a bunch of heathens. <laughs> I agree. I yeah. agree. But I'm glad it's uh, it's working out. That's cool, right? So it's actually like a functioning yeah, studio. Oh yeah, it's, it's a it's a proper business. You know, I'm 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 here every day. I've got different bands, in, and it's it's uh, helped me meet a lot of people. And and actually, it's set up a lot of uh, 
great collaborations for me so I've done some cool collaborations with people that will definitely be on the next Kid Cassio album that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the studio you know and I had Soft Cell come in as well uh, which was really cool you know they're one of my idols of bands are they still a band or was that just well it was coming da- in it, it was Dave Ball coming in who was the keyboard player in Soft Cell and he had to uh, I've got an old reel-to-reel tape machine set up in the studio and I'd kind of wired it up when I set up the studio but I just kind of figured it looked cool I thought no one's going to ever need to use it you know it's just there for because people come in and go wow you got a tape machine you know it looks cool <laughs> but um, but yeah I actually got to use it they had these really old reels of tape that they'd recorded when they were before they were famous in university like in the late 70s and they wanted this stuff digitised because they're, they're releasing like a, a an anniversary box set next year so I had to um, you know bounce uh, digitise all this stuff for them and it was just great to kind of meet Dave Ball who, who was you know a, a big fan of Soft Cell yeah it was nice that was that was really cool wait so when you got the tape machine though you you got it like it, it was a prop or you you did yeah, make well, sure that it was functioning did you even I, know it was going to work yeah, <laughs> no, I had no I had tested it actually and, and I had wired it up in the hope that one day someone would use it but I wasn't holding out any hope I really thought like no one's ever going to use this and then that was cool because everyone who came to see just says oh that looks cool and, and when they're filming a video they're like can you get the tape machine running man and you know <laughs> so, <laughs> so we start off so the reels are going round but that's as far as it went you know nobody ever them ever did anything with it but um, yeah it was nice to get that used and um, now I'm thinking like hey you know tape sounds nice maybe I'm gonna start bouncing some stuff down to it you get that really nice tape saturation sort of effect and maybe I'll, I'll do that on my new album on some of the drum sounds or something like that you know just to get that real kind of analog feel you know but it's like one of those big reel tape things yeah it's the big reels but they're not the really thick they're not like the two inch ones that used to be in all the big studios it's just the quarter inch ones the ones kind of ones that someone who was really rich might have had in their in their living room you know back in the 70s right yeah yeah (laughs) actually Depeche Mode used to use one and a lot of the bands and OMD as well when they used to go out on tour and Human League and all their backing stuff was on the tape this is before MIDI and and sequences and stuff so they used to just play if you look at the early Depeche Mode performances they've got a tape machine in a reel-to-reel tape machine in the middle of the stage and uh, it was a member of the band I think they they even had a name for it and and, uh, they'd start (laughs) it you know and they'd start it and that, that used to have all the drum machine stuff on it and everything so yeah yeah, maybe maybe it has a more uh, specific purpose than say what's his face. You know how there's like that the third member of Depeche Mode. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're, you're so right. We I went to see them live, and I've never see, known he do what he does. Fletch, like, you know, just, Fletcher, Fletcher, Andrew Fletcher, yeah. right? Yeah. So I I went to see them. Uh, with a friend of mine at the O2 in London uh, about a month ago and I said to my friend we, we, we got really cool seats right next to the stage and um, we were right next to Fletch and I said hey watch this guy because uh, he's not playing anything live and my friend was like no you're, you're bullshitting me and I was like honestly he does nothing and we <laughs> we watched for the whole gig and Fletch was there you know just putting his hands on the keyboard but not in even in time you know just kind of hitting the keys randomly and, <laughs> and just you know he, he was having a good time but you know hats off to him I, he, there, there must be some reason he, he's in the band he must be a really great um, maybe he keeps the peace 
because I saw some people joking about how just like what does Andrew Fletcher do exactly? Because like we we know distinctly that like Martin writes the songs yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and Dave sings and yeah. writes some stuff, and then and then the idea was that maybe he's there because whenever those two are fighting, he's the middle guy. This yeah. is it. This is it. <laughs> and honestly, do you know what? Sometimes in a band, that's just as, as important as as someone who plays an instrument. I, I think that's a great idea, and it's so lovely the way they've carried him along all these years, just their old school friend. You know, yeah. I think it's something. <laughs> <laughs> something really, there's something really heartwarming about that that he's still up there and he's still doing nothing I like it <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy well he gets to stand around with shades on right I yeah, mean that's something yeah, yeah he looks cool <laughs> <laughs> Well, how about uh, how about we listen to a Kid Casio track and then uh, and then we'll keep talking here. So uh, this was one that I really dug off of the album. Uh, this is Letters of Love, a nice fun pop song by Kid Casio.
And that was Kid Cassio with the track Letters of Love. And uh, I'm talking to Kid Cassio right now. And uh, and speaking about your studio, uh, Fiction Studios, like I'm I'm really happy that it's working out. Yeah. So people should check out your uh, the studio. Where is it? It's in London someplace. It's in central London. And uh, yeah, you can check out the website. It's uh, fictionstudioslondon.com. Yeah, if anyone's in, in London and they want to... Uh, what I haven't had enough of is people coming in and using the old analog synths. You know, I'm, I, I always get bands coming in and I'm like really hoping that they're going to be a synth pop act and a lot of the time they're not you know it's a lot of these indie guitar bands and stuff so I've got a great collection of synths with, you know the Prophet 5 and the Overheim OBXA and the Prophet T8 and the Krumah and the Juno 60 and the Yamaha DX7 they're all in here and they're crying out to be used so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyone uh, you know wants to make some great synth you know synthy music then get down to fiction yeah man well people should do that and do you have any uh, cool Christmas plans you know what I'm kind of wrapping up the the last session on Tuesday next week and then I'm going to have a few days to uh, for the first time in ages uh, just have some downtime in the studio that I can use for myself and uh, just get on with some writing some uh, finishing off some Kid Casio tracks it's been quite a funny story because uh, it, this kind of links up with the Soft Cell thing as well actually because uh, when Dave Ball from Soft Cell was in the studio he, he got an email through from a production company this was back in May and they were looking for some unreleased 80s music to feature in the new the second series of Stranger Things right yeah yeah he kind of wasn't interested he kind of passed it by and I made a note of the email address and I thought you know what this is a really good idea if I could make something that sounds authentically 80s you know maybe, maybe I can can do something with this you know so I got together with a friend of mine and we we wrote kind of four or five songs which were specifically we, we, we found out that the latest series of Stranger Things was set in 1984 and we used only synths that would have been available in 1984 we used only you know authentic drum machines we bounced it all down to tape it sounded like the proper real deal you know it sounded like it had been recorded in 84 oh cool and I, and I sent an email to this guy and I said oh you know I hope you don't mind but I saw that you emailed Dave Ball from Soft Cell and, and I made up this crazy story I, I don't know where I got it from but I said uh, <laughs> I, I said uh my my uncle died uh, last week, and um, which is all a lie, by the way. Mm. And I and I said, uh, and he left. Um, I'll go to hell for this, actually. What I <laughs> I said, I said he left a a, a box of reel to reel tapes. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I said he used to run this studio in in the early eighties, and <laughs> and he's left he's left me behind this whole box of reel to reel tapes. And um, you know, I was searching for it the other day, and I remembered your email to Dave Ball, and there's this. There's this band on there on one of these tapes, and and they're called the Strangers, as far as I can make out from the writing on the box. And you've got to hear these guys. It's like you know, it's 1984 to a T, you know. And I even sent a picture. I took a box of a photo of some old reel-to-reel tapes in a box and labelled the photo Uncle John's tapes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And anyway, so I I send this off with 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 a copy with some MP3s of the songs. And I'm thinking, I'm never going to hear back from this, you know. I pitch for stuff all the time, and you don't hear back. Literally, ten minutes later, the guy's emailing me back, and he's like, I can't believe this! This is what I've been waiting all my life for! This is gold dust! He's like, you, you've got to call me, you've got to call me now! And I'm, I'm thinking, shit, what do I do? So I phone my friend up, and he's like, just lie, just lie. You, you keep the lie up. So I'm, I'm calling him up. 
and he's like he's like I've got to come and meet you I'm coming down to your studio I'm going to meet up we've we got to hear these we've got to hear everything that's on these real to real tapes you know mm. this is authentic stuff this is what everyone's after the, the, the Stranger Things guys are going to love this and so he's coming down to my studio I've got, I got like two days to figure out like some kind of plan what I'm going to do because these are the songs I just wrote like a week ago they're, they're not even on you know they're on my computer and stuff I'm, you know how am I going <laughs> to I can't lie to this guy's face, do you know what I mean? So he eventually turns up at the studio and I put like an old photo of this band I was in when I was a teenager out on the on the top of my mixing desk. Mm. And we kind of look a bit, it was like 1990, I think, but we look a bit 80s, you know, we got we got all the kind of stupid hair and everything and all yeah. that. We were really into Duran Duran, so we kind of, we were, we were dressing like that still in 1990, you know, so. And he takes one look at this photo and he says please tell me this is the band and I was like well you know what I lied to you a bit you know this is the band and I, and I, I told him that you know th- these were the songs that I'd written in my band when I, when I was 15 you know and mm. uh, he was cool with it in the end but it, it's just a funny story because it just shows that actually in the end lying can really help you know <laughs> <laughs> that's the moral of this fucking <laughs> yeah, you this gotta tale. lie because uh, I know, I mean, like, there is a bunch of shows now with an 80s theme that have been um, playing lots of... Yeah, exactly. I know a bunch of buddies who make synth music who are getting tracks in shows like Red Oaks. Yeah. Um, I think Vice Principals was having a lot of, like, synth music, uh, the HBO show, yeah. Yeah, it, I think Stranger Things kind of kick-started the whole thing. And although this stuff didn't get picked up for Stranger Things, he was like, he's convinced, he's put it on his library music site, and they're a big site for kind of films and TV and stuff, and he's convinced it's going to get picked up really quickly because he said he gets film guys and, and TV guys asking for authentic 80s stuff all the time, you know, and there's so little of it out there. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of people making stuff that sounds like it. Are you going to release those? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. This was the kind of roundabout way I was getting around to the story. So it ends up that um, I actually decided I'm going to put these under the name Kid Cassio and release these on my next album. So, yeah, the, these will... Uh, I'm going to kind of probably update some of the production a little bit just to give it a bit of a crisper kind of 2018 sound but you know essentially they're Kid Cassia songs so yeah yeah thanks for that because I was getting around to that bit <laughs> that's the whole reason I was telling the story they're going to be on my album you should have maintained the lie but then thrown in some completely anachronistic <laughs> thing into the song like you should have auto-tuned your voice in those yeah yeah so yeah. You, you go to all the trouble of recording it on tape with old synths and yeah. then like all and of a sudden like halfway a really through auto-tuned voice yeah, yeah, yeah suddenly like, <laughs> fucking hilarious I probably will do something to it to kind of bring it up to date you know but we I, should I, just include it as a bonus like just do the yeah. you know the 2018 version but also have the the tape one as well the 1984 version as well yeah that'd be <laughs> that's cool a good, that's a good idea actually anyways man listen uh, we gotta run here cool. cause I got my, my switchboard is lighting up yeah you gotta go man with, with all these calls <laughs> it's so good to speak to you again man yeah no it's always uh, it's always good to talk to you and I look forward to you know, you got to get back in there and do some some Kid Casio here. Yeah, there'll be there'll be plenty of that coming in 2018. I promise. Yeah, that'd be awesome because I really enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the last one. I think you make good uh, pop songs. So yeah, cheers, man. We'll, we'll we'll talk again when I got the new one out. Yeah, sounds good. All right, man. Well, happy Christmas. Yeah, you too, man. <laughs> cheers. Speak to you soon. And that was Kid Casio. Kid Casio is cool, man. You know, I think he writes really good pop songs. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> Oh, my throat. I don't think I'm going to be able to live to. Uh, you know, every time someone calls in, I'm sitting there, I'm taking a big drink of tea to uh, make my voice last through the conversation. Then every time it's finished, my throat just goes back to this state of, ah, uh, rated R. Oh, man, it just, it's, uh, 
It's crazy. Christmas has already passed, but I still want to uh, feel the joy of Christmas. So we're going to listen to a track by Night Raptor from the album It's Christmas Time, which got put out by uh, Retro Promenade. It's actually called It's Christmas Time 4, The Quest for Peace, which is a Superman reference. And uh, this track is called Holiday Nights by Night Raptor. That was Holiday Nights by Night Raptor from It's Christmas Time 4, The Quest for Peace. And speaking of peace, we're getting no peace here from this switchboard because it's still lighting up, which means there's still more people calling in. So let's, uh, let's see who's calling now. 
Well, who's this on the line? Well, it's Joe Wood from La Cassette. Hi, Joe Wood. Hi, Andy. So how you doing, dude? What's up? I'm good. I'm still um, living at the in-laws, which you know about. <laughs> yeah, so you and your wife bought a house, but it required some extensive renovations. We haven't talked about this on the show, because last time you were on the show was not even last season. It was the one where yeah. we did the song. Now I remember we recording at the old my old house yeah which which was all nice and done up so right now you you you're in a new house but it required so much work that you're actually not even living in it is that correct yes there is no kitchen the kitchen has no floor yeah that's key to any kitchen yeah and these houses are really weird they got like four foot deep foundations under the kitchen floor it's just a big drop it's a big void the weird the buildings here so when's that supposed to be finished money permitting february hopefully we did say christmas originally but um it's extended did you know this when you bought the house like did you know this was going to be a thing no no in fact one of my neighbors jokes about the fact that we're we're terrible at planning anything which is true Mm. but i've never really done a house renovation before so it's like everything's new i don't know what's going on it's like i'm waiting for different types of tradesmen to turn up and get things done and it just uh on time is it maybe it's better in canada i don't know no it's the same thing see not enough people go into trades yes and i think trades are incredibly important see everyone is told now that they're this beautiful star and they should all be artists and i think there is like some great value in someone who just takes pride in being like hey i'm a good electrician or i'm a good plumber like i think that's a really important thing yeah i mean i would even like to know how to do it just because i feel like an idiot you know when i have like a plumber over or like an electrician Uh, and i just i watch them and go like i should know how to do this but i don't want to die i have friends who are helping me and i just sort of stand there a lot of the time and watch them do it Mm. Because I, f- I feel like a, an idiot, really. Yeah. It's terrible. I, s- I feel especially that way when I see plumbers, because plumbing is, like, relatively straightforward. Like, it is a lot of just, like, pipes connecting to pipes yeah. and, you know, fucking... Until you get to gas. Yeah, I don't want to mess with that, because, again, I don't no. want to die. I don't want to blow up. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been doing this whole year? Is Lucaset still a thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's still a thing. We, we, we released that trailer, didn't we? Yeah, you did. Was it in summer? I can't mm. remember. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's are, you, good. are you contractually obligated not to say anything? <laughs> I don't know. So I'm, I'm just not going to say anything just in case. It's not out of the fact that uh, nothing's happened. There's not nothing. There's not nothing happening. Mm. Is that right? This sounds like some crazy wordplay. <laughs> I can't deal with double negatives, man. Whenever people have sentences with double negatives, I have to stop, process, and think about the sentence over and over again. Like, okay, so there's not nothing, which means there is something. We started that track, right? And then my house happened, and then something with McNabb's house situation happened. And I think we've just not been able to do anything physically. Mm. I've still been messing with stuff on the laptop, but there's not been much uh, collaborative stuff at the minute. But as soon as we're settled down, we'll be we'll be ready to go again. So you have not spent any time in your new house at all? We did when we moved in last October, but we sort of lived in an old lady's house. That's how it was when we moved in. So we lived in that for six months or something, and then we were like, we need to start this out. Are, are you being metaphorical as in, since it was an old lady you bought it from? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Well, she, she'll have died, won't she? But, you know <laughs> what I mean? It, 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 I mean, I mean it, it was still her decor. Right. Yeah? Okay, yes. It was still set up like that. So we just, we moved our furniture in onto 
someone else's carpet, if that makes sense. No, I get it. <laughs> someone else's wallpaper. Mm. And then we just unearthed loads of problems and just thought we'd have to move out. The first thing we did was try and get quotes for just a tiny extension, literally. There's already an extension on it, but we just wanted to make it the same width as, as the house. Right. It sounds simple, but then you start thinking about it and then the builder starts telling you stuff and you're like oh yeah so it means we have to remove the whole original roof and put a brand new roof on the entire extension so it's got a new roof and you've got supporting beams to make the room massive mm. and open this is so your wife can have a kitchen to bake the cakes in yeah oh, guess what as well we've, we've do you know I don't know what you call them we call them like down lights you know the little spotlights that go in kitchens sure it's like uh, 7 metres by 4 metres room but we're having 22 down lights i think it's overkill you gotta watch out about those damn things man i have uh, in our place uh, right now we have these bulbs and i think they're called gu10 i think it's the yes okay that's the ones that's the ones dude they fucking suck well okay i'll say this i mean well (laughs) if you can get them in led because the problem the problem i have is they're expensive first of all these are the led ones led the led ones are at least six seven bucks each and so i buy cheap ones so okay so fine i'm the problem too because i'm buying cheap ones yep but halogen are they halogen i think are they the cheap ones the non-led ones are halogen i think so yeah and the thing was they literally burnt out like every like two months and i had a pile of them so like when we walked into the place there was just this box that was just full of bulbs so in a room where i would normally just have like a lamp with a regular bulb we've got like 10 of those bulbs in the ceiling and i'm literally replacing them like every three weeks like one of them's going down oh no does that sound like a a problem with your wiring No, it's like, it's literally just the bulbs. Like, they're They're just cheap. They're just cheap. cheap. And I bought, so when I bought the LED ones, they're more expensive. They're like six bucks a bulb. I mean, in comparison, regular light bulbs with like the generic fucking, what do you call that thing? The the metal part that goes in. The filament? The the filament. The little curly-whirly thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, filament. You know, if you use the generic one, light bulbs are fairly cheap mm. you know it's like fucking a buck buck 50 for a light bulb you didn't get them at the grocery store but like once you get into like the custom bulbs then all of a sudden they're like they cost more money and they don't really put out any more light and so i've been so annoyed by these stupid things because like we have 10 so like when i replaced it it was like 60 bucks to replace like these stupid bulbs and led and then i went and bought colored led bulbs because i thought it would be cool because mm. i'm all synth wave and i was like oh it'd be cool to have like blue and red lights is is, is your target audience it's going to enjoy any of this because <laughs> I, I was just I was just listening then as if I was just listening to the show I was just concentrating on what you we're just talking about bulbs aren't we <laughs> it's like proper proper middle age bullshit chatting we're doing it's good that's that's your demographic I suppose is it listen well, okay we'll distill this we'll distill this down to an important message alright GU10 bulbs are annoying and I'll see how long these LED ones last that'll be the yeah. that's the key here we'll find out yeah. and I'll report back Next to you time. yeah cause if you're gonna have like 20 of them think about it this way just logically right you have a regular fucking room that just has maybe like four floodlights that come down from the ceiling, like those big bulbs. Yeah. That's four. One goes down, you screw it back in. When you have 20, you're literally like replacing bulbs all the time. We're going to get a dimmer as well. Hmm. I think that'll help. Well, it fucking better. With longevity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you just have a realization as well about the bulb? <laughs> the bulb talk. <laughs> oh, you got a bit of a cough. 
<coughs> I'm a bit, I'm a bit off. Yeah, no, I just, um, I was out yeah. late last night because I went and saw Star Wars. Oh, uh, yeah, I've been reading your posts. Yeah, so I, I've just been processing that all day. That's all. There wasn't a Jar Jar Binks in it, though, was there? No. Like, it's not as bad as the prequels. Like, it's it's okay. I always hate when I read people's reviews where they're like, well, that was the worst thing ever. Everyone gets all extreme all the time. Like, they have to love everything or hate everything. Mm. For me, I just know the way I felt when I walked out of the, the theater last night. I'm, guess, I'm guessing you never saw it in the theater, the originals, did you? No. You'll have been too young. So you, you'll, you'll have been a VHS guy... Or watching on TV at Christmas. Yeah, like I've owned, like I've always bought like the trilogy in all its various forms, except the Blu-ray because they made changes I I disagreed with. Oh, everyone! Sorry, sorry, Andy. My my cake's here. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Was it good? Yeah. Right. So I will be eating now for the rest of the interview. Well, that's fine. But yeah, that's basically it. That's that's all I got to say. It's just I I just didn't feel the same excitement coming out of the theater as I did even watching the last one, and um, I'm just trying to figure out why that is. Like I'm just Ooh. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get to the bottom of my feelings. But everyone wants to either jump to the defense of it or bash Star Wars. Like that seems to be like the two go to things. You say I don't like the movie. Someone's going to be like you you went in with false expectations. Like it's your fault. And then other people are like, yeah, Star Wars is just a fucking toy commercial. I'm like, well, both of you are wrong. Like I just just feel weird, and I just want to know why. Yeah. And so I'm I'm going over the stuff that I saw and just trying to assess why that is. I should go see it though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... Wait till it's out on on Netflix. Look, I like Star Wars. So, like, I like seeing Star Wars movies. And this one just made me feel weird. And I don't... And I'm just trying to figure out why that is. Like, I'm not necessarily passing judgment, but everyone is either very quick to defend or quick to talk about how bad Star Wars is, but no one's really helping me figure out what the problem is. This is good. It's like John Riley Pauly. Nice. Yeah. Well, listen, man. <laughs> I got to close this call here because I got uh, my switchboard is lighting up. Yes. Here's to um, <laughs> another successful year of the cassette in 2018. Yeah, exactly. When did the album yeah. come out? 20. <laughs> what was that? What was the year again? Was it 2014? I think it was. So you guys got a fucking something. Uh, some sort of. Something? We could do the best of. Mm, do the yeah. best of, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Just release the album again. People like it. They're still wanting us to do a vinyl release. Yeah, that'd be fine. It's expensive, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, listen, you have a, you have a happy Christmas. You too. I'm the listeners. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it'd be cool to actually, like, have some luck set in the new year. But... In the meantime, you and I, I'm going to have you back on the show so that we can do another episode where we try and write like a joke song. Because I, I, I had fun doing that last one. Yeah, we'll do that. Are you going to um, are you going to add fake telephone call sound effects? Yes. To this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. There's going to be a point though in the future isn't there, where doing that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense now. <laughs> That's why I like doing yeah. it. It's funny to me. <laughs> Not only that, but I say I have a switchboard. So if I have a switchboard, it wouldn't make a phone ringing noise. You could pitch it up as well a bit, so sound more 1930s. No, 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 I'm fine with it. It's all very good. I'm just going to edit it down so it's all just your eating noises. Listen, I'm going to hang up this call with you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. Merry Christmas, Joe Wood. Merry Christmas, everyone. All right, and that was Joe Wood from Lucasette. It's always fun to hear from Joe. And I'm sure that was fun for everybody else, too. Uh, If you enjoy conversations about light bulbs, 
Anyways, listen. I haven't mentioned this doll show, but we're doing a giveaway. That's right. And I buried it deep within the show so that you fools would have to listen to the whole thing to get to the giveaway part. Anyways, listen. Time Slaves Recordings is giving away some vinyls. You guys can email beyondsynth at gmail.com and title the email vinyl giveaway and then I'll put your name into a draw and then uh, and then we'll see who wins. So what's going on is this. There's Future Sounds 2, which is a compilation album, and uh, the vinyl pre-release is on, I think, January 1st, and all profits go to the Calm Zone, which is a male mental health and suicide prevention charity. So that's nice. And uh, they're giving away two copies of that on vinyl, Future Sounds 2. And the compilation features artists like Makeup and Vanity Set and Time Cop and Droid Bishop. So that's going to be a really cool album. I think you can already check it out. But uh, this is for the vinyl. All right. So how about this? Actually, let's let's listen to a track from Future Sounds Two. This is Enzo Van Balen with the track Termination from Future Sounds Two. things that I haven't done yet. Yeah. 
And that was Enzo Van Balen with the track Termination from Future Sounds 2, the new uh, compilation from Time Slave Recordings. So like I said, the vinyl pre-release is on January 1st, but if you want to win a copy, we're giving away two copies of Future Sound 2. Simply email beyondsynth at gmail.com, title the email Vinyl Giveaway. And I'll put your name into a draw. And then we'll uh, figure out who wins that. And also, there's even more because they're also putting Lost in Symmetry, the Droid Bishop uh, album, to vinyl. And I think that might be the first Droid Bishop vinyl ever. And they're also giving away two copies of that. That's right. So, you know, I love Droid Bishop. I think he's going to be calling in later in the program. So, the bottom line is, if you want to be eligible to win a copy, a vinyl, copy of Lost in Symmetry by Droid Bishop, because they're giving two away, email beyondsynth at gmail.com and title the message Droid Bishop Vinyl, okay? And then I will put your name into a separate draw. I think this is fair. That way, if you want, you can technically enter both draws and I will be drawing names from a hat, some sort of hat type thing. And uh, we're going to give away some some vinyl, so that should be cool. All right, so that's Future Sounds 2. And Droid Bishop Lost in Symmetry vinyl giveaways. So uh, that'll be cool. And then maybe I'll do the draw sometime in the new year. In the meantime, you know, you can always go to Time Slave Recordings at Bandcamp. What is the exact Bandcamp address? Hold on. Yeah, it's just timeslaves.bandcamp.com. All right. So that's where you go. Timeslaves.bandcamp.com. You can uh, check out the stuff that they have there. Lots of stuff. And of course, vinyls that you can pre-order. And remember, it goes towards a good cause, the Future Sounds uh, Volume 2. So that is a good thing. All right. Now listen, phones are just just still ringing here, man. So I got to pick it up. All right. Well, who's this on the line? It's Protector 101. How's it going, man? Hello. Hello. Good. How are you? I'm okay. I feel like I just got a cold there. Uh, that was weird. You sound different. I'm, I'm sort of, I, I'm having a cold and it's sort of coming and going. <laughs> so this whole episode is going to be me with a cold. Sometimes and sometimes not. <laughs> I had a sore throat. I was maybe good for three days. No, not even three. It was two days. I didn't even have time to appreciate it. And then I literally one day I just drank a glass of water, and the second I was done, I had a sore throat again. Mm. And I was like, "What?" Like I didn't even have time to like appreciate not having it. So now it's literally like one minute I have one, one minute I don't. Like that's uh, yeah, annoying. yeah. So the moral of the story is don't drink water. Ah, yeah. You said that. And I just <laughs> drank a glass of water there. Maybe it's your water Maybe So what have you been up to man You having a good day Yeah yeah It's uh, cold In Maine Trying to find reasons Not to go out Yeah Well there's never a reason (laughs) Yeah basically Yeah A lot of the times it's the reverse. Like, I have to find, like, a really compelling reason to leave. Yeah, you you find that about yourself getting older in life, you know? Yeah, we're a bunch of old men. (laughs) It's weird because (laughs) we're going to talk about that again, huh? (laughs) No, it's weird because, like, you get older and you acquire things that allow you to go to places that you wanted to go and you just don't want to go anymore. Mm. Those things are boots. You get older well, and you acquire some boots which allow you to go places. Because, you know, you're still wearing Velcro shoes when you're a kid. Yeah, but Velcro's great. I got no problem with Velcro. Yeah, yeah. I worked Velcro shoes in high school. 
I love Velcro, man. I, when I was a kid, I had Velcro shoes for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was just sort of disappointed by tying laces. It was like Velcro just was so much cooler. Yeah, exactly. Like, that just gave you, like, an extra few seconds to do what you wanted to do. Yeah. You know? Did, no, did you ever get the pump? No, I never had fancy shoes. Mm, neither did I. Like, I, I'd have friends who had, like, you know, the fancy sports shoes if their parents would buy them. But my dad was never too keen on... Uh, we had cheap clothes. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. The pump was a luxury item. <laughs> it was. I also don't really know what it did. What did it do? It like squeezed your feet, I guess. Like so, it was more <laughs> so your feet would have come out. I yeah. guess. Like, yeah. And then you know you had the pump, man. But like, I wanted the pump a lot. Like, I had a uh, a friend that lived behind me, and his parents are pretty well off, I should say. Hmm. And uh, he had the pump. And he had all like he had like a Neo Geo and you know TurboGrafx sixteen. <laughs> like all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I'm so glad you live behind me. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, perfect. Yeah, so uh, he had the pump, and I wanted the pump, and my parents wouldn't give me the pump for obvious reasons. But they got me the regulators. What was that? <laughs> it was like a kind of like a knockoff brand of the pump. Like it had a pump like system in the shoe, mm. but it didn't look like a basketball. It was like a different squeeze mechanism. Was the squeeze mechanism still on like the lip of the? Yeah, yeah, it still was. Yeah, it's basically like just like copied, but it looked different. Did it work? Uh, I mean, it just squeezed my foot. Did you feel like you were running on air with the regulators? <laughs> no, I could not. I could not jump any higher. Or anything like that. So the regulators. That's like. Did you ever see those people who wore those T-shirts that said "No Surrender" on them? Yeah, yeah. Remember those? Was I wasn't there? Those, yeah. There was two different things, right? Was the No Surrender was the cheap knockoff of what was the real one? I feel like No Surrender was the no brand version of. I know there was No Fear. No Fear. Was that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think No Fear was the big one, and then No Surrender was like the the cheapo <laughs> version. That's what they came up with. I could, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like that was a thing. Like, there was no fear shirts, and that was, like, the more expensive one, and then no surrender was, like, the low-budget one. <laughs> and then there was the other one, no retreat. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't have any money, so I just had no shirt. Yeah, I just, I just wrote the words on my chest, went into school and got beat up. So what's uh what, you got you got some cool Christmas plans, man? What's going on over there? No, not really. We both have to work, so no. it's pretty it's pretty whatever. It's just a whatever day. We're working on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's uh we have presents and stuff, so we'll probably open presents. Um, I get like you, like you two are actually working on Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you work in a hospital, though, right? Like, that's yeah. the thing. Got to take all mm-hmm. that sweet, sweet blood. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> people just can't stop hurting themselves. Yeah, that's true. So is that your main <laughs> function at the hospital? Like, you, uh, you're a blood taker? Well, essentially, yeah. I do work with other, like, um, I do a lot of the computer system and, like, ordering things and placing orders and resulting things and going back to, like, the microbiology kind of lab area and dealing with those specimens so do you ever like walk in and like accidentally bump into a vial that like pours into something else which creates like some sort of <laughs> mutagen no not yet mm. <laughs> been doing this for almost eight years and it has not yet happened so ah. well then it probably won't now that means you're good at your job <laughs> that's no fun I want to see the guy who runs out who looks like a fucking dinosaur because like some DNA got mixed and <laughs> yeah 
dinosaur? I don't know, it's like a half dinosaur man. He looks like an inflatable dinosaur man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you ever see the film uh, Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, I did, actually. The Goombas? Yeah, see, that took place in a, in a universe where the dinosaurs never died, but then they also eventually evolved into humans? Kind of. Yeah, it's an interesting... Yeah. Interesting take on things. I know they like dancing in the elevators. I remember there was also this uh, this big lady in a red dress that uh, smushes Bob Hoskins' face into her boobs. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that movie was for. I don't think they knew who that movie was for, man. Yeah, it's, it's like, how do you fuck up such a like awesome like premise? You know, I don't, I don't know. know. The Mario Brothers cartoon was so much better, you know, because it was it's more true to its. Uh, you know, source. It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. <laughs> Do the Mario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mario Brothers. Listen, I want to keep up uh, this lovely Christmas spirit here, so I'm going to play another track from the Retro Promenade Christmas album, and uh, and here's one uh, by Condrath, and this is Winter Glide.
And that was Winter Glide by Condrath from the Retro Promenade Christmas album. It's Christmas time for The Quest for Peace. And I'm here right now on the phone with Protector 101, just uh, shooting the shit. Hey, you know what I was thinking? What? I don't know when this is going to air. Hopefully around Christmas. Uh, we'll see. Because, I mean, we still have, you know, I think people know by now that you are the next guest on The Real Beyond Synth, but I'm still editing that damn show. Okay. And I was I was hoping to have it done by Christmas, but now it's very clear that that's not going to happen. So that's going to be a that's gonna be a New Year's thing. <laughs> well, I was going to say that um, we never got to play Pit Fighter together. No, that's true. We didn't. <laughs> That's the surprise. So for people who want to tune into episode two of The Real Beyond Synth, whenever that comes out, Jake talks about his love for Pit Fighter. <laughs> it's so good. Well, it's something. You got to, you know, learn how to do it. You know, mm. you got to be careful of like, uh, just don't pick Kato. Nobody loves Kato. Is that a thing? Is there like an underground scene with Pit Fighter where there's some dude who's like really good with that character? <laughs> yeah, he's like the Dalsalem of uh, Pit Fighter characters. Is that true? Because when I was young, mm-hmm. mind you, I was never good at Street Fighter, but I always picked Dalsalem because he had the extending <laughs> Maybe arms. That's why? But is he bad? Like, I, I don't know. If, is he considered a bad character, Dalsalem? I think he's more of like a defensive character, I think. But um, I don't know. Like, I've seen some like videos of... Yoga! <laughs> Yoga flame. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. Yoga. Yoga fire. I also love the idea of yoga fire. It just seems like it's counterintuitive to like yoga of all things. And how is he saying that when he's literally blowing it out of his mouth? Yoga fire. You know, I've never actually considered that in my life. The fact that he said he's announcing a move, but he's also blowing fire out of his mouth. How's he saying it? Dude, I don't know, man. Maybe, I don't know. I guess we could also argue why Scorpion's voice is so crystal clear when he has a mask on. <laughs> yeah, like Bane. Destroy city, Batman. Destroy the city. Yeah, like who's going to hear that when they're in the airplane with the door open, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to hear him. That's the thing, because I remember that was such a big deal when the movie came out and they played the first six minutes in IMAX. Yeah. And everyone complained because they couldn't understand Bane. So then when you watch the movie now, I haven't in a while, but I do remember that like his voice was like too clear in that scene as a result because they probably went back and fixed it. Hmm. Yeah, and I really noticed it. So when I saw the movie, I was like, why is his voice so clear in this scene? Like, they're in a plane, the door's open, like, there's wind and all this stuff, and then every time he talks, it's like the whole room can hear what he's saying, like his voice has been, like, amplified over speakers. You know? Right, right. Yeah, even, like, a regular person without a mask, like, in those kind of circumstances, are, are basically yelling in the Yes. Plane, you know? Yeah, 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 and yeah. he's yeah. just, he's talking normally. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but, like, yeah, that's... See, we're learning a lot today, man. That's why I like talking to you. <laughs> Bickering about the stupidest stuff. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like to learn, you know. Yeah, learn, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, what we're that's calling it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle, you know, getting together with old buddies and... Oh, I was doing music for you. <laughs> Why'd you stop, man? I don't know. Well, because you stopped and I got nervous. <laughs> 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 what are you doing Christmas? I don't know. I'm probably just going to be editing, to be honest with you. Cool. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you're basically working, too. Yeah. I, well, no, I'm just going to, I don't know, I'll edit. Uh, maybe I'll relax. I'll try to, anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't really relax too much, so no. we'll see. I noticed this. Anyways, man, listen. 
I got to rock and roll here because I got uh, I got all these people calling in. the The switchboard is lighting up. Oh, I can hear it. Yeah, man, it's uh, you can hear the little beeping sounds. Yeah, insert sounds. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it sounds like construction noise. Although, yeah, that's all the sound effects I had. <laughs> An air horn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got some calls coming in. <laughs> <laughs> They all play the Harlem Shake. Oh, fuck. Remember that? Yeah, I know. Like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. Right? Harlem Shake. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> dumb internet fads, man. Drive me nuts. I know. Anyways, I know. listen. You have a lovely holiday. Happy Christmas. Yes. You too. Merry Xmas. May the X-Men be with you. Yeah, well, I like the X-Men. Who's your favorite X-Men character? Honestly? Yeah. Wolverine, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So like, obvious. Like, yeah, of course it's a Wolverine, dude. Yeah, like Cyclops is pretty cool. Like, I'm fine with the X Men, but I don't actually care about them really. <laughs> right. You know, like, like they're except two of the R. You know, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. But I mean, you know, when I watch the movies, like you know, it's, it's just that you know, the most of the X Men movies are also like they're good films, so like they're fine right. to watch. But right. uh, I don't actually care. So, like, when an X-Men movie's bad, I'm not offended by it being bad. It doesn't hurt my childhood. Uh-huh. When right. they're good, I like them because it's a good movie. And mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't mind, now that Disney owns everything, uh, <laughs> if they do a reboot to actually have Wolverine, like, wear the costume would be kind of cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. a thing I do like. I like when, you know, they actually make things that are sort of true to the... Mm. Uh, the vision in the actual comics and so I wouldn't mind a Wolverine that actually wore the damn mask yeah that'd be really cool man yeah I agree with you I was just one real quick thing about Disney like mm. owning everything in Disneyland in uh, California they had Tomorrowland which was like California yeah city of Disney they had Tomorrowland which was like the land of tomorrow you know the future and that's where Space Mountain was and all these other cool rides Mm. and now like I don't know where it's like right now but they wanted they're in like change of uh, changing it to Star Wars land Mm. which like I'm not like the biggest Star Wars I I appreciate it it's fun but like you're literally gonna change this whole land into Star Wars land like everything's gonna be Star Wars son of a bitch I know like I don't know man (laughs) you gotta have some variety (laughs) you know you already have a fucking Star Wars ride well how much do you need greedy bastards I I know (laughs) what's going on I don't know I'm just (laughs) in the world where greedy bastards yeah yes in a world where Jake Freeman doesn't wanna go on a Star Wars ride (laughs) there is only one to take his place Jake Freeman has to work on Christmas Day Jake Freeman is Christmas employee (laughs) this time it's a job anyways man listen have a lovely holiday happy new year and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you in the new year you too and thanks for having me on and good luck with the calls what are you doing Nothing. You're like saying goodbye and you're like rubbing the table. What is happening? I was wiping off dust on my keyboard. Yeah. An appropriate time to deal with that, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I hope you get better. Yeah, me too, buddy. All right. All right. I'll All see right you later. Take care, dude. Yeah, okay, see you. <laughs> and that was Protector 101. It's always fun to hear from him. Uh, Man, this show is long today. This is a long holiday special. 
And it's not over yet because the fucking thing is still lighting up. So let's see who this is on the line. All right, well, who's this on the line, man? It's Dana Jean Phoenix. It is, it is. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing okay. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's like very beautiful in Toronto today. There's a nice blanket of snow covering the city. Yeah, we got some. Although it's a little pain in the ass because when I have to pick up my son from school mm-hmm. and uh, my daughter's in the stroller and like using a stroller in the snow is like a big pain in the ass. Especially if there's like mounds of snow on the sidewalk. Yeah, because also then you can't get out of the way because like, you know, when you're, when I, you go to pick up a kid from school, there's all these other nonsense children and they all take up the sidewalk and stuff. And so I'm like, <laughs> when there's Did all you ever the- yell at the kids? Like, move! <laughs> no, I'm like, I don't know. When I'm outside, like I don't. Uh, when I'm frustrated, I just sort of sigh. That's like my. Oh, that's okay. my go-to thing. It's just ah, all right. I guess I'll just uh, right. sit here while this stupidity goes on, and that's pretty much my. <laughs> I'm not much of a like an outdoor yelling kind of dude. Right. Do you do you like to yell at people when you're outside? You like to flip people the bird? Are you one of those? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I like to be a good Samaritan. I like to, you know, be friendly. But lately, I do notice, like, when people cut in front of me in line, mm. uh, there's no nonsense there. Like, I, I tell them how I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's, it's one of the basic tenets of, like, civil society. Mm-hmm. And so when someone breaks the basic rule... I mean, I understand sometimes people do a thing and they're not aware that society has decided that the rules have changed around a certain thing but like right cutting in line talking in the movie theater i mean these are rules that we all understand and we all have known since we were young like just don't fucking do that and so when somebody does it's it almost confuses me like when i see someone cut in line and especially an adult it's just like what just are happened? You aware? Like, yeah, like are you yeah. a child? Like, do you think that we didn't notice what you did? Like, yeah. When I see adults behave like, because you see kids, they try and get away with it all the time. They think they're cleverer than you, and you're an adult, so you just go, <laughs> "No, idiot!" Like I saw everything you just did. Like, what do you mean? Like, right. lie to my right. face about something? Like I clearly saw you do. Uh, so when an adult tries to pull those tricks, it's really confusing because it's like, but you're yeah. you're an adult. Like, what do you? think is going on now like it's i don't know well i think canadians like we're very polite and reserved people mm. so i think sometimes people take advantage of that like oh no one's gonna say anything no one's gonna be brave enough to call me out yeah and then also i'm i'm a shorter person so i think people maybe see me and think oh well she's not gonna say anything <laughs> and then uh, i was just they're unpleasantly surprised <laughs> it's funny because i was um talking to uh, uh florence bullock and she she's glit biter oh yeah and I was, for some reason, I was talking about, I was talking about height with her. And then I was, you know, I made a comment. It's like, oh, you should see Dana Jean because she's like, she's tiny. But like, how tall are you actually? Like, what is your actual height? Uh, my actual height is 4'11". You're 4'11", really? Yeah, yeah. And that is the same height as Dolly Parton, who's one of my heroes. Dolly Parton is 4'11"? Yeah. According to the internet, yes. I've never seen her in person. Jeez, but- no, I have a friend who... She, she used to work at a production company and she had a picture with Dolly Parton. I never asked how tall Dolly Parton was. Yeah, well, Dolly's always wearing those those huge heels, right? So I imagine it's kind of hard to tell what her real, her actual height is. But yeah, she's she's tiny. And Shakira is 4'11", I believe. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> when I hear these things, I sort of make a mental note because I'm like, yay! I'm not... <laughs> 
Well, it's funny because, you know, when someone has like a command of the stage, we sort of, uh, it's, it's like we apply like they're, they're bigger or something. You know what I mean? It's funny because like when you're, when you're performing, you've got pictures of yourself performing. And of course, you, you know, you're on like the, the real Beyond Synth episode and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a good performer, right? You put on a good show and, and you're, you're yeah, very, so. you're very confident about your performance, you know, like you'll walk into the crowd and stuff and you'll, uh, you know, and, and you're doing it pretty much by yourself. I mean, like, so it's, mm-hmm. it's a, sort of a bold thing. So I think then, then when you find out that, I don't know, there's something, it's weird. It's like, there's a psychological thing. It's like, you see this boldness and you just assume this is a bigger person because they're, Mm -hmm. they're putting on a big show. Yeah. It's so funny. Our perception of people and how we can be surprised. And you're right. Like a confidence or maybe our perceived, like this person is just so wonderful or whatever. Like, uh, for example, I was, um, a few years back, I was eating in Kensington market in Toronto and, uh, in walks, uh, this woman who looked so similar to Drew Barrymore, but I was like, she's so little and tiny and she looks exactly like Drew Barrymore though. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, it was Drew Barrymore. But I just kind of imagined her being, you know, super tall and yeah, yeah, yeah. gazelle-like, you know. I mean, I guess you're in the theater, so then Drew Barrymore's head is like, if you go and see her in a movie, it's like several meters across, right? Right. So maybe that's why. Oh, and also I remember uh, going to Cleveland when I was younger to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I probably don't remember every detail, but I remember there was like a whole corridor, a hallway dedicated to Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. And it was all of his costumes from his live performances and his famous, you know, uh, concerts and music videos and stuff like that. And how tiny the jackets were. He was such a... (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, this humanizes him so much because you put him on this huge pedestal. And I was a huge, I still am a huge uh, MJ fan. So that was kind of a moment for me where it's like, oh, he's just like you and me. Yeah. <laughs> he's a regular guy. <laughs> but I appreciate you saying that uh, that you enjoyed my live show. That's, uh, that's very nice of you. Well, yeah, we should say that... Um Right, because I, although it hasn't been released yet, we're going to release it in the new year because I had uh, Protector 101 uh, up at yeah. Toronto and we filmed uh, the second episode of Real Beyond Synth. And the, oh, great. That's awesome. And the night he came to Toronto, uh, we went and saw the Dance with the Dead show. And of course, you opened uh, for them. Right. And that was fun. Was such a fun night. And then what was the, the show before that? Because I feel like there's a few things that happened between the last, well, obviously, you haven't been on the show for. You were on season one of, of mm-hmm, this show mm-hmm. of Beyond Synth. Well, we talked about on the, the Beyond Synth that you had seen me um, in March uh, of this year back at Handlebar. I had done a live performance then right, as well, right, right. and you were there. Um, yeah. So you've been very supportive of my live performances. Yeah, well, it's cool to see live performances. And uh, and speaking of which, let's uh, listen to a track. Uh, this was my favorite song from your latest album, and it's, it's the one I got you to perform on uh, Real Beyond Synth. This is uh, Synth City by Dana Jean Phoenix.
And that was Synth City by Dana Jean Phoenix. Uh, that one was produced by Till Wild, and uh, you performed it when we filmed uh, Real Beyond Synth. People liked it. I mean, uh, of the Real Beyond Synth episode, like the, the performance piece at the end, because I think it really makes it feel like a real show. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a complete sort of package. And it looks great. Yeah, no, I thought it looked okay. And and, and uh, I've, I've got, I bought some more lights and, you, I mean, when you see like the Protector 101, I also got a smoke machine, which is pretty funny because we were filming. Oh, nice. Uh, we we're filming in and it, and it looks great. Like the smoke machine looks cool. Yeah. But uh, the smoke, like I literally filled my apartment to the point where it was, <laughs> you couldn't see anything. Right. Which is great for making a small space feel bigger, right? Because like once the smoke machine's yeah. in there, but it also drifted into my landlord's house. <laughs> so like then I get this call like in the middle of shooting this like uh, performance thing of just uh, yeah. of <laughs> landlord like, well, what's going on down there? Because like his whole house is like filling with smoke, which uh, I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. So you, I think I saw there was a post that you kind of reconstructed the whole Beyond Synth set. Is that correct? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like I, I've. It's, it's now been rebuilt several times. So when you see episode two mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, Protector 101, that's a different set technically than the one you were in. Although some of the elements are still the same, like the sun and the background yeah. and stuff. It's all the same stuff, but it's... And then afterwards, I just thought, you know, there's a lot of time that goes into just putting the set up mm-hmm. uh, and setting everything up. And so I thought, maybe I could save some time by literally just turning this room into like a semi-permanent set mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this will be probably in the third episode to be of real beyond sin so now i literally like my office is now the set of the show like so there's it's all just up yeah so there's like the, the, the everything's up on the walls like there's the stars and stuff and I, I built an illuminated uh sign so there's like a real beyond synth sign that's like in the background oh, nice. yeah so it's uh, i don't know it should be okay it's ridiculous like i just <laughs> when i think about what i'm like putting my family through <laughs> when they're like, like this walking into the living room and there's just a doc show set for it's like yeah. yeah sorry well my my living room is definitely where i i practice for my live shows mm. so and i keep telling myself that every time i practice i'm going to tear down i'm going to pack everything neatly away but it just ends up staying out because you know whenever the mood hits me to practice i want to be readily available i want the equipment to be readily available to me so yeah so you got any cool christmas plans yeah actually um I, I've been really fortunate this Christmas season. I've been really busy with corporate events, just like playing like holiday parties and things like that. Okay. So it's it's kind of nice because you get to go to this big fancy party and dress up and then you perform on stage and you get paid at the end of the night. So that's pretty fun. How are those? Are, are those weird to do? The corporate events? Yeah. They're fun. I like them because I just get to sort of try out stuff and exercise different ways of performing. And it's just basically practice for me. Are you singing Christmas songs? No, no. It's all like a lot of it is is top 40 and and retro songs as well. Like you do 80s and 90s stuff. Sometimes I'll sneak in an original tune as well. But yeah, it's all just good fun and practice and, you know, I love, I love performing. So, but yeah, and then I get a little bit of downtime to really practice because I've got a bunch of shows coming up in the new year, which I'm so stoked about. So I just really want to take the time over the holidays to practice and write and record and yeah, catch up on, uh, on a few projects for sure. Well, that's awesome. What about you? Um, I don't know. I'm probably just going to be editing. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> I guess I'll see some old friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it, man. We look forward to downtime because it gives us a chance to actually do what we want to do. You know, like I look forward to the break because I want to keep working. I want to keep writing. I want to keep practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you want to keep editing so it's cool yeah i guess so i mean well <laughs> at least when the weather's like this it it, it um it justifies being indoors yes yeah. and uh working in front of computers and things so mm-hmm. sometimes you know when it's nice outside it, it, it's a little harder to justify having a yes, an indoor yes. hobby right and there's a bit of a sense of guilt like i really should be yeah. taking advantage <laughs> of this but <laughs> anyway well listen uh it was good to talk to you yeah great to talk to you too and i hope uh you have a lovely holiday and a happy new year and all that stuff likewise andy merry christmas happy new year yeah and then maybe uh in the new year i'll check out uh because you're doing that show with uh, Glass Apple Bonsai, right? Is that what's happening? Yes, at uh, Coalition TO in uh, Kensington Market on Augusta. That's uh, Friday, January 13th. And I'm looking really forward to that show. For other Canadian people listening, um, in April, Friday, April 13th, I'll be playing a show with Michael Oakley, which I'm really, really excited about at House of Targ in Ottawa. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, that should be fun. And then, of course, uh, in March, I go to Europe for some shows. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you back on the show. You can talk about your uh, your Europe extravaganza in the new year. I would absolutely love that. Anytime you'll have me, Andy. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, good talking to you. And uh, keep on... Fuck, I need a catchphrase of some kind to end conversations with. <laughs> <laughs> keep on... Dancing. Keep on dancing, Dana Jean Phoenix. Yeah, you too, Andy. Merry Christmas. And that was Dana Jean Phoenix on the phone. Man, we still got a bit more show left. Uh, there's a few more people calling in. But before we go back to the phones, we should probably listen to some more music. So here's a cool track from Funk Fiction. This was from the album Sonic Beats. This was uh, music that uh, he wrote for a few fan-made Sonic games. And this is Titanic Tower Act 2.
that was Titanic Tower Act 2 by Funk Fiction off the album Sonic Beats. And if you dig that, uh, you can uh, go back a few weeks or months. And I had uh, Funk Fiction. Funk. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> I had Funk Fiction on the show. It's a hard thing to say. And uh, if you like the sound of that stuff, go check out uh, my conversation with him because we had a good time. And now, let's go back to the phones. All right, and who's this on the line? It's Sunglasses Kid. How's it going, man? Hello. How are you? Kind good. Sir. You haven't been on the show all year, man. I haven't been on the show all year. I probably haven't been on the show last year. Is that true? I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. I feel like we used to have these little catch-ups. And yeah, we did. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while. But the bottom line is, you are a cool guy. You've been playing a bunch of shows this year. I have. Yeah, it doesn't feel... It's, it's crazy, because it doesn't feel like... 2017, I don't feel like I've achieved anything. I was like, oh, I've, I need to get back into music. And I was like, I brought out an album. I played the awesome Night Arcade 1984, part two, in uh, Amsterdam. And then Retro Future Fest, which was absolutely brilliant. What a... F- what an amazingly borderline chaotic but ultimately brilliant event. It was great. I got to play on stage with Nina. Played on stage with a song that I'd written for them and I did it as a, like a demo ages ago and then they brought it out of um, retirement and suddenly was like, oh yeah. And did that again at the Clapham Grand, which is a really big venue in London for the Outland. I'm looking at the poster right now. Outland was on Friday the 29th of September and that was me, Nina, 80 Stallone, who is fucking mental, 80 Stallone. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he is honestly the most fucking hilarious slash mental person. He, he's from Essex in England. Mm. If you're not from England, you wouldn't understand this, but he's like Why? he's a fucking geezer mm. and he has Rocky montages on audio cassette playing on a tape player in his in his changing room <laughs> whilst uh, he was preparing for this and he was like I'm just gonna fucking get wrecked I'm gonna put a bottle of, I'm gonna drink a bottle of champagne on stage and I was like can you not drink a bottle of champagne near all my gear that's on the stage <laughs> so he's like winding me up and stuff but he was a very fun guy and did a very crazy set that's cool I mean I'll have him on the show sometime because yeah I've never uh, I've never chatted with him I don't think and, and Time Cop 1983 obviously he, Time Cop Jordy is an absolute lovely bloke feel like you know he's a, f- a good friend um, as good as friend as we can be in Amsterdam and England whenever I meet him he's super chilled anyone who meets him he's a very nice guy very lovely I um, have nothing but the utmost admiration for him I'm very pleased he's doing so well yeah other than that I've done fuck all this year well that's still a lot of stuff and it was it was a very trippy uh, evening because after the after my gig, whilst I was on stage, there was the London terror attack. But there's just the knifings in Borough Market, mm. and it was very trippy. But I was in so I was in the um, green room with Daniel Deluxe and Time Cop, and it was all coming on breaking news on our phones. And it was just a kind of timely reminder of kind of our little retro bubble, and then the outside world kind of threatening to burst it a bit. Right. But then it there was almost a moment where we were all like. Yeah, fuck all this. Let's just keep focusing on the music and doing what we're doing and, and, and being positive. And this is kind of, it almost enforced, like, why we were doing what we were doing. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, I don't even sound like hippie, like, you know, music will prevail. But it was, it was just a profound moment of kind of, I just felt even more like, yeah, this is what we're doing this for. We're fighting against, you know, people trying to stop stop you from having fun and yeah we got to fight against the uh what the character john lithgow play and uh oh yeah, uh, <laughs> in Footloose. yeah Footloose. <laughs> isis are basically like john lithgow and footloose <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's the extent of my political metaphors. That's why I don't talk politics. But yeah, like I was going to say, How do just we briefly. From Footloose to ISIS in this yeah. sentence. <laughs> so you also had a track in uh, the Friday the Thirteenth, right? I did. Yeah, it was a fucking roller coaster because they had approached me a long time ago. They approached me, I think, I can't remember if I've told you this before on this show, but I can tell you. No, you told me when you couldn't say the name of the game, but because you told me enough information, I inferred what the game was privately. Yeah, so way way back when, the game, they approached me, the game was called Summer Camp, and it was heavily inspired by Friday the 13th, and they wanted pop tracks to go inside an in, in a sort of in-game radio. I was like, yeah, great, and I gave them a bunch of demos. For whatever reason, I wasn't fulfilling the brief, and and it sort of petered out and then they went away for a very long time and then they came back saying apologies for the radio silence the reason we've been quiet is because since all this time has passed we've had a conversation with Warner Brothers who have given us the license to make this into an official game it already had the original composer from Friday the 13th and Tom Savini the makeup art like 80s makeup artist were both attached to the to the game it was making noises and Warner Brothers got wind of it and rather than getting pissy about it they went well we'll give you the license to make it into a full full on game right and so they did and then sort of a lot of time elapsed and um not much happened and then they came back to me actually asking if they could use an existing song off my album in the game and then about a week later said we want something for a trailer can you write something and i wrote something at breakneck speed and convinced them to also uh, include in the bill for this uh my own coming on on board with guitars right so i asked my own i'll go i've got this project can you do some guitars for it and it's a very quick turnaround and he's like sure then I, I'm, I'm telling them, okay, we're just, we're just waiting for some guitars. They're going to be laid down. I've got provisionally everyone, everything's good. They're all happy with the track. And then they suddenly go, they suddenly email me on like a Friday night. Okay, it's like seven o'clock or something. And they're like, hey, we need the track now. We've just had a um, fantastic offer to have our trailer premiered at this massive gaming convention thing that I've never heard of called PAX West, which yeah, I yeah, think yeah. is in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to go on the couch and they're going to stream it. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't understand what the the hell this email is about but i understand it's urgent so they're like with with or without the guitars this has to go and i'm like oh my god because my own's guitars i know are going to be fucking amazing yeah so i literally finish this cut master it and send them it in like five minutes mm-hmm. and then al- almost a second i click send my own emails me going here's the first draft of the guitars and I was like just send them over I'm going to assume they're fucking amazing just yeah. send them over quick. <laughs> I, I, I literally slap them onto my um, Cubase program do the roughest fastest mix so the, the guitars actually in the trailer are like me having mixed them in like five minutes remaster the whole track bounce it out and send it and I'm doing them by Wii transfer and I'm like please use the second version I'm sending these mail don't use that version (laughs) and I didn't know I didn't know which version they got because I had download confirmations of both and then they used the right one on the trailer and I was so I was so relieved because it would have been all for nothing but it's very fun because sometimes I think when you're doing something under the gun and they actually call gun media (laughs) (laughs) you've got like no time to second guess your instinct you haven't got like a weeks to come try out different ideas you're like the first thing you try you're like if it's not shit go for it because you won't have time to muck about so that i tried out like a few little sketches and the, the first sketch i went with us i went back to him and that that's going to be the thing and i'm just going to make this fucking riff work even though it's not working quite 
yet and but it was cool i scored it to picture and everything i had the trailer running inside cubase and i was trying to get it to feel like it hit all the beats and whatnot yeah 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 and it kind of worked out and it was really cool because it um brought uh, lots of people to my my music and that's good yeah well it was a i remember yeah. it was like a popular trailer like i saw it getting i uh, shared all over the place and I still haven't played that game, but uh, I'm told it's good. I, I didn't dare watch it until until I got the trailer done. I didn't watch any gameplay. I was deliberately sort of distancing myself from it because I didn't want to get too excited when I thought I might be involved in this, I might not be involved in this. Right, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, if I'm not involved in it, I don't want to know how amazing this game is. I'm just going to blot it out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be, like, all depressed about what I could have won. So I, I kind of distanced myself from it until I saw it. And it, look, it looks very fun. It looks like it's got an amazing community. I've I, I got to admit, when they first explained the pitch to me when it was summer camp, I was like, okay, how's this going to work? Yeah. But when I saw it, well, it looks it looks like of all, like, movie... Movie tie-ins? Yeah. So many of yeah. those games end up being shit. Yeah. So it's it's quite cool to see a game that looks looks that good. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I gotta, we got to wind this down here because i got lots of people yeah. like calling in on the boards. I should mention, because you haven't been here all year, mm. uh, that your album was good. I really liked it. Thank you. My favorite track was the one you did with SJ Bravo. I think that was my... I've oh, listened to that one quite a bit. You. It's a lovely song. Well, SJ should get off his songs because we're, we're doing another track together, but I'm waiting for him to finish it. But he, he what I've heard of it so far is it's we've, we've written a really cool, upbeat, funky track. Very cool. And I'm working on a few other kind of tracks of that vein for a new album that I hope to get out sooner than uh, the last one took me but who knows I've got life events happening right now that are getting a bit in the way but I will be back in 2018 <laughs> hopefully that's a lovely way to put whatever that is like, <laughs> do you know what it's, uh, I'm just I'm just trying to buy a flat in London and discovering that yeah um, you know it's about 100 million pounds for a square inch so yeah yeah and that's going to be a pain in the ass yeah but yeah man keep on keeping on man that's the bottom line I keep on keeping on never stop stopping and make more music and uh, and I will uh, listen to it I did have actually a chat with SJ Bravo we did like a weird backwards did episode you? he was writing a paper or something and so he yeah. was talking to me and I think he interviewed a bunch of people about their opinion or whatever, like about Synthwave, and I recorded it. So I ended up airing it as an episode of the show where it's like him yeah, interviewing I've, I've me. Talked to num- I've talked to like a number of people who have been written, writing dissertations on Synthwave. I'm like, yeah. wow, it's become like an ap- academic st- thing. I, I love yeah. it too. It's, fu- it's for me. It's funny when because I'll get messages from people like, you know, have you ever talked to Mitch Murder? Because I'm like writing an essay on him, and I, I t- <laughs> and I tell Mitch Murder that I'm like, some kid just told me he like, he's writing a dissertation on you. That's <laughs> like, like crazy. And, and he's looking for information. If I ever did a podcast with him, and Mitch, like he won't do the show, but we'll chat. What's crazy is when it's like people I work with and things like that have heard of some of the artists that that I'm like, I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, you've heard of Persevator, okay. I'm I'm nothing like Perturbator, but I'm like I've played on stage with someone who's sort of like Perturbator. So I could sort of, if I really wanted to, I know like a person who could get Perturbator on Facebook and some messenger, and like I could probably get a message to him. That's that's how famous I am. <laughs> <laughs> You, you've like hung out with him right I saw a video of you like um, hanging yeah, out yeah but him. it's always it's always very um, like I mean you know he's been on the show a few times but it's like every few years he'll finally read his messages and then like we'll, we'll do a show when he was in Toronto it was an accident because I was leaving and then Dana Jean was at the show and I didn't even realize she was there oh. the whole time and I'm like oh I'm like hey Dana and then she texted Haley Stewart 
who was taking pictures, okay. like backstage. So then Haley came and got us, and then that's how I got up to to see James. But then we had a good time, like we had fun. What a brilliant combo of people! No, it was, it was a fun little evening. Like I've had, I've had to cut down. I wanted to have more fun, but my heart's been doing some funny things, and I think alcohol might be a part of it. Your heart's been doing funny things. Yeah, that's a way of putting it. It's name name of a name of an eighties yeah. song. <laughs> My heart's been doing funny things. Oh, heartbeat, funny things. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's the it's the cocaine, man. It's that's either the, the alcohol or the coke. One of those things. I'm going to need to do some coke to finish this fucking Christmas show on time. I'm going to get a, a nice big pouch. Do they sell them in pouches? I don't even... <laughs> pouch? <laughs> I'm such like a lame old dad, you, sir, right? buy me the biggest pouch of cocaine you can. I'm going to get properly fucked up this Christmas. God bless you. God bless everyone. Now let's all get fucking wrecked. Dubstep. What a perfect way to end this. Um, listen, man, it was fun talking to you. Maybe uh, we can have you on for a you proper do. show next year. Yes. We'll do it for sure. Let's do it. I'll hopefully have an album. I want to bring out something in the summer. Cool. So, yeah. Summer music. All right, man. Fucking Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. You too. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Love ya. And that was Sunglasses Kid. Always fun to hear from him. Listen, we should probably listen to a track. You know what? Since we just talked to Sunglasses Kid and I mentioned that that was my uh, favorite song from his album, maybe we should play it. This is Runaway by Sunglasses Kid featuring SJ Bravo.
Featuring S.J. Bravo by Sunglasses Kid. And that's a good track. Uh, That was my favorite on the album, actually. It's a good one. Always fun to hear from him. I can't believe I haven't talked to him in so long. We'll have to make sure we uh, catch up in the new year in Season 6 of Beyond Synth. But in the meantime... All right, and who's this on the line, man? It's, It's Droid Bishop. Hello. How's it going, man? It's going well. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing today? Pretty good. I'm just uh, enjoying the California winter. It's like 75 degrees. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. How cold is it for you? Right now you sh- it's... You shoveling snow? Hold on. Let me ask Siri. Hey, Siri, what is the temperature right now? It's minus 7 degrees outside. Jesus. Minus 7 degrees Celsius. Now, Still let's ask cold. Siri... What is minus degrees? No, oh, fuck me. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's it's cold. Let's move on. We've got a short amount of time here. What is negative seven degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? The answer is nineteen point four degrees Fahrenheit. Nineteen point four degrees Fahrenheit. Is that That's cold? Cold as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> My nipples just got hard on that one, dude. Diamond cutters. Now they were hard the second this conversation started. Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. You got any hot Christmas plans? I'm going to a cabin with the family up in Arrowhead. It's like two-hour drive, California. Is there any snow up there? Can you ski? Yeah, there'll be some snow. Maybe some uh, some sledding, some tubing, maybe. Hmm. Nice uh, chestnuts roasting by an open fire. Yeah, nuts. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Riveting as always. So what's uh, what's been going on, dude? You've been working on some fucking tunes? What have you been doing? Yeah, I'm working on uh, a new record, a full length, trying to uh, bust out as many tunes as I can. Like, it's just it just keeps rolling, so maybe in, like, the 15-track area. Just want to give people... Uh, some goods, different vibes, some classic vibes, new vibes, all sorts of vibes. I'm actually about to post some links to um, Lost in Symmetry has a limited vinyl release and some cassettes too, so I'll be posting that link. It'll be up on my social media. Get that. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> really exciting. <laughs> I thought your family all lived in like different countries, don't they? Well, just like my parents and my brother and my brother's fiance. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Collect my thoughts over the last year. Really reflect, you know? What are you going to reflect about? Nothing. Just uh, 
There's nothing to reflect about. <laughs> Same old. I just want to go tubing. I just want to go tubing, you know? I just got this thing, uh, Movie Pass. You know that? You know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I keep forgetting to check if there's a Canadian equivalent, but I think it is just American. I hope for your sake that there is, because it's fucking awesome. I mean, it's like nine bucks a month. I pretty much go to the movies every day, and it, they don't even update movies that quickly. So I'm seeing movies like twice now, and sometimes three times, just because I can. So, you know, why what's, not? what's been your favorite movie you've watched since uh, acquiring the Movie Pass? Mm, actually, I used it to go see Die Hard, and that was sick because I uh, they were playing they were playing at an old theater, and this thing works pretty much with most theaters, even like little twin cinemas and like old school cinemas. And uh, they had Die Hard the other day, so I went. And unbeknownst to me, when I got there, they had like three empty chairs in the front of the screen, and I'm like, "Oh, here we go!" <laughs> and it was like a, it was like a a Q and A and interview with. Uh, Steven DeSalza, the screenwriter, and one of the actors, that guy who plays the the guy who sits at the front desk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem at all, that guy, you know? They got, like, who they could for this thing. I was literally going to make a joke when you said one of the actors. My joke was going to be the security guard that dies, who is the one who they replace at the desk. Yeah. No, it was his... Uh, his his. So the bad guy that replaced replace, him. His replacement, yeah. yeah. The, the Huey Lewis... <laughs> The Huey Lewis knockoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always loved the scene, you know, when that dude gets blown away because they throw the flashbang and then the camera pans over. I know, and he smiles and you can't handle it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Have we already talked about this? I, 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 yes. And every time I watch it, I think of you. And I I thought about it in the theater because it was like, you know, giant screen version of it. And I'm just like, Andy, it's, he's clearly just... You know, surprised. He's stunned. Now, I know he's blinded he's like, by the flashbang. Like, but he's not stoked on on this explosion. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Christmas. Wait, what do you know, man? You don't know what's going on in that dude's head. Hey, I was at the Q and A. I know it all. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, I'm actually uh, seeing it again tomorrow at this other theater. And my friend, put, my brother's friend, is running it, and they got me on the list. So it's a diehard Christmas. That's uh, sweet, man. It never gets old. Yeah, no, it's a fucking uh, fantastic film. Maybe, like, they can have, like, the one dude with the long hair who doesn't have any lines who gets blown away from under the table as the uh, the guest. Which guy? I mean, there's, like, the, you know, there's, like, the one thug that's got, like, long black hair, and then and then Bruce Willis blows him away, like, because he's underneath the table. He does say something. Oh, does he? What does he say? Well, he says something, like, when you have a chance to, like, kill someone, like, do it or something like that, and then... Bruce Willis shoots him. He's like, "Thanks for the tip." Some <laughs> shit like that. I don't know. And appara- apparently, that shot, Bruce Willis got um, hearing damage because of the proximity and like the the slap back of the the gunshot. And it was like super close to his face, so he had like he has some permanent ear damage from that. Did that Hue- Huey Lewis guy tell you that? No, I already knew that. <laughs> I'm not a nerd. <laughs> How much progress have you made on this this giant album of yours? This epic saga. It's probably I'm probably about eight or ten like solid ideas in. Like the, some of them are like pretty much done on the production side. Nothing's really like mixed. I'm just kind of getting everything ready, and then I'll probably get the songs ready production wise. Take a tiny bit of time off and come back and like mix it with like fresh ears and throw out the bad shit, keep the good shit, figure it all out. But it's it's coming together. I'm feeling good about it. 
until, you know, I have these little walls where I'm like, I suck, and these are terrible songs. And then, you know, a couple days later, I feel better about it. The creative process. Yeah, man. I know all about the creative process. When I put out my 15-track album. All about titties. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it would be. (laughs) Well, I'm liking uh, all the stage production stuff you got going on for your, your little TV show there. Oh, yeah. The real Beyond Synth. Yeah. No, it looks cool. You've well, been, next like, time you're welding uh, away in your basement on that. Yeah, next time you're in Toronto, man, you are you are formally invited. Uh, yes, I can't wait. Yeah, and you can you can put on a little performance, mm, a little dance for you. Yeah, not as Droid Bishop, just as you. This Candy Cane. <laughs> that's my my dancing name. Is it? No. <laughs> what do you think? I moonlight at the strip club. <laughs> Coming up, Candy Cane. <laughs> I dance to like one of my own Droid Bishop songs. Hey, why not? A little extra cash around the holidays. I don't know why I just said why not. I can think of several reasons why not. Yeah, but. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, you're happy, though? You, you had a good time this year? You okay? Yeah. It's been a good year. Found a lovely lady in the Midwest, Minnesota. So that's good. Other than just, you know, heading over there to the ice-cold weather that I'm about to hit. Yeah. It's probably, yeah. It's probably similar to you. It's... I think it gets colder there. I don't know. Where are you again? I'm... <laughs> You're in Toronto, right? Yes, I am. Toronto. Mm. Yeah. I mean, she said sometimes it gets below 20, below 30. That's Fahrenheit. And I'm a... I like I like the sunshine. You know me. So I don't even own, I don't even own that many like clothes for that stuff. So I just need to buy some long johns and brave the storm. What is negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? The answer is minus 34.4 degrees Celsius. Yeah, we get that. Yeah, I think it's like the same. I've had some days in my life that were like negative 40 and like they, they, oftentimes it's usually like it's, it's like negative 30 something, but then like the wind chill. Ooh. It's like the winter's version of the humidex. Yes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not cut out for that. No, it sucks. Uh, those are the days that you stay inside or yeah. die. Or die. Die cold. Yeah. And that's not uh, something I want to do. No. I want to live. Live a long time. Yeah. Until, like, freeze my head. <laughs> <laughs> I live forever. It's a frozen head. We've had some good times, right? Great times, man. <laughs> Great times. <laughs> well, anyways, man, listen. I gotta let you go because the fucking switchboard here is just lighting up with calls. Lighting up, man. Woo. Yeah, if you could see it, it's putting a consistent, just giant red glow on my face because of how the switchboard is just lit up with all these little red lights. Just like Rudolph's red nose. Exactly. It's like just thousands of Rudolph staring up at me, wanting to be part of this epic Christmas show, and I don't want to. I don't want to let down the listener. Well, you better take them calls. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, goddammit. Goddamn, patch it in. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, man, listen, I look forward to uh, hearing more Droid Bishop. You know, I always enjoy uh, chatting with you and listening to your cool music. Back at you. And, uh, and I look forward to hearing your album, man. Come back on the show when it comes out, and we'll do, uh, we'll do another Droid Bishop album retrospective. One of them yeah, thing yeah. is, I'd love nothing more. Cool, man. Join you on your... Your little public access program you've got here. Yeah, that is what this is. <laughs> I wonder if I would actually have more listeners if it was just public access. Uh, PBS, Beyond Synth? Yeah. 
You could take over uh, Charlie Rose's gig. I know. I, I'm just gonna, I'm saying right now, like, this is a great time if you want a job, but I don't know if it's a great time if you're like a white man and want to take over that job. No, no one wants you around, bro. No, I think uh, I think at this the point, devil. it's like all of these jobs are going to be have to be filled by like ladies because that's the yep. only way it's going to. So I could put a wig on. Well, that's when I slap on my candy cane wing, wig and, uh, you know, take on the night. Yeah, you'd be, yeah, you with the wig would be a very pretty lady. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know where to find me. I don't know. What I, I don't think I'd be a very pretty lady, I don't think, with a wig on. Some people don't have, like, feminine-looking faces. Like, you I'd don't, like to, you I'd don't like look to like see a lady. It. I'd like to see it. Andy <laughs> Synth. Amanda Synth. What would I be? No, I'd be Andrea. Andrea. Because that's more or Andy I E, yeah. Like instead of a Y, or just like Cynthia, like spelled synth. Ooh, this is a real good idea. That can there be my drag go. name. No, well, all right, yeah, and yeah, all right, we got it. There we go. Sweet candy, candy cane, and Andrea Cynthia. Sweet. Now we'll just fucking go and uh, find Charlie Rose's studio and shit all over. Yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. All right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. All right, and that was Droid Bishop. You know, it's always fun to hear from him. And I guess that's the end of the show. Uh, we had a big, long show, and I'm happy you guys all uh, came by to listen. But <laughs> what am I saying? I can't end the show because we have not kept it 80s with Marco Merrick. So let's play that jingle for one last time in season five. Yes, it's season five. Uh, (laughs) You're not here yet. And uh, here comes the jingle. I've been here all along. (laughs) Marco. We're keeping it 80s with Marco Merrick. I thought it would be appropriate to wrap up this very special uh, holiday episode. Was supposed to be a Christmas show. Was supposed to be a New Year's show. And is now airing, what, it's like the f- January 4th or something? like so. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, good, good. I was a bit worried there, although you forgot about me for, uh, for a bit, Andy. What's, what's going on, mate? No, our schedules were just not uh, syncing up. And no. I, I, I mean, I said it. You know, during the course of this show, but I got sick at like just the wrong moment in time, and it literally threw yeah. the whole fucking thing out the window. Like every aspect of uh, the schedule fell apart because of it, and uh, it was so frustrating. Because I keep saying, like, had I got sick just a day later, <laughs> everything would have been fine because I would have recorded all the things that I meant to. And anyway, it's it's academic now because here's the show, so we did it. Yeah, yeah, timing's been way off. I mean, I, I've been sick as well. I, I got some. Uh vaccines and shots for my US visa and uh, they've pumped me full of all sorts of crap and that's kind of uh, been wreaking havoc on my immune system and, and my arm as well far out so uh, I'm doing okay now I'm just enjoying the warm weather here in the southern hemisphere and I've been hearing about the cold freeze you guys have been getting up there in North America <laughs> yeah well you should see um, I mean because I, I live in a zone that always used to get lots of snow anyways like I'm in a snowy zone I'll send you a picture man but the fucking the, the snow snow is very high 
We've got some fucking high snowbanks. It's like Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, um, Stills was saying from... He's from... Uh, was it Calgary, I think? He was saying that it was minus 38 degrees Celsius with wind chill. But that's just fucking crazy, man. I can't even imagine what, uh, what that would even feel like. Yeah, right now it's colder over there. I have friends who work in Alberta and, yeah, just like negative 40 for them. Because some of them are up in like where the fucking... Like the forests and shit because that's where like the uh, the uh, oil plants and stuff and so it gets super fucking cold and, and uh, Bigfoot that's where Bigfoot's from too yeah, yeah. oh dude I watch the <laughs> shittiest okay man listen yeah. I, 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 I don't want to alienate uh, my listeners let's just say I'm not a believer in Bigfoot but I do like watching like Bigfoot documentaries and stuff the thing is you know when people believe like stupid stuff you always assume that they believe it because there's some compelling reason yeah you know when people are into conspiracy theories even if you're not on board for the ride they have like websites and things you know they can be like oh you know you know this guy used to work for this company and then he used the president of this company and <laughs> aliens you know and you're like okay i don't know about the aliens part but like, i understand something anyway the point i'm making is <laughs> there is some compelling reason to why they believe what they believe so you assume that going in with people who um, are big into ghosts, big into paranormal shit, aliens, um, Bigfoot, Loch Ness. So then you watch Bigfoot documentaries and they got nothing. Like they have nothing. No, no, it's so boring. It's amazing. I watched this. It's like, what's that noise? <laughs> they have even less than you think a reasonable person would have in order to believe it. Because I watched this one they put on Netflix just the other day, and the guy had nothing, and it went on. It, like, literally, he'd, mm. he'd bring out this dude who's like, oh, you know, he's a professor, and then they literally looked at a broken tree that was broken in a weird position. <laughs> they literally talked about this broken tree for 20 minutes. They just kept walking around it, going, um, and, and, and talking about it in different ways, and the whole time you're like, it's a broken tree, like, it's not. And then there's this video where the dude's apples are getting stolen by Bigfoot, but, like, you don't actually see anything. And then a lot of these people are kind of, like, delusional people who, you know, they, they liken themselves to being experts, but they're not. And the dude, like, sets up his night vision camera and he's like whispering because it's at nighttime and he's discussing uh, his equipment. And he's like, and that's my that's my night vision, which I've taped to the front of my camera. And then he, he zooms down. He doesn't even have a proper like lens thing for his night vision. It's like duct tape to the front of his camera. Oh my God. And then and then and then he walks in front of it. <laughs> so then when it shows the angle of the night vision camera, he steps in front of it. So he covers the whole frame and then just starts talking about the sounds he hears. So he's like, there's one over there. Yeah, and here comes the big one. Yeah, he's to my left. And then meanwhile, you don't see anything because he's in front of the camera. <laughs> like, it's oh amazing. Like, it's just fucking amazing. It's like, oh my God, you hear noises in the forest. Shit. <laughs> wow, that's proof. No, the dude literally, he's just like, I left out apples. And, you know, like always, I went back and, you know, it took them. And like... You're in a forest and you just left fresh apples. There's probably like a thousand things in that forest that would take those apples. But of course, there's no footage of it. You know, there never's any footage. Like, it's so... Ah, it's amazing. So you never seen one yourself then, I guess. I, then I saw this thing about the fucking chupacabra. And I was watching this stupid show. And then they're like, here's some definitive proof of dash cam footage of chupacabra. 
And it was just a fucking dog. It's a dog. But like everyone on the show is talking about it like it's not a dog. Where they're just like, look at the snout. Look how long the snout is. And and all I see is a dog. Like I just keep looking at it going like, why are these people not seeing the dog that I'm seeing? Because they're <laughs> like, and I thought the Chupacabra was like a little lizard dude. It was like sucking blood out of stuff. But all of a sudden it's a dog and they found a dog corpse. And it's like, it's a fucking dog. Anyway, <laughs> how are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, that shows a bit funny. I remember seeing one episode because there's a show. There used to be anyway, like a hunting for Bigfoot or something. Mm. And I can't remember what it was called. It was on cable. And then I saw it. And, and one episode, they spent the whole time looking at poo, analyzing this poo. They're adamant it was fucking. They found this poo in the forest, and they're adamant <laughs> that it's a fucking Bigfoot, a Sasquatch shit. And anyway, the results came back, and I don't know. They try to say it wasn't. It was a, such a load of crap. <laughs> it's well, so boring. The way, yeah, the way the way that their logic works, and I mean, this is the true of like all the people who are pretty much in the paranormal. It's like once it can't be explained, then they just jump to these insane conclusions. So it's like to them. <laughs> Proof of Bigfoot is they found a hair, and it's like, we we cross-checked it. It is not a beaver hair. It is not a bear. We do not know what it is. I'm like, okay, yes, it's not those two things. (laughs) Did you cross-reference it with, like, everything in the world? Because probably not. And then they'll just jump to conclusions. I saw (laughs) this show yesterday, and it's called fucking Fact or Faked. And my wife was watching it because, like, oh, you know, they... They try and disprove, you know, people send in videos and and then they try and disprove them. And I'm like, okay, but are these like actual skeptics or are these people who are just believers who are like pretending to be skeptics? And sure enough, they're just idiot believers because they'll, they, you know, they they'll watch a video and it, and it was so terrible. It was like this alien walking in the background of like this news news anchor lady, and it was so obviously CGI. It was horrible. And then it's like we got to ask this guy if he faked it, and then and then the dude just admitted to faking it. And you'd think that would be the end of the story hmm. when the guy's like, yeah, yeah, it's fake, it's fake. And then they're like, oh, why would anyone believe this video? Oh, because there's lots of UFO sightings here. Oh, yeah? And then they just go on this quest because the guy said there's UFO sightings. I'm like, what sort of skeptics are you that you just watched a video that the dude told you is fake? And instead of just leaving, they're like, oh, but there's got to be aliens somewhere. And then they're like, you know, this part of Puerto Rico or whatever has lots of alien sightings because of all these lightning storms. And then the other lady's like, so you're saying like the alien ships like park in the sky to like recharge? And like, yeah, that's probably it. Like, what? Like, it's just like, how do the people's brains... Like, like that's where your brain went and not just hey this is bullshit like uh, anyway <laughs> uh, some of the crap man <laughs> you gotta be uh, a special kind of person man to like for that to anyway anyway and, uh, so uh, happy new year anyway Andy you haven't yes. even said that yet mate yes happy new year Marco did you do anything special no I'm just gonna keep editing, and that's pretty much that's pretty much it. We had a big long show, man. This is like a five and a half hours. I don't know how long it's at now. It's a pretty long one. Jesus, you're getting worse. Yeah. Well, this is only for the special ones. This is only this is a special occasion, <laughs> man. It's the end of the season. End of the season. Yeah, it was a good season too. Season five was a great season. I think we, uh, everybody agrees on that one. So many fucking episodes as well. Your workload has increased. I don't know what what you're on over there, mate. But uh, your your workload is. Uh, Unbelievable. Hey, man, I'm just high on life. (laughs) Yeah, there's lots of fun changes in store for next year. And, of course, you will uh, still be joining us with your uh, segment. And who knows? Maybe when uh, you move over to the States, um, we'll be on the same time zone. And we may be the next time we record. I don't know. How how long are we having off? How long are you having a break for, Andy? Oh, like four days. Just that it. It's four days. What the fuck? Well, because this once this episode goes up, I got to start recording new ones because um, I had to cancel a few interviews before Christmas 
because of my stupid sore throat. Right. So I got to reschedule all those, and hopefully everyone's cool with that for the new year. But uh, yeah, man, so we're still going to keep it 80s. I got some new segments that are coming up uh, next year. We'll oh. keep those secret. I love it. I'm making a big deal of it. It'll be in like two weeks. Uh, be <laughs> two weeks, yeah. I was waiting for that. I thought you might say that originally, actually. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. This, um... You know, this show should have aired like um, four days before Christmas and then been available for download on Christmas. That was the plan. And then I was going to take two weeks off and then do the new season. And instead, what happened was there's like a three week break between my last episode and this special one. (laughs) And now I feel weird about taking another multiple week break because it feels like there was one. But it wasn't really a break. It didn't feel like a break because I was just sick Hmm. and like trying to do the best I could. It's probably going to take some time off and, you know, enjoy the winter and the snow and. You know, whatever it is that people do in the snow. And this is probably the last summer I'll be spending here, it looks like. So, I mean, I'll try to enjoy it as much as I can because, uh, yeah, it's quite a different climate over there, that's for sure. I mean, depending on when you come over, at least if, um, you know, you still have your summer and then you come over here as we're having our spring and then you get another summer again, so that's okay. That's what's going to happen, yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to adjust, I think. I mean, I can't... You know, originally I was thinking about getting there in February, but, like, that's, like, the coldest month up there, and it's our hottest month, so... Yeah. It's probably not a good idea, you know? That's uh, dropping into the deep end, as they say. Yes. Oh, and it's cold. <laughs> like, it's, it's going to be an amazing switch for you, because even we're, like technically used to it and it still sucks balls like i mean it's the worst looks like this winter might be a bad one i know you guys had a i think you've had a couple of mild ones you had a bad one before and then you had a couple of mild ones so we're talking about seasons now aren't we yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what am i like a fucking weatherman or yeah <laughs> what the hell do i know <laughs> all right listen we'll, we'll we'll wind this down but how about uh do you have any um you know thoughts for the new year what, what do you what do you hope to do uh, not really. I guess 2017 was uh, a bit of an average year, I suppose. I don't know. Um, I never got to see Jazzy at all in that whole year, and uh, there was a lot of deaths and stuff. I don't know, I guess. So I, I'm pretty optimistic about two, 2018. I think it's going to be a great year. Sorry, that was just... <laughs> <laughs> that was an amazing no that was an amazing sentence I didn't get to see Jazzy uh, uh, there's a lot of death <laughs> uh, there was <laughs> this is such an odd. well listen I hope to um, produce more shows and have a lot more fun times and um, I'm kind of hoping my voice is like this forever I love your voice like this that this sore throat did some sort of irreparable damage to my vocal cord but then actually makes me sound like this all the time you could do some great uh, you could be one of those uh, the voiceovers for all the ads and that you know like in the 80s they used to have that really cool dude you could be like that man boner time <laughs> when the boners are here we must find the king of the boners this summer <laughs> this summer I love the way you say that this summer <laughs> <laughs> this summer, Boner Johnson is Johnny Boner time. Rated R. Well, things are looking good, and uh, I'll probably be seeing you in the flesh uh, sometime soon, it looks like. Andy. Sweet. Fucking. I'll be cooking you that steak, finally. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder how the hell we're going to do that. I don't really have an appropriate steak cooking. I mean, I have an oven, I suppose. you have a, you got to have a good frying pan. It's paramount. Mm. Well... 
Maybe that's what I'll use the Patreon money for. I'll uh, I'll take one month where I'll I won't bring mine. I'll fucking bring mine, pen. Goddamn no, it! No, they won't let you. <laughs> you watch. There's some probably some stupid rule to just like <laughs> you can't take a frying pan on a fucking plane or something, and then yeah. <laughs> but then like, what, what do, you, do you think you're doing with that? <laughs> so it's so weird. So like, when you move to the states, like how much are you taking like are you just going there with a fucking like a suitcase and just selling all your shit in australia or are you shipping things over i live pretty light i don't have a lot of stuff so that's not really a major issue i mean i've got a pretty good uh pretty big blu-ray collection you know video games shit like that but that i mean that stuff's not really i don't ever watch half that shit anyway no not really i just bring in my car my computers my uh sound surround sound system it's a really good one and uh, it's my baby so i'm not partying with that um uh, and then just mostly clothes and stuff. That's really about it, Andy. So you live like uh, like rigs and lethal weapon, where you just like have like a little camper and like a TV, and every night you go home and attempt to shoot yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 going to be my life in the states for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy fucking Australian. <laughs> Anyways, listen. Thanks for uh, uh, being on the show this season. It was fun. Thank you for having me on the show, Andy. It's been a pleasure, mate. I'm looking forward to next season if you still want me, all right? Yeah, well, you are, man. I already confirmed it, man. Keeping it 80s confirmed. <laughs> well, I guess until next season, which is like four days away. Yeah. Everybody keep it real and keep it 80s. <laughs> <laughs> you too, buddy. Fucking. What? <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Andy? That's uh, oh my God. me running out of things to say. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll just wrap it up for myself, too, right now uh, while you're here. Okay. Everybody, thanks for listening to Beyond Synth Season 5. It is now over. But don't worry, because Season 6 is right around the corner. Um, bunch of new, fun guests. Of course, we'll still be keeping 80s, some new segments. There might be some other people joining the show, and, ooh, some other stuff. So, um, yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, I don't have a catchphrase like Marco. Keep it real. How about, um, ain't, uh, fuck you. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that probably is your catchphrase, actually. Fuck you. That's <laughs> <laughs> real nice, Andy. Real charming, <laughs> mate. <laughs> and for another year, fuck you. From everyone here at Beyond Synth.